Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, March 12th, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Yeah, looking forward to the show. It should be great, man. Lots of excitement to talk about. Lots of things happening right now. Uh, really pumped on my in-studio guests. Really pumped on the guys on the phone. And uh, we are going to have a hell of a show. Thanks to you people uh, for listening each and every week. Thank you for downloading. Get the Patreon account for Pulpamex. I've uh, previewed some podcasts to our, our, our guys there. I've given out some t-shirts, some discounts here and there. Just help us out a little bit on Patreon.com. The Pulpamex app also get that. We're working on an update for that at some point. Uh, you can listen live on there. You can listen live on TuneIn app as well, uh, pulpamexshow.com, and Amazon banner on Pulpamex. Um, uh, also helps out a little bit if you're going to buy something from Amazon. Go to pulpamex.com, click on the banner, takes you to pulp, uh, Amazon, and make a, make a small purchase, and we get a small slice of that. And thanks, everybody. It's been going well. Thank you for stopping me at the races this week in Daytona and telling me how much you enjoy the show and telling me about how much you want tits back and telling me about how much you want, you know, uh, Daniel Blair in studio and these types of things. It really, really, really touching. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Justin Brayton will be on Justin Brayton one Daytona Supercross. I never thought I would say that. I thought I would say Justin Brayton wins Glen Helen motocross national before I said Justin Brayton one Daytona Supercross, but he did. And we're stoked. And he will be on here to talk about that. Jordan Smith won two fifties and he immediately vaulted himself into title contention. Now eight points back, I believe of this thing. And Jordan Smith's getting hot right at the right time. Denny Stevenson will be on 125 Supercross champion friend of the show. Denny Stevenson will be on another friend of the show. Jim Holly, Jim Hollywood. Holly will be on. Love that guy. Uh, also, to um, uh, you guys, your phone call, 702-586-7857. Uh, please give us a call. And um, There's serious shit going on with those guys. That's the MCR team that Tony's talking about. There's serious shit going on with MCR Honda right now because they just won Daytona. And uh, Brayton is third in the points. Vince Freeze is having a great year, by the way. Don't sleep on Vince Freeze right now. He's been having a really good Supercross season. And we are going to get to the bottom of that right here. Uh, with me in studio all show long, he is the uh, the host of Main Event Moto Podcast. He does uh, Race Day Live on Supercross Online. He uh, owns Eagle Grit Hand Cleaner. He does Arena Cross TV. He's on the Fox Sports Broadcast TV. He's a mortal enemy of mine, Daniel Blair. What's up, man? How are you? Not going to say a word until I get a round of applause to start this thing, Steve. Oh. Like the press conference. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Can everyone give me a round of applause? Welcome, Daniel Blair. All right, all right. Welcome I'm here. Daniel What's up, Blair. Steve? How are you? Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm pumped, Good man. Time. Ready uh, to talk? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into a little bit of what's going on with you and your TV work. Hey, just shift over that way if you can, so I'm not looking back at you like that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, also, in studio... <laughs> He's our co-host. He's the man who turned the wrenches for Brayton to take that Daytona win. He's a legend. 
It's Tony Berluti. What's up, Berluti? Steve, how are oh, you? Yeah, another round of applause. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no applause Dude, needed. Dude, 450 Supercross winner. Yeah, That's- that was fun. First time in a while, in a long time, forever. And you almost got killed by Marv. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No, I was a little bit further yeah, over. Yeah. But uh, congratulations, man! That's Thank you, awesome. Steve. We wanted to have you in for the first hour because th- this is what a story! What an amazing race! I mean, Daniel, like it's been a good season. It's been interesting, but to me, that that just topped the, the whole year. I listen in my position in the sport right now. I'm probably not supposed to have favorites, okay? But when I was watching that main event. I was like the biggest fanboy ever. <laughs> I was I was tweeting three more minutes, two more minutes. JB hashtag JB ten. I was trying yeah, to get it going. Right, right. I was just all in. And I believe, I've talked to you now Always. a few weeks when yes. when Justin won Glendale heat race, and then when he won Atlanta. Yes, I came over to you because I've been. I've been wanting this Justin Brayton win, and I'm, I'm more pumped than he is, dude. No, it was phenomenal. And, and whether it was the TV show or the live broadcast or interviews afterwards, he kept saying, I can't believe I won Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of all the races for Brayton to win, yeah. it would be the last one I would pick outside of Glen Helen National. But God, did he ride good, Berlut. Like, he rode phenomenal. He rode awesome. You know, you don't hear it very often, but after the first practice um, – I get on the bike and we're heading back to the pit and he goes, man, that track is so fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when you yeah. hear, when yeah, you yeah. hear that right yeah. away, you yeah. know, you're hoping something's going to be good. You it, know, uh, the, the, the track Daytona has been terrible the last few years, mm-hmm. but this year was much better. Opened up fast. Lots of jumps, right? I liked it. It was, uh, it was great. Like, kind of like a rhythm section. Almost. Yeah. Is that why you think Straight Brayton rhythm? Did, huh? Yeah. You think, is that why you think Brayton didn't? I mean, oh, is that, I don't know. We kind of into it. They, we threw it in there a little bit, but uh, right. I, I, I just think he gelled with the track right away. It's what it looked like to me. Unbelievable. He'll, he'll be on here shortly to, to talk about it. Taking your phone calls over there, producing the show, holding things down. I think he's playing the show in the background, and we can hear it in our, in our microphones. God bless tits. Travis Marks, what's up, Marks? How are you? I miss tits. <laughs> What, what are you doing I wish over I there? That, what, what I, is, I wish I saw that draw of that one guy. Fuck you. What is going on? Was that the show? Were you playing the show through the phone? Uh, f- yeah. Okay, we can hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. Facebook Live is on? Are we good? Yeah, but it's it's got some static, so I was trying to trying to fix that. RacerX Facebook Live, everybody. Marks is screwing you, so I want everyone to know that. Um, <laughs> You're very mad at me lately. <laughs> very what's angry. With all, what's with all the hostility? Very angry. I'm very happy about Brighton. I'm very happy about Brighton. <laughs> I'm not happy about you. Can you... Can you can you like channel some of that happiness towards me? No, not is at it all. Because Phil is behind me, is that why you're angry? I think that's what it is. We have a flat Phil in the studio. Oh, and you're just gonna be you're guy. gonna be looking at that I, thing all the time, and you're gonna see his face right below. You know what? It. We probably need to move that. Actually, that's that's an excellent point. There He's my bodyguard. That's right. That's what this is. A six foot tall flat Phil is in the studio to watch over all of us. Uh, how'd you do in fantasy, Marks? Uh, fair. Not as good as last week. No, yeah. no. Last week was my best, but I, I, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about my 250 class. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. You know what? Some people do want to talk about the 250 class. We got some voicemails uh, this week. Let's quickly play those. And people do want to talk about a certain 250 rider. Oh man, it really didn't work out for them. Let's quickly get into that. Yeah, Gary. Yeah. Uh, no, Gary. No. Jerry Robin. Hey, Steve. I'm just watching this 250 LCQ at Daytona. Jerry Robin has broken my heart many times in fantasy, but never in truly 
real time. Okay. <laughs> Never calling. again. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks, Steve. I'm never picking fucking Jerry Robin again. He fucks me every fucking time I, I fucking pick him. Just ride the fucking dirt bike. He does it five fucking days a week. And, and, and fucking race time in a qualifying fucking position, what are we going to do? We're going to fucking throw it away. Fuck you, Jerry Robin. If you get a factory fucking ride, I'm still not ever going to fucking pick you again. Thanks, Mathis. Appreciate it, guys. Poor Jerry. God. Hey, Steve. Fuck Jerry Robin. If I ever see him in the street, I'm going to okay, take a 2019 KX450F out of his ass. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> the Grenade Robin. Uh, don't do anything. Don't tweet Jerry. Don't beat him up. Jerry's just Jerry's going to Jerry. And I had Jerry. I had Jerry, too. Yeah. And so did Moser. And I'm not really sure why. Like, like the track record speaks for itself. He you was would, 14th fastest, bro. You would kind of think. That's, and that's what gets you. Like, it looks so good on paper, but he just can't. He can't finish a race for some reason. Poor Jerry. Uh. Uh, thanks to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Mission Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, and Get Data all on board with us. And a lot of these guys are helping out the MCR team as well, including Race Tech with, uh, with uh, Vince Freeze and, and Jake Weimer. And Fly Racing, Brayton's Fly Racing stuff looked fantastic. Is that new? It was a brand new launch to Daytona, 2018 and a half. So, uh, Berlut, so this sort of, you've won everything in the sport as a mechanic. Now you got a I don't know about everything, but four fifty Supercross win. Yeah, now. this is really at cool. Daytona. At Daytona, were you? Tomac was coming. Were you telling him? Like, were you telling ET times and your and Brayton's? Nah, like, what were you trying to do? On the I board? never. I never really. I I do the psyche part. I don't really like to let them know who's behind them or who's coming. They okay. can see if they yeah. see it, they see it. Yeah. I just let them know plus or minus, okay. and then give them lap yeah. times. Lap times to me are the. You know, I mean, but just his times, like his not, times, yeah, yeah nobody yeah. else's times, right? No, no. Yeah, I'm, he's so not, he can see where yeah. he's at, you know. Uh listen, Eli Tomac came from last to second, yeah, and, and he was probably pissed. Eli's going to get a lot more wins down the line, so he, you know, it's okay that Eli didn't win this one. Let Brayton win this yeah. one. But I'll tell you what, I was really impressed is three laps from the end or something. Brayton put down another time into the one thirteens. Yes, he was doing one fourteen, one fifteen, one fourteen, one fifteen. Tomac's coming. Tomac got down into 112s at one point, mm-hmm. uh, and Tomac was doing consistent 113s. And I guess Brayton was just like, "Hey, I got it! Like I got it! I got to drop these times." Yeah, the only thing I was possibly thinking is, as hard as uh, he was charging, and after he had got up and stuff, maybe uh, Tomac was gassed at the very, very end. You know, I don't know, possibly. Well, I th- I think you got a point. I th- that's yeah. a lot of work, and I think once he saw, okay, I'm not breaking him. Like I, I I'm, I'm getting him, getting him, getting him. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not. Right. You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I know you've been there, too, where you're like, I'm going to get this guy, I'm going to get this guy, and then it's like, huh. You know, I, I'll give Brayton some extra credit on this, but, I, I mean, I tweeted it with, like, a couple minutes left. I said, no, Tomac, slow down, because he was coming. <laughs> but And I thought Justin was <laughs> no, going to... No, Tomac, slow I, down! I did. I literally wanted him to slow down. <laughs> but, you know, what's weird is I don't know how much... I don't know the time, so I don't know if he did slow, but Justin, like, picked it up. On one of those laps, and almost like it's almost like one of those things that break you. Yeah. Tomac's coming, coming, yeah. and all of a sudden you throw a hard lap, and nothing happens. You yep. kind of like well, we break. Just, well, he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Just, just I was looking we at my about. Twitter. I was trying to we find literally out what just, I said. We literally just made that point. But no, you're right. But I yeah. think Justin was responsible for some of that yeah, yeah. because he yeah. 
Matt, he yep. picked it up, yep. and then Eli, I think, was just like, well, shit, you know? And then I, so I'll give Justin, he stepped up on the laps where normally you're going, oh, no. Oh, look, no. look, it's no doubt that Brayton caught some breaks with Tomac going down and Marv going down. He caught a few breaks, but let's not forget he won the heat. Yeah. yeah. He and was, was sixth fastest in, in, uh, exactly. in qualifying. He like, was what? Sixth fastest. Who? Brayton. No, he was number one. No, he was sixth. No, he, he got pole position. He was number one. Was he? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he, he won his qualifying. Oh, six fastest in qualifying. Yeah, in qualifying. I'm sorry, Steve. Oh, number one fastest heat. You yeah, yeah, fastest yeah, yeah, heat. Yeah. So he had yeah. he got pole. What I'm saying is he Brayton fully deserved it. Yeah, like he, he was running he, good all yeah. day long. Um, did you make many bike changes? Did you did you do things to make him happy or right away? Uh, was suspension, he- just a couple clicks here and there. Really, yeah. not not a lot. Yeah. You know, not very much at all. Nope. Dude, think you were you were out of the game, Berlute, and now <laughs> you got a 450 Supercross win. <laughs> Yeah. God damn, I'm a little jealous. Oh, come on, a, dude. I mean, it's not a summer cross. Summer cross. I was going to say that. Come <laughs> um, on. Yeah, that's like the whole season. That <laughs> summer is bigger than this silly thing. It's You get the whole summer. <laughs> You're going to be my permanent co-host uh, if you keep that up. I, if you right. keep that up. Uh, that's, that's the end right there. <laughs> um, what did you do Saturday night? Oh, uh, we did their tradition. Uh, went and had wings. Wings. That, that's Tony's tradition now. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I had two beers, and uh, I felt real good, and got about three hours sleep, and then uh, I was ready to go. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. I was Pookie. on adrenaline. 450 Supercross Daytona winner, right here. Got a big hug. Right here. Yeah. He's, he's in our presence, Marks. I suggest we bow next time. Stop Perlute it! Comes in. You're kidding me. Killing what, me. What a season though, right now. Third in the points. Yeah. Got a win. Oldest winner ever to win a 450 Supercross, and also uh, longest wait for his first win. That's uh, not a proud one. I wouldn't even <laughs> say that. <laughs> I'm no, just saying, he's setting records. How do you That's get, a shit record, How do you though. get your first and be the oldest on the same? Like, that is... That's just a stat that doesn't happen. You no. know what I mean? Like you, you're yeah. gonna go get your first one on a yeah. track that apparently would be like your biggest enemy. Yeah, and then you break the record. I mean, that's just a bunch of stuff all in one setting. Yeah. That's pretty wild, yeah. man. And man, did he ride well? Like, and you know, he was. You know how Daytona changes and forms and and changes through the night. He was tripling things, quadding things, setting down his front end perfectly. The sand section, which you would think maybe he would give him a problem. He looked great in that. Mm-hmm. I thought the section after the mechanics era, he was really fast in that. Mm-hmm. I thought he killed the whoops. Mm-hmm. He killed the whoops. Killed the whoops. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just, yeah, one of those magical nights. It was. I, I it just, was magical. I love how he won Daytona. <laughs> Like what the f, right? Right. Like, like so, dude, Steve. I love how happy you are too. It, that is awesome. Well, I, I keep looking at Mark, and I'm getting angry. But, it's industry dude, wide. Everyone in the pits was stoked. Yeah. You just, that's a great story. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Mike Genova, owner, was not there. No, he was on vacation. Bomber for him, guy, dude. And Tony, how was uh, Tony after the win? Um, people were saying that he was happier than they've ever seen him, even when his kid was winning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Huh? That's yeah, what. Yeah, th- yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. The cooler know? said that. The cooler said that. Uh, I don't know if the cooler. Uh, yeah, he might have been one. Right. There's a couple guys that said that. You know, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's awesome, man. Good for your team and good for for you guys. And, and yeah, thank and, you and everything. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, just a remarkable night. So here we just watching Marvin f- f- fly in the mechanics area. There's cooler. He almost yeah. got taken out. Yeah, not quite sure what exactly happened with Marv. He had a rough time. Couple crashes. He was fast uh, though, huh? He was. He yeah. was good. He, he got into the two twelves too. The only other guy outside of Tomac yeah. to, to do that. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, kind of Marv if he can rebound or what 
what he says next week as far as what happened. Missed opportunity for him, man. Oh, yeah. Some of them points. With Anderson? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like you've been waiting for Anderson to blow it, yep. and then there it was. And I kind of feel like it might have even been part of it. I, he seemed extra energized, Marvin did, and I wonder if he knew that Anderson was down, knew that he was maybe back a ways and thought, oh, my gosh, this is what I've been waiting. I need to – I got to win this. Yeah. And then just, yep. like, kind of just went over the top a little bit because he looked – way spunkier than normal he's usually really efficient and i yeah. thought he was almost riding a little too hard yeah and maybe it was he he knew there was a little opportunity there and yeah oops um were you getting nervous Berlut, near the end were you like steve i i was surprised how calm i was the whole race really? and then at yeah. the end i was you know i was taking deep breaths just because i was just wanting it to happen yeah yeah but you know how you think about the bike breaking or oh, yeah he's yeah. a guy i never have to worry about thinking about crashing because the guy's so solid yeah it's the one guy that just blows my mind where i when he's out there i'm like he's He's yeah. go, he, he's not going down. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He may get tired or get passed, but he's not going to yeah, weed himself. Exactly. Right, right, so, right. but and then, but always in the past, I've thought about: did I do this? Did yeah. I check that or whatever? Yeah. But that never really happened. But the towards the last two laps, I'm like, and you know, and then uh, the Tomac thing was coming in there, but he had him covered. He Tomac got close, yeah. but I I really think he was gassed out because yeah. he threw that 13. He threw down a 13, and that was one of his best laps of the thing. Yep. And he did that like the second to last lap, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. So uh, at that point that he get, gapped him again, I go, we got this. You yep. know, yeah, I know it's uh, it's something else, man. Um, also, too. Tenth, number ten, on the bike. Yeah, tenth round of Supercross, March tenth. Mm. No way. Yeah, March tenth. March tenth. Hey, get a load of this. Yeah. So, I had tens on the mufflers because it was a tenth round or okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had ten transponder. I had my my um, <laughs> frame sticker has got a ten at the end of at it. The end. <laughs> so I. I kind of got right. that, but I didn't know those yeah. two things. Oh, March, March 10th, he won, and 10th round of Supercross. That Holy explains shit. everything. There we go. No credit to Justin at all. It was just the number. Kyle Chisholm winning next week. Yeah, Number 11. Number Put 11. some money down for St. Louis. Oh, oh. man. it's uh, That was awesome. Good for the team. Good for Honda. You know, Honda, too. Let's not forget, Christian Craig did rode well. He wanted heat. They, they've they lost their guys, and they were relying on Brayton and Craig to help them out. Uh, Mike Genova, you know, Bless him up and downs. Uh, he's had ups and downs with us on the show. Even he's out there and they're winning, and and Tony Lessie as well. And just a really, really cool story. Uh, let's get to some phone calls before Brayton comes on. Uh, first up, uh, Chunks, what's up, bud? Hey, how are you guys doing today? What's up, Chunks? What's up? Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, I weren't. Didn't you? Didn't you and Daniel not like have a tiff or like? What's the situation? Yeah, I don't. I do not like Daniel Blair. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Thanks. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next up on the show, uh, Paul. What's up, man? How are you? The fuck. <laughs> Paul, what's Hello? up? Hey, what's up? Hey, first off, we got to start with congratulations to Berluti. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's definitely. In, and then that was my voicemail. Uh, voicemail where I said uh, Jerry the Grenade Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> poor Jerry. Um, poor Jerry. So, but. What's up with this uh, new podcast network that's coming out? Is that are, are they trying to push you out, or is that just something extra for weeds? Or yeah, man, I, maybe they're trying to get rid of me. I don't know. I heard that he said I was dead in his intro. So uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, you need to listen to that intro because him singing is ten times worse than your commercial. Um. Yeah, and I'll listen to it for sure. No, hey, man, it's a free, people can start podcasts. People can start race teams. You know, it's cool. Like whatever. 
I don't know. Well, you know, if they were trying to push you out, then I would no, drive and, nobody's, and nobody's, going crossbones with it. But, you know. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's trying to push me out as far as I know, but you never know you're getting pushed out until you get pushed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, Blair? Yeah, and it's frustrating. I don't know why these people keep starting podcasts. It's like, yeah. dude, real, leave us alone, Real jerk-offs. <laughs> leave us alone. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, next up is uh, Danny. What's up, Danny? How are you? Hey, how's it going, Mathis? Good. What's happening? I want to know... Have you watched uh, AC's vlog yet? I have not. I, I, he filmed me uh, in Daytona, but I've not watched it. All right. Second thing, uh, real quick. What do you know about um, Tomac and Tickle going at it in the first uh, qualifying practice? Yeah. T- uh, Eli was slowed up before the finish. It's one of these jerk-off qualifying beefs. Tickle, uh, he, he ruined Tickle's lap or didn't help Tickle's lap. So Tickle got mad at him and then roosted him and tried to take him out. I think Eli probably said something back to him, and I don't know. It's just, these guys in their qualifying beefs, man. You know, like <laughs> it's more than the race ones, dude. Right? Like you have ten minutes to put a lap in, and hey, douchebag rider, if you want to wait till eight minutes and forty five seconds, and then the the chance you have is someone accidentally screwing you up, well, that's on you. You got ten minutes. Lay your lap down and shut up. You know, like I can't stand these guys and flipping off and flowing their hands up like. Dude, you got 10 minutes to lay a lap down. If you want to wait to the very end, cool. But you can't be mad about somebody accidentally getting in your way. Yeah, I, like for Christian Craig, I've never seen him stuff one guy ever, and he killed <laughs> Alex last year. <laughs> he was out to kill. He tried to murder Poor him. little Alex and, right. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I, but these, I, they, man, they take these things so serious. And yeah, they're always mad at each other. And But, but no one means to do it. At least, no. I, you think Eli Tomac's like, hey, I'm going to get in Brock Tickle's way. Yeah, I'm going to ruin his night early. Like, yeah, like, you know, it's an accident. Tickle was, wasn't... Uh, Tomac wasn't in the main line, and or he was in the main line, didn't mean to be, and Tickle didn't see him, and, and shit happens. But then Tickle's roosting him, and Tomac, it's just like, yeah. right, Berlut? Like, what's Yeah, well, I, for example, this week, uh, I think when Brayton probably got that fifth or sixth, whatever his time was, um, Anderson, I kind of, you know, he was coming, and I kind of flagged at Anderson. Anderson moved right away, out yeah. of the way. Yeah. I thought that was really respectful. Yeah, yeah. Anderson got in, or Alex Ray got in Anderson's way, at San Diego by accident, mm-hmm. and Anderson took himself out and Ray sent them sprawling onto the track. I was just saying good things about him, and no, now you're fucking no, boosting on. But what him. I'm saying, I is, like Anderson. No, I, I do too. But oh, what I'm no, saying is, is, what I'm <laughs> no, saying is, don't. but what I'm saying is, everyone does it. They I, all. I know they it's. All, it's it's really a, it's a strategy. It's, you got to be very strategic as a rider. I, I hate to go back in time, Steve. Yes. But when Osborne tried to kill Cincerello, yep. where were you on that one? Those are your oh, those are your uh, guys. Like, I mean, I just I, I stayed out of it. I pretended. <laughs> so you know it how, never happened. You know it never when, happened. You know you know when you're like a kid and, and like your uncle molests you. And yeah, you that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But you don't think about it? Yeah, no, Steve, yeah, I know. Whoa, that. Dude. You bury it. Dude. You bury it deep. That's what I did with that. Wow. Steve, wow. wow. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. Thank it went, you. It went there. Hey, I, I just, I just want to say, um, I think Tickle did the biggest squid move ever, and he did that huge rooster tail in, in Tomac's face. Yeah. Right over the, uh, I, I, jump. That was such a squid move. And I just, these guys, you know, for they all that. do it. Webb flipped off Anderson, I guess, was a photo from uh, Atlanta. Webb was going like this to Anderson. I think they're friends, too. Like, bro, like, calm down. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. I think they're buddies. Yeah. Nash. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. What's up, Nash? Dude, Berlut. How are you? I'm super pumped. So I had to do a school event. I fell asleep after Jerry Robbins slit my throat with my fantasy. (laughs) Oh, Jerry. (laughs) Holy shit, Jerry. 
So all of a sudden, Berlut, I, I pulled the dad move. I fell asleep in the chair. I'm almost 50. I fell asleep in the chair, and I woke up. I see Berlut on the podium with Brayton. I start jumping up and down. I'm nice, loving it. Nice, nice. Good deal, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Appreciate bro. it. Awesome. Hey, it, you're, nobody deserves it better than you two. And the, actually, the whole team. I mean, look at the metamorphosis of that whole group of people. Genova, sure. you know. And hey, Tony. like I said, Nash, Freeze is killing it this year. He's riding very well. He's Unreal. Uh, so. it's, if somebody would, Steve, if somebody would have told you back at, when there was things that were a little bit more difficult dealing with, with right. the Open Buyer, and uh-huh. it, it, to where it is right now with Tony, I think it's just so cool. It just shows you the sport of motocross. Can yeah. Anything. Yep. And you know what I said to somebody after the race? I don't know who it was. Well, Seth Rarick I was talking about. I'm like, you know, this goes to show you, like, like never give up. Like, you know, you never know, man. You never know. Like, yep. Christian Craig on the screen, too, retired, you know, blew, broke his back. Yeah. Brayton had, yep. two years ago, Brayton's had a bunch of concussions with the BTO team. He mm-hmm. was doing mm-hmm. shitty. It wasn't looking good. Like, you just awesome. never know. You know, you never know. I mean, Blair should still be out there racing. That's, my, <laughs> that's what I think. I have a, Steve, off of that, seriously, I have a genuine thing that I was shooting through my head when I was driving around. What do you think about the concept where, there isn't this dominant guy. You guys touched on it in the preview videos. And Blair and anybody in the studio can comment on this, obviously. It's all of a sudden, these guys are like, dude, I can do this, man. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. all great. They're all great. But there is that pecking order, the fifth, eighth guy. And, yeah. you know, who knows? Dino, Dino could win next week. I mean, come yeah. on. No, and we're going to, I want to ask Blair about Tomac later on in the show because for as balls fast as he went this weekend, I mean, his crash again was one of those scratch your head moments, and I, cowboy move. And I got it. Crazy. I, we talked to JT about this, former racer. Talked to Blair mm. about it, and find out like what it's. He's the weirdest fast guy I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Right? Unfortunately, even, weird, even weirder than Stu. Even weirder. No, than because Stu cartwheeled. He just had these ginormous oh. blowups. Tomac doesn't have wall. that. You Usually know? when he was doing yeah. something just gnarly. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Tomac has really loop outs. Tomac has rear end guys. It's, well, it's... unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to have a negative opinion. I talked to Weege earlier, and he says, be a little careful with Tomac right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, right, things right, are tight. Right, right, so I'm right. going to keep him that way, and yeah. um, I'm um, going to blame someone else for that. Uh, awesome. Hey, hey, Thanks, Nash. Hey, Thanks for the call. Hey, Blair, be careful. I might have to show up to a press conference. Bloomberg News. I'll be there. Yep. All Bloomberg right. News, Nash. Yep, there we go. Right. There's the applause for the four. There it is. Can we... Uh, what? Can we take care of that right now? Will you please tell all your listeners that I am not responsible for the applause? This has been going on for a month we, and a half we now. We don't have enough time, but we'll get into it. Okay, yes, because on. I have had it no, with your I, listeners. I have, I, I've had it with you a little bit. I so. don't... Okay, okay so we'll right, get into it All right, because right, I've right. had it. Okay, Steven, what's up? You want to talk about Brayton's gate pick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask if you guys oh, had any inside information, because I heard that Jordan Smith... Um, he had Osborne move out of that gate, and then I heard that that was the same gate. I was over sitting in the industry section, so I didn't get to see the start, really. Um, well, I will say this. Exactly, was yeah. Brayton by the box? He was in the main event. Yeah, because you could hear the gate drop. You okay, that's what they're saying, but yeah. they went and sealed it up. Could you still hear it, though? I didn't hear it when right. they did the gate drop for the parade lap. Right, right. I listened to it. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought that the duct tape would maybe puff out or something yeah, yeah, yeah. so you could kind of see right. something. I was I was looking for some advantage a little bit. Webb's start in the main makes me think that he could hear it still because he was going. Webb was going. And Dakota Tedder. Well, he didn't LCQ, get a great start, did he? No, because he kind of screwed up the turn. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Dakota Tedder in the LCQ was I, Daniel and I watched it before. He was gone. Uh-huh. So well, I think, he, that, I, think those guys, I think those guys could still hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know about that. I didn't hear it during the thing, but I was kind of scared that 
I wasn't really happy with his gate pick. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, is right. this where you want? I mean, he had you, number one pick, like you said. You yeah. had the you had yeah. a bitch and start from about four or five gates from the inside. Yep. He's about five gates from the inside in his heat race and and pulled a bitch yeah. and start. Yeah. He and was, he didn't go there for the main. No, where did he go? He went, closer to the. He went right next, next to, the box. to the box. I see. because right. um, yeah. he must have heard what was going thanks, on. He did. Uh, he said that. He, yeah. he that's what he told me. Thanks, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. A few more calls. Abe, you want to talk to Berlut? Yeah, Baloo, and then I got a question for Daniel. Here, I'll, I'll do Daniel first. Uh, since uh, Brayton hey, hey, won, and hey, he's, uh, thanks for ruining my life, bro. Hey, you're welcome. You're, you're. It's not really ruining. You ruined her life, bro. All right, Abe introduced me to my wife. I know Abe. Oh yeah, no, you so, ruined her life, Blair. Thanks a lot, Abe. Right. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, exactly. Well, my my question for you, Daniel, is uh, since Brayton won, and he was the uh, previous fast arena cross guy, are you coming out of retirement? You think you can do it now? It's a great point, Abe. It's a great point, yep. Yeah, I've thought about it um, <laughs> at length, actually, and no. No, no, no. He's, he's not. No. In fact, yeah, if Star Yamaha called me right now and said, how much are they paying you for TV? We'll double it, but you got to be at St. Louis. I'd be like, well, well, I'd be divorced, for one. My wife won't <laughs> let me ride a big bike. But uh, no, and in fact, I feel bad. Is this Will Hahn thing going to happen or not? Because I, I can't imagine Will wants to do that, right? What? No, Steve, the star thing. There, there's Will, no way. Will right? was thinking about. Will was thinking about uh, coming out of retirement to race for Star. Was he thinking, or were they thinking that they had to? I, and I don't know, but he can't do it now because he, he's not eligible. Even uh, though he's retired, he, he won the title. So, but no, absolutely not, Abe. I don't even own a bike, and don't plan on owning a bike yeah. again. Wow. Probably. Don't you have a fifty? I have a KLX 110. Which, he is a smaller yeah. rider, too. It might fit a 50. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, that's, it. That's all I was getting at. Thank all you, right. man. Bye. Appreciate it. A lot uh, of love on the show. Love, Jackson, love. what's up, Jackson? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, just calling to say, first thing off, dude, Pulp MX and Main Event Moto on the same show. I'm stoked. Yeah, uh, bro. Yeah, no, we, we that's are. That's besides the point. We are in My unison. My question is, is just, Daniel. Yeah. Have you talked to your brother? Since when? Why? What? what what's happening? Is he in jail? Is he in jail? I, need to know, I need to know how stoked Vincent is that uh, Frenchie got taken out by a tear-off. Not once, but twice. Bro. Oh, I, I haven't spoke to him, but he he definitely is happy about that. I'm, it's so weird. You going to have him in on the show next week to talk about that? Yeah, my brother my brother is going to be on our show next week, so I apologize to everybody out there. He'll be on, uh, he'll be on oh, next week. Dude, don't apologize. Like, like I said, I'm stoked. Paul okay. Max and Main Event Mo, the same show. Perfect. Wow. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, you guys have a good one. Tony Baluti in studio. Uh, all right, let's get to our next guest. He was on last week, but uh, I talked to him after the race, and I was like, you got to come back on. And he's like, yeah, because these type of things don't, don't happen that much. But first up, Vertex Pistons, the OEM supplier to KTM, Husky, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM, no matter what brand of bike you ride. When it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see the full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons, visit VertexPistons.com. Pulp MX Show 2018 is the code. Here's what Vertex is going to do in honor of Justin Brayton's win tonight. The first caller to call in with an Iowa address wins a two-stroke piston kit from Vertex. So you got to be in Iowa. you got to have a uh, two-stroke, and Vertex will give you a piston. You, you, uh, you get that, uh, uh, Travis? Um, so please give us a call 702-586-7857. Thanks to Vertex Pistons. And they bring you the Daytona Supercross winner, Justin Brayton. What's up, man? How are you? I like the sounds of that intro. <clears throat> yeah. No, there we Sounds are. Good. We are we're we it's amazing, Brayton. It's forty eight hours out. How do you feel? How is it? Honestly, I'm like 
I don't know how I should feel, you know, like because we have to go race again, obviously. But I'm still so stoked. I mean, it's funny. I was still kind of catching up with friends and family this morning, and and it got to be like noon, and me and my wife and kids, we went out and bought a couple new new car seats. Yeah, so there you go. I guess that's what I do with some, some of the top money. Dollar, <laughs> some top dollar ones, too. I stepped it up. Right. I just thought about that, actually. That's kind of funny. But, yeah. uh, no, we needed a couple couple new car seats. And then uh, I was like, man, I got to train today. So I jumped on the bike. and But, yeah, training was like the last thing I was thinking about. Normally it's the first thing on yeah. Monday morning. But, yeah, it feels good, man. Dude, it really you, does. And your name's going to be in the Speedway forever. You know, they have a little winner's row there. On the wall. Yeah, on the wall. And yeah. It'll always be you there. What a we were talking before you came on. It's just like, man, a couple years ago at BTO, you know, you'd hit your head a couple times. You were riding outdoors. You weren't really enjoying the team and the life that much. And and now here you are on MCR Honda. Like never give up, right? Like I guess that's the that's the that's the goal, kids. Here, never give up. You just never know, man. Absolutely. And there's been a few times in my career where I'm just like, you know, there's peaks and valleys to everything and i just there's a couple times i'm like man i guess should i be done or right it was just really frustrating you know whether it's the bike or um certain things or just the competition uh you know you've had a couple crashes and you're Mm -hmm. not feeling great and yeah just keep keep bouncing back the you know the bad times never really stick around and there's always good times right around the corner and that's what i kind of always just believed and um yeah, but I know I kept saying I can't believe I won Daytona. It wasn't like I can't believe I won a Supercross. It was honestly like right. I can't believe I won the Daytona Supercross no. because no. I've never really gone into that race with, um, you know, whether it's a great attitude or just great expectations, I guess. And this year was a little bit different. Actually, Berlut and I were talking before the race. He's like, man, you've got a couple top fives here, right? And I'm like, uh, no. So. <laughs> no, no, actually not. <laughs> I think my best was sixth. And uh, But before I left home, my wife was like, what's your best finish at Daytona? I was like, I think sixth. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'll beat that for sure. Like, I feel right, like right. a good – with a good night, I'll beat that. And I was thinking, beat that with a fifth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like a top five. But uh, um, the track was good, though. I, I, honestly, yeah. from the first time I rode it, and Berlut can attest to this, like, I was stoked. I, I was like, man, I'm feeling good today. Like, yeah. this, this track is good. Uh, my bike is awesome. Like, everything was just kind of gelling. And um, Yeah, Berlut said, yeah. Uh, Berlut said after practice, you were like, man, this is fun. I'm having fun. Like, this track yeah. is, is. I was having a blast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oldest winner in the, in the 450 class. And, uh, and that's, that's another real cool stat. I think uh, Never mind the first yeah. win like this to be the oldest guy to ever win. Right. Um, yeah, it was cool. The, uh, the one thing I was thinking about though, when I was afterwards, I was just so happy was to get my name off the list of best guys to never win a race. Yeah. Like, I've been on that list already <laughs> yeah. a few times, you know, and yeah. pretty high up on the list. Yeah. Like, it's so cool now just to. Yeah. Get off of that list and on and on another one. <laughs> Guy Cooper, Tim Ferry, yeah, Steve Lampson. Like three guys that are Pastrana. like Pastrana. Pastrana, yeah, absolutely. Um but hey, and you know what, we would we we've got Berlut in studio here and we're pumped for him just like we're pumped for you. He he he's been you know, been in here a lot and and he was out of the game for a while and, and I guess talk about a little bit what Berluti's been been for you this year. Yeah, honestly before I even met him, it's funny, so I found out 
that Berlut was going to be my mechanic uh, before the last round in Australia. And then right after that, shortly, I was going to race in Geneva, Switzerland. And, um, you know, I respect Marv's mechanic, Frankie, a, a lot. And I was asking Frankie, like, hey, so, you know, Berlut, you know, Frankie's been around a long time. And he was like, man, Berlut's like the best guy in the pits. Like, he's my favorite guy. He's this. Just had nothing but great things to say about him. And I hold Frankie's opinion, at, you know, and high respect for for him and what he says and um so that was cool to hear from him and then i asked a few more people and they're like dude Berlutz is awesome obviously bud man uh i'm close with him so i asked bud man and then when we met and started working together it was like i mean i would think he would say the same thing but yeah like we had worked together for a while and it was just like we gelled and anything he says i totally respect um any opinion anything man it's just and that's cool to go to the line with a guy that you respect so much and that you um that has been there and done it for that long so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool and yeah i didn't know that was his first uh i just i guess i just kind of thought that yeah you know, no. he had so many good guys that he he's won everything but uh, i actually didn't know it until you told me yeah no race, it's so really really cool for everyone and, and you know what's cool it was duff was down there he works on your practice bikes he worked as your mm-hmm. race mechanic for a long time he was right down in the winner's circle like Happy for Duff too, like that's Absolutely, cool, you know. Yeah. Like he's he's been there too and working working his nuts off for you, you know. So um, for sure, yeah. And actually, Duff just left my house like ten minutes ago. He came over for dinner, and he's a huge part of it. I mean, we've been working together for a long time, and um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it without him. You yeah. know, there's um, a lot of people that you know have been in my corner, and Duff's for sure at the very very top of that list and real high and. So, yeah, that's where it all happens, the grind during the week. And then, like you said, he's been my race guy for a long time. Yeah. Do it for a few years. So, yeah, Duff's awesome and a huge, huge part of it. Now, we were talking before you came on. For the heat race, you got a good start from closer to the inside. And for the main event, you had number one pick, and you went by the box, which we know from talking to a number of guys that uh, um, they could hear the gate drop a little bit. Now, Berlut's saying you couldn't hear it, Brayton, uh, for the main event. Uh, could you hear the little air release go before the main. Is that? Um, I mean, you could definitely hear hear it a little bit for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not quite as much as you could um, even last year. I mean, if you look at the starts from last year, I lined up right there because I knew that it was okay. it did that, and I had I was out of the gate like <laughs> gone, you know, just like yeah. you guys was were this year, and um, I thought they addressed it. After yep. the uh, after the heat races and and actually Tony came back and said that people had been talking about it and they mm-hmm. addressed it and um, but then during the 250 uh, start I watched that and Jordan oh, yeah. lined up in that gate and he was gone so I'm like I've got to line up there like, I just have <laughs> right, to right. and I was thinking if the gate is good or if the rut's good on the outside I've got to go there mm-hmm. and it was it was one of the better ruts um, even if you couldn't hear the air I was probably going to pick that rut anyways but. Yep. No, hey, listen, yeah, that's that's, that's a the, good start, and that's part of, I guess, you got to execute the heat to get that gate yep, pick, and cause yep. whoever had first gate pick was going to go there. Yeah, so. no, absolutely, that's what you get for winning the heat, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you win the heat, Berlute, I'll start with you, he wins the heat, he comes back, like, do you make any changes for the main, and are, is there any discussion after that heat race that, hey, we can win this, like... Was there oh, any of that? Well, as far as the changes, I don't recall we made a change. If we did, like I said, it yeah. might have been something with Adrian. And, you know, right. think, thanks for Adrian. He's he's there all the time, and that's awesome. But um, uh, before we went out, 
to the main, you know. Um, did you guys, Did you say, hey, like. No, he did to me. He oh, goes, okay. hey, Berlut, let's go out and win one of these, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he was feeling good right, all day. Right. And yeah, I said, sure. dude, I love it. I, that's what I want to hear, you know. And I'll be damned if he didn't do it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, cool. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I just had that kind of that feeling all day with the heat race. Honestly, it kind of came easy to me. And then I looked at lap times, and I'm like, dude, I was flying. You know, <laughs> like, I was dude, legit. I'm fast. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we looked at the second heat of the 450 lap times, and mine and Marv were quite a bit better than everyone. And mm-hmm. you know, the track got a little bit worse, but not a ton. And so I'm like, Berlut, let's go. Let's go win this thing, man. Let's let's yeah, do it. And, that was cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of things have to line up for it to happen. Yeah. And the first one was the start. I had to get the start and did that. And then I got by Christian the first lap and just logged some solid, consistent yeah. laps. Hey, JB, it's Daniel. Um, you know, I know with uh, Daytona being not like typically your style and the results haven't been there, but at least for me just watching, I don't know if it's just this year in particular, but the track, even though it was rough, it had a, a some sort of a rhythm to it. Do you think that kind of lent to your style too? Because I feel like you were so efficient, but it was so like in a rhythm. You know, you weren't like bouncing off things and having to like fight through. It's like you turned the track into almost like a gnarly BMX track where you were just you had a flow to it. Because it seemed like the other guys were charging so hard, but nothing was happening, and you were just solid. It, I mean, did you kind of feel that way? Is that this year's design, or I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think a lot of it was this year's design, and. A lot of us were talking after practice, like most of the time we would go inside, inside, inside through an S turn or something, or almost all the turns at Daytona, you, you're pretty much going to the very inside. Well, this one, you kind of had to go to the outside to set up the next rhythm. So, and when you can go to the outside, you can take, you know, there's five or six or seven ruts that form up. So you have different options. When you go to the inside, it's just that inside one choppy line. And like, like Blue had said, like I was just, or I think Mathis said, I was just having fun after practice. And I think that was the reason why was, for one, you could choose several different lines. There was mm-hmm. a few different ways through the rhythm lanes. Um, there was some fun big jumps that were cool. The whoops actually were pretty legit because there was a 180 before it. And uh, it just was a, it was a good track, I felt like. Yeah. And that, I think, brought everyone's spirits up, especially mine, because it was fun and you know, when you go to a track and it's just so one-lined and so choppy and nasty with supercross suspension, and mm-hmm. if you don't get a good start, it's just follow the leader. You can't do anything different, and that's kind of how it's been the past few years. And this one just, you know, I had a good attitude from the very first second it, I looked at it on, on Friday or watched guys ride it. It was, it, was, uh, it was a good layout. It was a thousand times better than past Daytonas, for it sure. It seemed like. It was, even yeah. to watch, was, yeah. it was more fun to watch. Yeah. There was... It's mm-hmm. rhythm after rhythm, and um, it's cool. Berlut said that he heard people told him that Tony Lessie, the manager, was happier for your win than he was when his son Mike won those nationals a few times. So, <laughs> so there is yeah, that. Yeah, he had said afterwards, he was like, man, I've been working for this for 20 years. Right. This one super gust win. Yeah, how cool is that, right? And what did Mike mm-hmm. Genova have to say? He was just stoked. Yeah. You know, I thought he, you know, obviously he's bummed that he wasn't there, but the cool thing about him was he – he said, man, I'm bummed I'm not there, but I'm also so proud and so happy to see, you know, pictures of you guys on the podium and of, of, yeah. of my team and everyone smiling. And I'm just I'm just so happy for everybody. I've, you know, he said more just that I was there to 
yeah. give everyone a hug and say good job. So, yeah, no, um, absolutely. Yeah, it was cool to get it done for him. So many, kind of just a lot of firsts. It's like first win and mm-hmm. oldest, and there's a lot of like, yeah, a lot of milestones. You know, Berlin's oh, yeah. first 450 yeah. Supercross win, and it's there's a lot. So it's a how about a special uh, night for sure, man? I'm yeah, remember that for how about you? T- you told Wygant, you're like. A lot of guys build Daytona sections, and they, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I, I didn't bother with any of that. I just rode Supercross. <laughs> I didn't, just because in years past, I just I bounced my head against the wall because I'm struggling so bad through some sand whoop section and a wall and some nasty section during the week that I, I don't know. And then you show up to the weekend, and you've done all this testing, and you change your settings, and yeah. then you go out for the first practice, and you're like, oh, let's go back to the Supercross yep, setting because yep. this is different, and that's different, and you know, yeah. if I wasn't sick last week, I probably would have done something. But right. honestly, I just rode outdoors one day and <laughs> called, um, called it a day. That was yeah, yeah, and 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 barely rode at that just because I didn't feel that great. And I had my daughter with me at the track, and um, so, yeah, so. Uh, the big night. Berlut told us the big night was uh, it was hot wings, chicken wings, no razzles, <laughs> no razzles, none of that. Razzles, just, just, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wings and a pizuki at BJ. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. Brayden, that, that was cheating for you, a pizuki, uh, for sure. You probably got a lot yeah, of shit over oh, that. man, I mean, <laughs> well, I, hey, they can give me as much crap as they want. I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm those things are good. There's no uh, doubt about that. You're deserving. We got some phone calls for you guys. First up, uh, Steve. Steve, what's up? Uh, welcome to the show. What's your question for, uh, for Justin Brayton and Tony? Oh, hey, guys. Hey, uh, Berlut. Yeah. Uh, Justin, this is Bauer. Oh, Steve, what's uh, happening, Hollywood? Man, congratulations to both of you guys. I mean, what a fantastic ride, Justin. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Actually, actually, you know what? Yeah, thank you. It was was very believable. I mean, from the minute that uh, you nailed it, when you went by Craig, I said, he's got this. He's got this. And then uh, watching watching, uh, when Eli was coming up, and I was just like jumping up and down and cussing at uh, those guys to hold them off and stuff. <laughs> I texted uh, Genova, and he said he was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, oh man, Chuck went up for the good guys, man. Yeah, it was Both a cool night. No, yeah, was, thank I think, you. I think everybody in the pits was really that, happy. Huh? You know, um, Berlut, everyone was coming by. I imagine, right? I, you know, so many people in the industry were yeah. so congratulatory, or if that's a word. Yeah, it is. but um, anyway. Uh, I was amazed and very happy, and I embraced it all, and I think our industry is awesome. That's cool. Um, thanks, Steve. Yeah, I Appreciate think that's, it. that was one of the cool right, parts about thanks, it. Was, See you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Um, go ahead, Brayden. Coolest things? Yeah, it was super cool how, how many people, you know, not only on Saturday night, but just how many people have reached out to congratulate me from – I mean, I got texts from from – Johnny T, you know, Eli gets second and I get a text from yeah. saying, good job. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, and um, guys like wow. <laughs> Kevin Windham calling and saying, good job, and text from just so many people that I look up to. And yeah. it's really neat. There's a lot of people happy for me and happy for, you know, just to yeah. finally, I guess, get it done and oldest. And yeah, just a lot of cool stuff, man. I I couldn't sleep last night again. And, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like I really want to embrace it, and but we got to go racing again this weekend. I'm still gonna We're, still gonna want to have some time, sit back, and really. That's right. Really I think guess about uh, it and enjoy it. I guess you drove, right? Did you drive to Daytona? 
No, no, I flew. Oh, so how'd you how'd you get the trophy home? Where's the trophy at? Uh, Duff brought it back for me. Oh, okay, yeah. He drove back, yeah, yeah. and uh, that, yeah, that, so that's cool. Him and McAdoo actually came over tonight and had dinner, and they brought it. So sweet, uh, Gabe. You yeah. want to uh, you want to say congrats to Brayton? Yeah, you bet, man. Go Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Berlu, congrats to you and Daniel. I don't know Thank how many you. jobs you have now, but man, you've, <laughs> you've done a lot of fine, a lot of work this week. So keep it up. Thanks. Um, hey, Justin, I want to ask you, man, like. Your personality, you've you've commented and said many times this season, I'm having fun, everything's going really well. That mental side of it, you've been going to Australia and just, you know, kicking butt down there. Seems like you're enjoying your career maybe as much or more than you ever have. Do you think that's kind of led into how your season's going and then this win this week and then that win back in Atlanta last week? I think absolutely that's that's part of it. You know, my I've said the whole time this year, the only thing I can really control is my attitude and my effort. And, and I'm being honest with that. And I think at this stage of my career, you know, if I was a 15th or 10th place guy all year, to be honest, it doesn't really change that my life that much. Or if I was a podium guy all year, it doesn't really change my life. It doesn't change how my daughter acts towards me or doesn't change how much you know, my wife likes me or my family likes me. So I'm just in a really good place where when I was 25 man, racing is your whole identity yeah. and you're, you're, you know, you want to ride for next year and you, your, your life is revolving around results and it changes week to week. And one week you're happy with a top five and the next week you're, you know, you're so bummed all week because you got eight. And I just was sick of that controlling me. And, you know, the past couple of years have been, I've been a lot better with that, but this year especially, and I think that's, you know, attributed to a lot of my success is um, just kind of let the riding just be me, I guess, just ride free and ride like I know how, and um, it's working, man, for sure. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Justin Brayton on the show, presented by Vertex Pistons, uh, vertexpistons.com. Pulpamex show is the code to save. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save with Vertex. Great company, great range of pistons from two-stroke to four-stroke, high-compression, GP-style configurations. Uh, you got one, anything else for Daniel? Or yeah. For Justin? Um, Justin, I, as a former racer, I mean, I, I've i had... Hold on. Former arena cross, you know. I raced like, Supercross too, bro, man, for like yeah, 15 Yeah, but you started years. in arena cross. No, I did not. Yes, you did. I started... Yeah, I did. Briefly. <laughs> but and Daniel used to battle. That's right. We used to Dan battle in Arena Cross. So how do, is that depressing for yeah. you, Blair? No. So be talking to Daytona no, winner? me and JB, we're family, okay. dude. Okay? Right. We Sorry came from that. the same Sorry. turf. Okay. No, but I, what I'm getting at is, obviously, not at that level, but in races in the past where I'd be leading and someone's closing in on me, I was a pretty big head case, man. I would, I'd fall apart a lot. And I want to know is... How aware were you where Eli was? Like, do, did you know it was him and then what he was doing? Because I'm watching this thing and I'm starting to panic. I panicked a little bit the last few laps because I'm like, dude, this guy is coming on. No, he Justin, actually said to Eli on Twitter, slow down. I, I, I told Eli to slow down on Twitter in the middle of the race. But I, what I want to know is when did you know it was him? Did you know? I mean, how aware were you? Because, I, I mean, we just watched even your very last lap. You didn't even jump the rhythm. You doubled all the way through, which... I mean, dude, were you freaking out then? I mean, wh- I just want to know your mindset when you kind of knew, like, oh, man, this psycho's coming. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll kind of take you through the whole race. So when I got around Craig, I I put in a few good laps and, and got away a little bit. And then I really, well, I guess once Marv had crashed, then I, I was 
I was seeing who it was, you know, who was behind me, and it was Craig and Pike and and Coop. And then I noticed Coop was coming up, and once Coop got Craig, he he started chopping into the lead a bit, a little bit. So I knew I had to pick it up. And once I picked it up and kind of matched his pace, I was like, okay, I'm I'm pretty good right here. And then Eli, I saw Eli all over him. And then once Eli passed him, I was like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I was like, okay, here it is. Like, this is your chance. And that's probably what I'm most proud of was was I sealed the deal with two to go or yeah. three to go when yeah. I dropped back down into the 13s. And, and um, was that it was that, it. And, and, was it you the know, second to last lap or the third, I JB? Think, I think it was third. third. One of the laps, all of a sudden – the gap didn't shrink again. Like it's like you stepped up. There was one, yeah. and I felt like that was that was the it right there. It's almost like you stopped the bleeding that was coming, and you went. Yeah. But it was something that you did definitely. You found uh, that last gear right there. Two yeah, and I kind of put myself. It's funny thinking back of what my thoughts were. Was I knew that if if I could match him or at least somewhat match him that it would it would stop his progress you know if you're catching somebody a lot and you keep catching them a lot it just motivates you even more and you go even faster so if i could like let him know because we're both gauging each other right we're both marking each other on the track if i could at least do one lap where he didn't gain on me i felt like he might say oh okay you know it's two to go i'm not going to catch him yeah so, yeah, I believe it was three to go. And then even, I think, the second to last lap, I did a, a 13. And um, and that kind of did Ber- it. And, and Berlut, that's what you think, kind of. Berlut told us earlier, like, he thinks Eli was like, ah. Oh. JP, you broke yeah. him, dude. You broke him. Straight up. Oh, now we're getting to the bag of talk after Colorado you, last you, year? You broke him. Yeah, let's not <laughs> go that happened. Yeah, right. Let's back that down <laughs> a little spirits, bit. The spirits were broke. Yeah. Um, Hey, we uh, we really appreciate having Justin Brayton on the show and, and Tony Berluti, the Daytona 450 Supercross winners. A big part of our show is the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Uh, Pulpamex 17, you save at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Uh, go there, Gear Alloy, get your truck in gear, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge Ram, or more. Gear Alloy has a wheel style for you to choose from. And uh, thanks to uh, Blake Baggett, Benny Bloss on the Rocky Mountain ATV KTM team. They're a big part with the Gear Alloy. What we want to do is, Brayton, is Justin, is we've, we've been asking you on the show for a number of times this year and Berluti we've asked you also um, Bullfrog Spas is a big part of the MCR Honda program and we've been trying to get to the bottom of you know hey is one coming for you you've been killing it this year and we haven't you know all got an answer but tonight Dan are you there Dan from Bullfrog Spas what's up Dan thanks for coming on (laughs) how you guys doing hey Justin how's it going what's up Dan how are you I'm good Tony yeah. Congratulations, guys. Man, Thank I, you. What a great effort got, for everybody. Uh, un, unreal. Uh, I, can't, cool, yeah. I can't tell you how happy we are to have our brand on on your bike, Justin. And, and like we couldn't, once we understood how this team works, what a class act you are, we couldn't be more proud to be a part of it. But then to see you on top of the box Saturday night, that's just, it's it's killer. We're so happy for you and for, for Tony and for for. Tony Alessi and of course Mike Genova and the MCR team. It's just un, unreal. And and after after a week of of you telling the motocross media that you really hated uh, racing in Daytona, you know, so <laughs> like, that made it that much, I know, it huh? that much sweeter for us to watch. It's like ah man, it's yeah, kind of outdoor yeah. and I and it's really not my kind of track. And just awesome, man. So uh, just I appreciate couldn't that. Be yeah, for for sure. for you. Couldn't be happier for you. And. Uh, I want you to know that we're gonna we're gonna put this whole hot tub thing to rest here uh, 
we've we've been watching you eye that bullfrog spot with a smart top yes. kiss every week, and yeah, and it's, uh, it's it's head, it's headed your way. <laughs> yeah, we got him a hot tub. We got him a hot tub. And guys at Colt MX know how to get stuff done. <laughs> yes, so, we do. Like, we couldn't. We we could be after you know week after week to see you with you know that kind of consistent riding is is incredible. But uh, I'm glad we're able to do this a week where you came out you came out on top. That's man. awesome, Bullfrog really, really Spas, cool. everybody. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. all of our and, listeners and, go buy go buy a Bullfrog Spa. Go buy a Smart Top Spa cover. It's a great company. That's right. Thank you to your industry for making room for a for a hot tub brand in, in yeah. your party. You know, like it's we. We we know it's a little bit out of the norm, which we love. That's as you get to know our product and our brand, we're kind of all about doing things a little bit different than the norm. Uh, you know, I think that same DNA is part of Moto Concepts and, and Leisure Concepts and the Smart Top guys. And so, you know, these two these two uh, brands coming together. You know, we we fit each other really nice in the hot tub world, but you know. We hope we fit each other well in the racing world as well. So there you wow. go, Brayden. We got you a hot awesome. tub. Yeah, JB. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. But yeah, that that uh, race was pretty close to home. Did your did your family make it to the race? No, they didn't. They came last week or two weeks ago now to Atlanta, but uh, didn't make it to Daytona. So. <laughs> so what was it? So what was it like to get home? I mean, were they just were they just going crazy? Yeah, it was and awesome. We had to be excited, um, man. You know, a few few friends and family over and. Yeah, it was, it was super cool for sure. It was awesome. Yeah, I like awesome. I love how you know Genova and the family. Everyone's like, "We'll just skip Daytona. Good luck, JB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> yeah, you're really good in yeah. St. Louis. We'll catch you when you're really good in St. Yeah, Louis. Oops. Um, well, <laughs> thanks. Right. We all heard. We yeah. all heard Justin has been sick. No one wanted to catch him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, Dan, is there a spot on the hot tub where he can put the the five Daytona? trophy the daytona supercross trophy <laughs> right on the corner of the hot tub or something is there something we can oh yeah man we got to build a trophy case into this thing right right yes. and every time That's... he's sitting in yeah. there with page blah, blah 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 he can look over and see the trophy <laughs> right there it's fantastic yeah, yeah. oh man well that, that that's mine that... i gotta i gotta so Ber, berluti i i gotta tell you that my favorite thing i've seen since since this whole thing happened and all of the buzz that's out there is there's this uh, this social media uh, account called uh, Lego Moto X. Did you see it? I saw it. That is cool. They reenacted the whole thing. That right is cool. You like bike on the ground. You hoisting Justin up. It was. Oh, that wasn't oh, me. Yeah. That was cooler. But I yeah. saw it. Oh, was that, that cooler? Yeah, it was cooler. Was that, I couldn't like I couldn't. I saw the video. You know, and I couldn't like quite tell who was back there. Yeah. So, yeah well. That, that, oh. It, it, they knocked that thing out quick. It was like within hours of the race. It's pretty cool. Um, well, yeah, cool. no kidding. That, that is cool. Yeah, that guy's pretty neat. Well, hey, uh, Dan, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. It's really cool that we were able to organize it. Uh, thanks for your support of the industry. Congrats on the win with MCR and, and Mike Genova and Justin Brayton. So, Dan, Salt Lake is when we'll see you next. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to try to make it out to at least at least one more before then, but definitely definitely Salt Lake. So we're a Utah-based manufacturer, uh, so we'll have uh, that that's that's our home track, Rice Eccles Stadium in, in Salt Lake, and uh, April 27th. We're we've heard it snowed at that race before, so yeah, we're, it has been. we're hoping for good weather, and and uh, you know we're 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 hoping that uh, things go well between now and and then, and that this this team's in in the mix and. And uh, Justin, man, you and the team, we just can't thank you enough for racing hard for, for us and our brand every week. It's just, it's just really cool to be part of. So thank, 
Thank yeah, you. Yeah, awesome. thank you guys for all your support. And, and Mike Genova and MCR, and it's been a good, uh, been a good experience for us so far, and really cool to to get to know a little bit more about the uh, Supercross world, motocross. Awesome. Well said. Thanks, Dan. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, man. Right. See you, Dan. You thank you. Look what we did, Brayton. We got you a hot tub. We got one. No longer going to bug you every week. That's pretty cool, Steve. Yeah. You a hot tub. It's probably because yeah, their customer awesome. service was sick of it. Like, we get in these emails from these weird people out there. Can you just give the guy just, a damn spa, man? They'll, they'll leave us alone if you give them a yeah, hot tub. Yeah, they had to so. hire new customer service because yeah. the, the lines were full. Never mind the Honda bonus, the MCR bonus, the fly bonus. None of that. You got a hot tub. That, that's, got a hot that's tub. That's it. I love it. Uh, well, hey, JB, thank yeah. you for coming on. Congrats again on the win. Win and uh, what a, what a night it was, uh, Berlut. You, you, you're very happy. You can see I'm happy, Berlut. I you, I've you, never seen you this ecstatic, to be honest. Uh, uh, hey JB, all these guys in studio love you. Obviously, I mean it's it's uh, amazing. Yeah, awesome. I think the industry as a whole loves you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, thank you for coming on. Congrats again. It. Yeah. For and sure. hey JB, you maybe two for two. St. Louis is a good track for you. It is a good it place. Is good. Yes. It's a good good time of year to get on a roll. That's for sure. I was expecting to get on a roll this weekend, not last. But Unfinished I'll, I'll business, right? Yeah. And, and no <laughs> wind hangover like Atlanta. Yes, exactly. Main, That's what I was going to say, hey, too. Keep going, dude. I'm telling you, that was a long week to deal with that, to answer questions. Is it a main event? Is it not? And I'm like, no, it's not. I knew knew it wasn't. But yeah, yeah it only took a week to get, get over that. So <laughs> Yeah. No, awesome, man. Pretty special. Thank you for coming on. Congrats again. Cool. Enjoy, you, enjoy it all. We'll talk soon. See you in a couple days, you. JB. Yep. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Justin Brayton, everybody, on the uh, Pulp Show, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Thanks to Bullfrog Spas. That was awesome, Steve, how you got that together. Thanks to Tony Alessi. He really was the go-to. Oh, okay. Tony, Tony okay. made it happen. Awesome. I, I just said, hey, I'm tired of asking this guy for a hot tub. <laughs> he just won Daytona. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, let's get him a hot tub, right? Uh, do you got a roll? Go, brother. I got a roll. Okay. I got to meet JMO for dinner, so okay. I'm well, going to head out. Congratulations to you. Thank, Thank you, you, Steve. Our listeners Thanks for having pumped. me on. Our listeners are so pumped for you, for sure. Yeah. Um, even Marks is probably happy over there. So um, I know he is. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Thank a lot. Thank you, Steve. All right. Tony Baluti, everybody. MCR Honda 450 mechanic for Justin Brayton. Daytona Supercross winners. And with that, let's go right into our next guest. Speaking of Daytona Supercross winners, uh, this man pulled off his third career win, first one of the year, tightened up that 250 points race uh, a lot, and uh, we're happy and pleased and proud to bring you uh, K- KTM, TLD KTM's Jordan Smith. Jordan, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. How you guys doing? We're good, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, 702-586-757. If you have a question for TLD KTM's Jordan Smith, the 250 Supercross winner. Uh, we just had Brayton on, and uh, he was telling us about the track, Jordan, and I want to get your thoughts on it, too. Is uh, um, It was really jumpy from other years. It was really a little different. It was better than other years. What did you think of it? Did, Brayton said when he came off the first practice, he told Berluti, like, I'm having a lot of fun. This is really fun. What was your outlook on the, yeah, on the whole was, thing? Yeah, it was a good track. Um, it was definitely – I've raced it two times before that, and it was, you know, night and day different from the first two times I rode it. Um, and it was, like – it was really jumpy, but at the same time, like, all the sections were felt really spaced out, you know? It was like you had a series of jumps here, and mm-hmm. then, like, a big straightaway, and then another series of jumps. So um, it was kind of, like, straight rhythm feel mm-hmm. a yep. little bit. Yep. Um, and then it was also just like quad city. I think we were like four different quads that we were doing out there. So, yep. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of big jumps and really fast, but uh, I mean, obviously, I like the track pretty good. Yeah, uh, Daniel, you're you're four, I have four minutes over titles, but you were a better racer than I was, I would think. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah, yeah. a lot better. <laughs> um, but Jordan is like okay, so you, you can confirm this with me, Daniel. So you're Jordan Smith, you're in the lead. Um, but you can't relax at all because J-Mart is literally right there. You're the first to come up on lappers. You're the first to try to figure the obstacles out. You're the first to see how things are changing. J-Mart can go off of you and what you do and, and lines in this way and that. Like, that's a really hard spot for a racer to be in. Uh, don't you agree? Yeah, and in my opinion, too, it's the length of time you had to do it. He was, I mean, you had to know he was, he was there. He was right there. Yep. And sometimes got a little closer, sometimes further away. But just dealing with that for 15 minutes, you are never able to really rest, I'm imagining. Like mental right, rest, you like, know what I mean? You're having to constantly like attack, was, attack, attack. Your you know? biggest lead was probably three seconds, if right. that, Jordan. Like it yeah, was, yeah, I think I had like three seconds with about uh, four laps to go. But, it, I mean, it was tough. I mean, um, I could see – I couldn't really see Jeremy the whole race because he was – uh, so close to me, you know, I couldn't see him like on the straightaway behind me or anything, but I could see Fortner at times. And, um, so I definitely knew that there wasn't much rest, uh, in store for the race. Um, and yeah. especially with, you know, knowing that Jeremy's so good at Daytona, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, he almost won the 450 class there last year. So, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it, I felt like I felt really good all day, and I felt like I had as much speed as anyone there. Um, and then, yeah, for the the whole race, I I felt good. I kind of started to tighten up a little bit in the middle of the race, and Jeremy closed in. Uh, I could like really hear him right behind me, um, and I made a big mistake in the whoops, and I was just like, all right, just you yeah. know, throw a few sprint laps down here and kind of pull this thing back out because. I knew that the race was going to be a little bit shorter than normal Daytona, mm-hmm. with it being minutes instead of laps. And uh, and then I yeah I pulled I think that's whenever I pulled it out to about a, a three second lead. So um, yeah, I mean it was uh, it was definitely tough with the track. I mean mentally and physically, like in, even in time qualifying practice, usually I try to string like three or four laps together. And and there I was like two laps, and I'm like, man, I need to catch my breath. This is pretty gnarly. So. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do 15 minutes plus one tonight, but uh, I'm going to have to figure out something. So, uh, that was that was pretty tough. Was this? Did they not do time last year? I don't. No, they did laps last year. So it was yeah, still no, the full. No, yeah, they did laps. They yeah they they told us like the day before the race. They're like, yeah, we're going to do 15 laps instead of 15 yeah. minutes. So. Uh, Daniel doesn't really yeah. acknowledge Daytona. He works for Feld, so he doesn't really acknowledge Daytona. Yeah. He's not no, aware. I, of, I acknowledge it this God. year. I'm not aware of what Daytona is last year. I acknowledge it this year. Before okay, that, right. I didn't. I thought okay. it was just some big exhibition fair race, race. Yeah, giant race. one. Just a fair race. Yeah. I'm kidding, uh, Jordan. It's been. Uh, you were one of the guys we talked about that could win this title, and you're certainly not out of it. Up and down start to the year for you, though, a little bit, huh? Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, definitely not the start that I was um, expecting for myself and hoping for. Uh, with the first race getting in the first turn pile up and so many guys were in that and yep. you know that one is just like you know just trying to salvage everything i could and i felt happy about that race you know um coming out with a sixth i was one of the last guys up out of the pile up and um i mean i was happy with that rod i yep. really good and then um went to tampa and i felt good all day and then I didn't really ride that well in the main and finished sixth again and i'm just like man you know can't have many weekends like this and then uh, Atlanta, I got really good starts and 
and rode the worst I had out of the three weekends. Mm-hmm. So uh, I still ended up on the podium, which was good, but the two guys that I needed to gain points on were right in front of me. So it was, it was really good to get the win and uh, get those points back this weekend, you know, because um, I felt like a lot of yeah. people were kind of counting me out of the championship already and stuff. And, I mean, last year it took me longer than, than four rounds to get to get going, you know. Was, yeah, yeah. I think it was like round round six, I think, that I won the first one. So, yeah. um, hopefully, you know, get that head start on, on getting the ball rolling this year and, and be in it. Yeah, I got to admit, when I looked at the points after Daytona, what are you, eight back, right? Uh, I I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, that, I was surprised that you were just eight, to be honest, because of those sixes and everything else. But eight points is nothing, man. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah, it's yeah, no, nothing at all. I mean, especially yeah. I mean, like we saw last year with um, with Zach, you know, with his front wheel messing up or whatever in yeah. Detroit. Anything can happen, you know. Like in any race to any of us, it's uh, we're all going so fast too. It's just so easy to make a little mistake, you know. We were watching. You know, some of the fast laps from this weekend, it's just like, man, so many close calls and, yeah. and stuff. It's uh, it's going to take, you know, getting really good starts and staying out of the carnage for sure. Well, there's a, with the way things are going with Forkner and Osborne, there's a 50% chance, Jordan, that they both clean each other out <laughs> and end up in the stands yeah, at some yeah. point. There really is. I've, uh, I definitely, you know, that's uh, definitely thinking about that even, you know, this weekend going into the race and stuff. It's like, you know, if Zach and, and Austin are in front of me, you almost just want to let them battle it out <laughs> and, you know, just kind of hang out behind them and, and see what happens because uh, it could it could yeah. get pretty crazy. They don't yeah. get too, uh, no. too pumped with each other right now. <laughs> no, they are not friends right now at all. No, just sit back and watch no. that. Right, right. Just, just be right there. and As a veteran arena crosser, Daniel Blair, you can vouch for like, hey, look at these two idiots. Like, oh, well, what you should do is go talk to them individually and tell them that oh, the yeah. other one is saying, dude, you should have heard what Austin said about you at the airport, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? All fired up. Right. Yeah. Forkner, dude, Osborne, he, dude, he's, nah, he Dude, you. Zach, Austin said you're old, bro. I did tell him Austin was talking about his eyebrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, there exactly. it is. See, you know the game. You right. just, just let her in. Um, yep. Hey, uh, are you off the fantasy Supercross deal? You told me earlier you're done. Like, you just had to focus yeah, on racing? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was maybe going to try and, and do it while I was racing, but I had, like, some really, really bad weekends, a couple weekends before East Coast started. I'm like, yeah, I just need to – just chill out and, uh, <laughs> and just, just focus on the racing. <laughs> well, it, it was funny. Um, I, I got a, 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 a tweet from um, who, who did I get a tweet from? The uh, let me see. Oh. The, let me see the, the. What do you want? Hold on. Great radio. Oh, uh, Fleming Wilson Fleming. I'm sorry, Wilson. I forgot your name briefly. Oh, Wilson, yeah. Wilson Fleming. Wilson. Uh, he texted me or tweeted me and said that he had picked Jerry Robin. And Jerry was right in front of him in the LCQ when he went down, and and, and Wilson was like, "Oh no!" See, that's the problem. If I did something like that, I would just be thinking about that way too much while I was racing, and then right, right. I would just fall apart mentally. You know, like yeah, yeah can't do I, it. That would be bad for me. Yep, yeah. that would be bad. Uh, hey, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, like uh, earlier in the season, I was asking about you, and uh, I forget, I don't think it was Tyler, Grumpy Cat, uh, Keith, or somebody was like, hey, Jordan, Jordan's at MTF, and that's his deal, and he wants to stay there, and I mean, obviously you go and test when you have to, but basically you're a big fan of, of stationing yourself around MTF, uh, you've been doing it you know, ever since you were an amateur, Um Talk about that a little bit, is that that's something obviously that you make the choice to do, and just being comfy in your surroundings? 
Yeah, for sure. I I uh, I've been here since I was uh, like I first started coming here when I was 11 years old, and um, and the Colleen and Brian here, you know, I've trained. They've pretty much taught me everything that I know as far as technique and that that kind of stuff goes on a dirt bike. And uh, I have a ton of friends here. I'm super comfortable here. I just built a house last year um, that's only two miles away from the track. So um, it's it's really nice for me. It's just like super simple living. The tracks here, the gyms here, all mm-hmm. the same property. So yep. I can just you know get everything done at once. And then um, I like. I like living in the country too. It's out in the country. I can go fishing, go play golf, you know, whatever yep. I want to do after, after I get done riding for the day. And, um, and yeah, I like it here a lot. I've, um, that's one thing that I've always, you know, kind of pushed for, um, right. whether it was before whenever I was on Geico or now is that I, you know, get to stay here. And, and as long as it's working, you know, the most of yep. the time the team doesn't really have, too much of a problem with it so, so you hate california yeah. like you're just the traffic and the just everything California's not yeah not i'm not you. i'm not a big fan of yeah i'm not a big fan of california at all i i went down to alden's last weekend in florida and that i mean that was fun uh i don't mind it down there so much but california yeah just uh i can't spend much time out there the traffic right uh, it's uh the, the dirt i hate out there it's there's not really much that I like about California, to be honest with you. <laughs> right, right. Jordan, um, yeah. we've been talking about this track all night. Brayton obviously wins the 450 on a track that's not typically his style. But I felt for you, you you ride these conditions pretty good when they're a little soft, a little sloppy like that. And even though it was more technical, did it still have that Daytona feel? You know, because it, it didn't look the same as on TV, but feeling. Did it still feel like what you've been used to there the last couple of years, just a little bit more jumpy? Yeah, it did. Um, one of the biggest differences I felt like this year compared to the last year's that I've raced it, though, is that this year's track flowed a lot better. Um, it wasn't so many, like, little switchbacks and tight, awkward corners. And that's one thing that I struggle with a lot of times is, those, like, the tight, awkward sections. Um, so just to let it, like, hang out a little bit more and, and, you know, flowy turns, a lot of, I think it was pretty much all 180s other than mm-hmm. the one little switch back there at the start. Um, but, yeah, I felt like uh, that, that suited my style a bit more than, than the past years in Daytona. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still, it, it seemed like the dirt was a, a bit different this year, like a little harder and a little slicker. That not as sandy, um, but it still broke down a lot, just like yeah. Daytona. It's like by the end of the main events in Daytona, your legs are burning, your lower back's burning. You're just like, oh, I just want to lay down. Like, <laughs> everything's burning I just, right now. I just really want to lay down. Um, the section, yeah. hey, the section after the mechanics area. Uh, I thought you were doing that really good. Uh, it was really fast. It looked scary at times. That's where RJ went down, um, and it looked yeah. it looked sketchy but fast. Um, I thought you were really good there. What what did you think of that section, and, and do you agree with that? Did you have a good line, or the way you were jumping maybe three or four or something off the big single? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, a lot of the guys were trying to go over um, the one, the big single in the middle, mm-hmm. and I had tried it a couple times in practice, and I wasn't really a big fan of it. I felt like it was a little bit sketchy, and um, 
to I felt like it took a lot more energy to do that for um, mm-hmm. fifteen for fifteen minutes. Yep. And so I chose to just uh, kind of like double double into them and then go quad off of the first big one mm-hmm. and then just a triple and then quad into the turn. And I felt like that was for me the most consistent and um, kind of conserve a little bit of energy there. And I don't think that it was really that much slower, maybe a little bit, but I don't think that the other way you could get consistent every lap for 15. Mm-hmm. And so I think by the end of the main, it kind of just, you know, evened out to the to the same time if I were to try and go over the big one instead of off of yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, that was, I saw that in the heat race where RJ, I, I actually had just happened to look over and, and RJ crashed there. And, that was that was pretty dirty. I was texting yeah. him after the race, like kind of checking up on him and stuff because we're buddies. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping hoping that he that he heals up pretty quick. It sounds like he's got some pretty big injuries, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was a tricky section, and right. I was a little bit nervous about how it was going to go off of the start to all night, just because. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone around, but, uh, fortunately I got both hole shots and didn't have to worry about, um, <laughs> anyone around me in that section. It's like Daniel was saying, it ever changed. It always changed like what you wanted to do there or what you could do there. Yeah. Or, or, and it yeah. seemed like something yeah. that you would probably want to pull on a hot lap for a time, but 15 minutes, I, that was sketchy. It reminded me of the old, remember Stu that one year was dipping in yeah. and jumping up over that thing. Oh, and I was always going, God, if yeah. he clips that. And oh, then yeah. RJ obviously did. And yep. It just didn't seem like something you'd want to do for the length of a main event, you know. Yeah, it's like what you said, yeah, Jordan. Sure. Right? Just do do what you can for for 15 laps, and that'll make up all yeah. the little bit of time you lose. Will make up all the time that you case it one time in 15. So. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and two, Daytona is always a tough one for you know, like those little lines where it's like you know, the little bit of lip helps you get over this jump or, or something because mm-hmm. the track changes so much throughout the day, and then. Like after the practices, then you know they go out and they redo, redo the whole track, and the faces change a little bit. Yep. So especially going into the heat race and stuff, like we were doing some pretty big jumps, and it's like you you don't get a sight lap before the heat race. It's like is that face still going to be yeah. you know the same to <laughs> right. be able to make it over that whole quad? You know, yeah, like because yeah. we just don't know. You're just kind of sending it blindly on the first lap. And, yeah. and the majority of people are landing on the, the takeoff one, so you can only imagine every lap yep. that takeoff's getting broken down. Yeah, you just, yeah. when, when are you going to come around and it's gone, and you're yeah. you know committed to it, and then all of a sudden you have no lift off that thing. So Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And like the, we had the one quad before the whoops that we were doing. And, yeah, yeah that thing's uh, It was like the little, yeah. yeah, it was like the moguls, and we knew that they would rebuild the moguls from practice, but it's like we had a nice little rhythm where we were doing two jumps through those, and then to get good, like, clean to the face of that quad. And it's like, if they redo those moguls and put, like, a big one right in front of the face or something, then we're not going to be able to quad anymore. But we won't know. But you gotta, yeah, you got to – you'd like a heads up on that if you could before you can. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. Well, hey, Jordan, thanks for coming on. I didn't want to take you too long. It's it's late on the East Coast. you got to ride tomorrow, like you said. Uh, thank you for coming on. Congrats on the win, man. That's That was awesome. And like I said, eight points yep. now. Like, we got ourselves – we got ourselves a title fight now, you know. I guess this this is yeah, great. Yeah, maybe I can uh, win another one last year. That'd be pretty good. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Especially you guys. You guys are such. You guys can such build off such confidence. Riders can. You know what I mean. This has got to be great. So, um, thanks yeah, for coming on, man. Sure. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me on. I'll uh, talk to you guys later. Sounds good, Jordan Smith. Everybody, the Daytona Supercross winner. Uh, thanks to Jordan for coming on. Daniel Blair here on the show. Brought you. Um, 
Yeah, who, I mean, might, who am I brought by today? Uh, you want to be brought by Rooster Max? Cycle Trader? Give me some other options. I want I want A, B, C, and D. Vortex? No. That was last time. Oh, it was? What was the second one? Cycle Trader? No, Roostam X, the official graphics of Cycle Trader team. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, what about Gear Alloy? Gear Alloy had the cold call with Dan. Okay. From Bill Falk. Gear Alloy, thanks to Gear Alloy for making, uh, for, for us calling Dan thanks, guys. and Daniel Blair as well. Uh, Gear Alloy, the official wheel of the RMA TV MC KTM team. Get your truck and gear with Gear Alloy. Thanks to Bullfrog Spas and Dan for giving that away. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you for people for listening. Uh, Jason Thomas coming right up here. Uh, also, too, something we want to talk about. You know who else uses, uh, you know what the oil the MCR team uses? Uh, I don't know. Daniel Blair? I don't know. I want to know, though. I want to know right now. Maxima. Wow. Maxima okay. USA, uh, created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas to exceed industry standards. It's in their DNA. MaximaUSA.com, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki, MCR Honda, all using Maxima, the number one oil out there. A lot of te- race teams, people that I've used, that I've worked with, we were sponsored by one oil company, and we bought Maxima. And that happens quite a bit in the pits. So, so their MCR team. Yeah. Quick question for you. Yeah. Did a privateer just win Daytona, or is he not? What What's the final ruling on that? Uh, dude, I don't think there is a final ruling. I, we, that's, a, that's a 50-50 one right there. We discussed it. Uh, I don't think they're privateers. He's got Showa factory suspension, and not everybody can get that. Okay. You know? All right. Uh, so anyways, uh, Maximo USA, we were giving away an oil kit last week on the show. Two-stroke or four-stroke, whatever you want, plus a t-shirt and everything else. So we got all the entries here in my Toronto Maple Leaf hat. Playoffs are coming, by the way. And Daniel Blair will pick out a name of all the entries we had last week. Thanks to MaximaUSA.com for making this happen. Daniel Blair, <sighs> please just pick one out of there. You're the greasy hands. Mm-hmm. All right. Who do we got? Doug Bell. Doug Bell. You win the uh, Maxima USA oil kit. I'll be in contact with you to uh, figure out what you want. But thanks to Maxima USA for making that happen. We really appreciate it. Uh, also, too, uh, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all aboard Daniel Blair's kids program mm-hmm. for next Every year. Every single one of them getting uh, ready for Loretta's. You are going to be a, uh, a mini dad. Mm, oh, I already am. I'm not going to be one. I am You're one there. now. Yeah. yeah. I fought a dad last summer. You did. No, no you I didn't. didn't. I wanted no, to, though. There was a dad yelling at his kid. My kid was way back. His kid was further back, and he was yelling at him pretty hardcore, and I for I just wished I was a little bigger at that moment. Okay, before we come with JT, I, this is, I brought this up earlier. So Tomac was balls fast. I yeah. mean, he was amazing. He's not going to win this Supercross title because of Anaheim, you know, the crash in Anaheim. He's had some other crashes. Barsha crashed out. He crashed out in the first turn. He crashed this weekend. He's looped it out. He's hit guys in the back. San Diego. What is did... what is going on with Eli Tomac? Why we don't see this kind of speed with these kind of small mistakes? What is going on? Well, I don't. You know, and I don't know because I've heard a lot of people compare him to Stu, but they're not. The the crashes aren't the same. No. Stewart was pushing the envelope and doing things that weren't maybe shouldn't have been done every lap. Like Jordan was just saying, maybe yeah. that's something I don't want to do for fifteen minutes. Stu would do stuff like that, and then it would jump up and bite him. But with Eli, they're little ones. They're 
they're more falls. Even the one at Anaheim, yeah, it ended up hurting him. Yeah. But if you told me he was going to, if, if, if I never watched it and somebody said, dude, he like crashed on a 10 foot double and he's out, <laughs> I would have been like, no possible way. And I, yeah. I don't know. I've heard theories of, hey, these guys are going at such a crazy speed that one, you know, just flash of uh, lack of focus is going to bite him. That's kind of the only thing that I can say is that, I mean, he's going at such a fast speed that if you lose focus for just a second, something little can get you. And I I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. But McGrath, Carmichael, Reed, Dungy, Villapoto, we've seen these amazing champions, and I put Tomac in that class speed-wise and things he can do, and they never made mistakes like he does. It's weird. It's weird. It is weird, yeah. and it's it remind and well, it's because I'm maybe seeing Savachi on the screen, but it reminds me of Savachi was last year, yeah. where these yeah. little ones, you're yeah. like, what do you what yeah. what was that? And and they don't make sense. And the problem is they just keep happening. So you kind of go, is this mm-hmm. just what what it is? But yeah. and for him, it's got to be more frustrating. I mean, we're all watching it with a little frustration. Yeah. But for him, yeah. what do you think right. during the week when you're like, man, another one got me? And maybe they don't know what the problem is. And yeah. that's the problem. If they don't right. know, that's where the problem is. You know what I mean? We're going to talk with JT, too, about the web Tomac heat race. I want to get you two talking about that. And okay. We're going to get to that. So I would have bet all of main event's money, which is a lot of it, main event moto podcast. Oh. I would have bet all of that money coming in that when Marv took the lead from Brayton, he was going to win Daytona. 100%. And he didn't. And it was very unlike him. He fly, he, he almost loops out. Saves it, flies in the mechanics area. Lap later, he washes the front end out. What happened to Marv? I, again, a little bit confusing and out of character for him. And I'm, I'm going to go a little bit psychological on it. And I think that he was aware that Anderson went down or, or wasn't near the front. Saw it as an opportunity. When you're feeling it, maybe like Brayton, maybe he was just loving that track. And he was feeling it, and he was going for it hard. He looked more aggressive than normal to me this everywhere i was like geez marvin is going for it yeah and maybe it was a distraction i heard someone say the tear-off thing which well, that's I mean, what they were talking about on tv but okay you you've by the way i've said this over and over the number one skill that impresses me with pro riders and yourself included blair at your peak more than anything else i don't give a shit about quads and blitzing whoops and dragon backs what i'm more impressed with is on a 10-foot double they can reach up and grab one tear-off and tear it off that's what's the most impressive thing about a pro rider. Honestly, it's Because is I would hard. just grab them all. I was really bad, man. <laughs> I, I, I would use one, because if I had 10, I'd grab 10. <laughs> and you know what's weird? I guarantee there is no top pro in the sport who has actually gone out and practiced pulling tear-offs, but they probably should. It is actually like an art to grab the one out of 20. And Dude, you remember, Daytona, I mean. Daytona, he's probably got more than normal. Dude. So, who so, knows? So, but, do you think that was it on Marv, what they were talking about? Would that affect you as a racer? Again, the, one little lack of focus at one time can jump up and bite you at that speed, so I'm not going to rule it out. I... I don't. I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. Like I said, I'm gonna go with he was. He he was aware of what was possibly the points that could have been made up. I but, think he might have been a little bit. Off, but the tear off. Yeah, I don't, I don't, oh, you don't, don't want to criticize your fellow TV announcers. By the way. Oh. What, oh, I didn't. I didn't hear. I oh, watched yeah, the whole no, race they, on mute. I was. I had a party at my house, so I. I didn't hear what they said. I just. They know were. J- they were speculating about it. Yeah. About the. Yeah. Well, I yeah. know JT said it right. too, and it, I'm telling you, it, it definitely is a distraction, okay. and especially wasn't on his thumb or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was super annoying. But how long was it on there? I mean, 
I mean, well, I guess the quad he wouldn't pull it off, but the finish line, I, I mean, I, I feel yeah. like he could have got that right. off. In, like, take a half a second to get the thing off your thumb. Right. But no, I, I think just in general, I, he seemed over-aggressive for his style. He was really pushing it. And I'm, I think he's smart enough to know that Anderson was way back there and he saw a little opportunity and might, that might have distracted him, I think. Daniel Blair here from Main Event Moto, Arena Cross TV, Supercross TV, Race Day Live, Eagle Grit Hand Cleaner. Gear Alloy brought Gear to you Alloy. by. Yeah, brought yeah, to you by, by Gear, Gear Alloy. Alloy. Daniel Blair, everybody. Uh, let's get some phone calls before we get to uh, Jason Thomas. Paul, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, not too bad. So I have another story, but just coming on what you guys were talking about, I am also terrible at pulling tear-offs, and I usually pull all of them Dude, at once. I could um, never do it. But, I could never do well, it. I sucked. But but what I also had happen once is I reached up and grabbed, and the hole in the tear-off was just like back in the day, I don't know, it was 12 years ago, there was a hole out there way out on the edge of it, and it was just big enough where my thumb went through the hole, and it got stuck on my thumb, and I could not get it off until I stopped physically stopped on the racetrack and reached over with my other hand and pulled it off. So that may have been something. Okay. All right. We'll take that in advisement. Um, what else? But uh, it, it's kind of funny. I had surgery about a week before on a hernia. And so Brayton gets, you know, gets in the lead. I'm like, all right, he's good for, you know, half the race maybe. The other guys will settle in. They'll catch him. Then halfway point, he's still got that lead, and I'm getting excited. And I'm, I'm getting anxious, which – Anybody who knows me, I'm not a super fan because I was at a, I wasn't a top level amateur, but I was upper level. So just things don't excite me. I'm, I don't have a favorite ride or anything, but yeah, yeah. So I'm, but it's Brayton, so I'm getting excited. Yeah. The last like five or six minutes, I actually tore my incision back open because I was <laughs> oh, jumping up geez. and down and screaming and yelling. Oh. <laughs> it was it was so damn funny. Oh. I went, oh my god. It, it's starting to bleed out of the the, the the tape and everything. I'm like, oh, ah, it's worth it. Hell oh no, it was it was it was it. A, it was cool to see, man, for sure. That's a funny story. It was. Um, thanks, man. Right, appreciate thanks, it. Thank you. Appreciate Later. it. Uh, Fly Racing. Uh, they debuted their 2018 stuff at uh, Daytona. It looks fantastic. We're giving away a signed Justin Brayton jersey. It's not from Daytona, but it's a uh, 2018 jersey, anyways, from uh, the folks at Fly Racing. A signed Justin Brayton jersey in honor of his uh, win at Daytona. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email contest at pulpamexshow.com. We'll put all the uh, entries into a hat and draw out a winner for the uh, Justin Brayton signed jersey from Fly Racing. Uh, let's go to Cody real quick. Cody, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Uh, okay, so I'm on your side with this whole B-Main thing for the Triple Crown. Sure. Because I normally don't like Triple Crowns. Okay. He hates privateers. So what the hell, man? Who hates privateers? He- you do. You said that you didn't want to do the, the B main thing. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa. well, main event moto hates privateers. Let's get that out there now, not, everybody. Yep. Not wanting something doesn't mean I hate somebody. That's where we are Bro. in 2018. You, okay, you said that privateers should give up and they're not going to make it. And then I got a question, and you said you were one in a thousand. Okay, again, let's. Pure facts, but let's keep going. Where, where did I? Say? I never I mean, said I hated a private. I was a privateer ninety nine percent of my life. I don't hate them. I just think there's some of them out there that maybe need to go to school or or get a job or something else. That's all. I don't hate them. Pulp and Mech Show loves privateers. We're giving them a bunch of money. I just want everybody to know that quadruple challenge. Pulp and Mech's quadruple challenge coming up. So, yeah. But are you against the the B main thing? Huh, and this is for the what is this a triple crown like the gap is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. 
But what if we just show the LCQs? I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, and I think I think okay. So I have some friends that are new to this that watch the Triple Crown, and their concern was, yeah, it was kind of long in between. Yeah, I think the LCQ highlight would be pretty cool. How they got there, or even like yeah. a five minute little thing from qualifying. Let's yeah. show some qualifying footage, and this is how they ranked. This is how they got there. Yeah. I do feel like there needs to be some more riding and racing footage on there. I'm not saying it should be LCQ or B main. I'm not for or against anything other than something. And I, yeah, I'm down with it. I'm not for or against anything other than something. I said, okay, um, I'm um, not against anything, hey, but I'm Cody, for something. Cody, I'll just tell you this, Cody. Uh, Daniel Blair is here in studio. He's got two phones. And you know who else has two phones? Drug dealers, Cody. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the LCQs are exciting. I'd love to see them put in the front of the event, you know? Uh, oh, so, in the front. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm, no. uh, speaking of fly racing and all things fly racing, uh, you're a fly racing athlete, are you not? I am. I My last race I ever did, won that number one play arena cross champ in fly. Right. My only year ever racing with fly ever was the last. They they were smart. They timed yeah, they, it just they got right. You. They uh, knew. JT, they great, knew. great job with getting Blair's uh, uh, career highlight, right? You know? Right at the end. That's all about timing, Steve. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, Fly Racing new. Hey, JT, congrats on the win for Fly Racing and the new gear launch. Look great out there. I, I, uh, no ass-kissing aside, I thought the stuff looks really good, man. I, I bet you the response you've gotten from dealers and customers is pretty good because Brayton stuff looked great. Osborne stuff looks great. Uh, Pike stuff. Yeah, man, it was all good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. I deserve any congratulations. It's uh, I was just so happy for for Justin, and uh, to be honest, we're just lucky to be a part of it. So um, while I was super excited and we were all really happy, um, it, it was a big moment for him. And um, yeah, we're just lucky that he chose to be wearing the you know the gear brand I'm affiliated with. Did you hear what we did earlier on the show, JT? We got him a free Bullfrog hot tub. We got the guy well, from Bullfrog to call in. Yeah, well, I knew you texted me and told me that you were going to do that, and then I saw the tweet, so I'm I'm glad that it worked out. I knew you, it didn't sound like you were 100% sure it was happening. No, no, it wasn't. Tony Leslie came through, Dan from Bullfrog. Talk about timing. Bullfrog just, hey, let's go get into this Supercross thing yeah. with this, uh, with this team, Honda right, team, right. and um, yeah, we're going to go win Daytona. And, and our, guy, our guy's third in the points right now. Yeah, good um, timing, guys. JT, we were, Blair brought this up uh, earlier. Um, and I, it's an interesting conversation, one that one that I don't agree with. A privateer team did not just win Daytona, right? Are you with me on that? And I think I think all of us feel that way. Like it's a weird world we live in with that. It's no longer, you know, Jason Thomas as a privateer and myself working for Nick Way and Tim Ferry and these guys. But Brain's got factory suspension and not a privateer team. It's it's so different than you know going back to like the Ricky Ricky Ryan references. And, you know, back then there was like six factory guys and everyone else was a privateer. It was so black and white back then. And now there's 50 shades of gray uh, oh, and waiting to keep your pants whoa, on. Whoa, um, whoa. Down. But <laughs> that's really how it is. Yeah, I mean, like it's, and, and it's it's been like that for maybe 15 years or, or longer with guys having, you know, all kinds of different factory parts, whether they, whether they have clamps or races or yeah. linkage or suspension or an engine or, you know, James still trying to get an ECU or whatever it happens to be. Um, I, I don't wish anybody, uh, I don't yeah. wish that on anybody having to decide who's a privateer and who's not. No, exactly. It's a different, different world we're living now. Um, Hey, so you two are the, uh, are the racers here? Although you know, like I stated, I have I have titles to my name. Um, take us through the heat race with first Daniel. I'll start with you with Webb and Tomac. Um, 
Tomac admitted I took him out. I was not happy. Oh, Tomac said, "Welcome to the 450 class." He said that. Yeah, to him in the press conference. Um, but Daniel, Cooper's been there a little bit. Daniel, how dirty was that move by Cooper? And you love Cooper Webb. You love Cooper Webb. Okay, D- dirty is like such a weird word for that because I don't. Dirty is when you like kill a guy. No, oh, well, to me that was like that was also murder. But, yeah, yeah. I, well, that's that's dirty. Didn't you watch the OJ confession? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I, you know what's weird is. It's so subjective as if it was dirty or not. It was for sure a takeout. Without question, he... No, I meant Webb's waffle, move on Tomac. Webb's move on oh, Tomac. Oh, oh, my apologies. We'll get to the um, Tomac move in a second. I mean, Webb... Did did what Tomac... Did what Webb do deserve what Tomac did? Um, Again, deserve, I don't know, but it was for sure... Yeah, it was dirty. I mean, he, I, I, I believe in cross-jumping all day long if you're in a berm going five mile an hour. You do whatever. But on jumps, to me, I, you just don't I, don't... I don't know. It's one of those, like courtesy rules that are kind of out there in the universe you just don't do that and me personally i've been affected by it i've been free seed probably five times in my life so cross jumping uh, JT, is, a, JT, is a, as you covered on that jt how many times you've been freezied uh i'm gonna say a baker's dozen to the least. to the ground because i've gone uh, to the, yeah. i've yeah, gone I'll to go the with that. okay because and i'm i'm a little sensitive to that so yeah cooper is like probably my i'd say probably my favorite guy in the sport but i I like the fact that he is fighting for it, but I don't really like it being on straightaways. That's that's just my opinion. And, and Eli, I could tell. It was weird because I was watching the race with it on mute. We were having a little party at my house. But I was watching close because I like Cooper, and he's battling for the win. I'm watching, and I saw him off, I guess, halfway down that straightaway. Do it, kind of move over the first time. And I was like, whoa, dude. You could see where he landed. It was not where he took off. And then he kind of did it back the other way a little. And when Eli didn't jump that three, I was like, all right. Now, whenever Eli has his chance, he's he's going to do something. And I didn't know it was going to be the next berm. But then you saw him kind of set up to go two, one out or whatever. And I was like, well, here we go. And it, you could see it coming five seconds early. He was going to hit him. And I, I didn't think it was just a blatant blast. But it was definitely like, I mean, he definitely took him out. I, I There was no question that's what he wanted to do. JT, your, your take on it? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's one of those things where – People will put up with a lot, but I don't think cross-jumping is one of those things where anybody has any tolerance for. And, yeah, you could you could pretty much see Eli's body language after the rhythm section where, where Cooper moved over. He was like, if I get anywhere near him, and you could just see it. The aggression level went up. His RPM was oh, probably yeah. higher. And, yeah, just like uh, Daniel saying, when he, he leaned right on the last jump oh, going yeah. into that turn, and I was like, uh-oh, here we go. It's on. Like, it's it on. was just a matter of time at that point. Like, the, it would, the, the things were already set in motion by his rhythm section and then his lean off the last jump. It was just a matter of how hard they were going to hit and, if, and who was going to go down. So <laughs> I, I really don't think Eli even cared at that point, what, you know, crash or not. Yeah. Uh, he, but, was, he was over it. Okay. Is that the right thing to do there, JT? Is that the right way to handle it? Because, I mean, first of all, the takeout was a little like Eli's probably out of practice on that. Like, Blair, you probably could have done a better job from your arena cross days. <laughs> but, you know, you can tell Eli doesn't have a lot of practice in that. But Let's put it this way. If Anderson would have hit him, Anderson wouldn't have gone down. Yeah. Eli went down because I don't think he's used to stuffing. I, I don't. I mean, I don't recall. JT, do you recall him? I don't remember him hitting many people. Uh, he got Dino pretty good. Tore Dino's shoulder up. That's that's the big when, one I can remember. Was that the 250, 250 like Seattle? Yeah. Yep, yep. Ooh, yep. God, that, was, that uh, was a bad one. Um, oh, where was that? Yeah, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I don't think Eli like he's. He's got doesn't have a history of doing that and riding that aggressive. He usually passes guys by blowing by him. 
So I, I don't like I said I don't feel like that was a pass attempt. I thought that was meant to. He was meant. He was frustrated. Like JT, like you said, as a racer, as much control as you try to have. When your heart rate's at 200 and someone does that to you, there's a 15-second window where you lose the ability to kind of think rationally. And I think Eli went, you know what? Okay, cross the line. I'm going to whatever. Yeah. In a main I don't. In a main event, I think he might not have done that. In a heat, yeah. he said, nah, I, I uh, got to okay. do something. Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, pretty drastic, but then I uh, get the move wasn't. And then Cooper's whip of the rear wheel right at him over there. Yeah, that didn't help. No. It was like, hey, dude, you moved over. Hey. And then, whoa, what's up with that also? Like, oh, you know what I mean? So um, I thought it was a little much, but, yeah, I can't blame him for getting pissed. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, Jason Thomas, Daniel Blair on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, the BTOsports.com tweeted, Travis segment is coming up. X-Brand goggle tear-offs. We've got the Race Tech rant. we already got the gear alloy cold call out of the way. we got Brayton, a hot a bullfrog hot uh Bullfrog Spa uh, from those guys. So much, uh, much more coming up here on the show. Um, so uh, JT, well, let me ask you, Blair. So Ferrandis got hurt in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colton Nichols broke his humerus again. Uh, RJ Hampshire and Dakotas both broke their backs, and they will be out for a while at Daytona. Like is something, and of course we got Marv and we got Eli and we got Mookie or Bogle. I mean, and we got um, Seeley and we got Roxon. Is there anything going on here, Blair, that you Man. can pin this to? Or is it just one of those years? I, I subscribe to just one of those years, but what do you think? You know, I, I've i actually been pretty frustrated over this for a week. And it was weird because I thought, other than the Eli Wilson thing right in the beginning, everyone kind of survived it and they were back. So it wasn't like we lost them all, but we kind of were okay. And then we went on, like on a two-week deal where everyone just bogle, rocks. They all started flying out. And then it kind of mellowed out again. And then, boom, it happens again in the 250 class. And I don't know. I mean, I was thinking, is it the tracks? Is it that? And I don't think anything's changed. The only thing that I can really think is that these guys are pushing to the very edge of their limit. And it's just maybe the competitiveness in the sport right now. But these guys are riding at 100% tapped out. And at that speed, it's just things are going to happen. I mean, these guys, they don't have cages, man. When they hit the ground, it's their body. And I just... Why doesn't like Dakotas? I honestly think in Dakotas and RJ's injuries, you got to think JT at Chest Pro is going to help that. I'm sorry, they're not the end all, they're not the be all, but they do offer some foam and plastic for your back. Um, yeah, was he wearing anything? You know, I mean, a lot of guys are wearing like the Alpine Stars A1. That seems to be the under protector of choice for a lot of guys. Um, I don't know what RJ wears or doesn't wear, but I think more guys are wearing under like hard shell protectors than in a long time. But I think technology has also provided pieces with them that are not really restrictive either. So I think that kind of goes hand in hand. You know, we're right. I guess I shouldn't say for sure because I don't know what they're wearing underneath. They don't look like they were bulky. Like J-Mart looks like he wears something underneath. AC wears something underneath. Tomac just, too. His he's kind of got yeah. a little bit. Does he have something? He might have the. Yeah, A4. he wears the A one. Okay, yeah. that's. But the A one has the back too, or A four has the back. JT. They both do. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they. I just, I, I think something like a ba- a bike coming over and hitting you, a chest pro will stop discs from breaking, which is what happened to those guys. You know, I don't know. It's it's tough to say, but I can't argue with you. As I've gotten older, yeah, more protection seems like the smart move. But this is also coming from a guy who didn't wear a chest protector for like <laughs> I eighteen never, years never or something. Did like, you, you you didn't wear one either, Blair? 
like maybe once. I think I had some cracked ribs once, so I ran a front for a bit just to protect from roost. But no, yeah, I never yeah. did. Yeah, they were always uncomfortable. They were just. It makes you feel awkward on the bike. But I mean, back to your question. I, I if you look at the 450 class, and I mean, you guys have talked about it for years now. It's there's not enough rides to go around for these top guys. I mean, rides are right. They're thin. I mean, I think guys are. The the C level guys are pushing because they want to get to B level. B level want to be A level. A level guys now with Dungey out. I mean, they all feel right. like maybe they can. I feel like everyone is pushing it to the edge of their limit. And and when that happens, and you get them all together, well, and this is sport. There's going to be years like that. There's going to be years where we get lucky and get through it. And there's yeah. going to be years where they just yeah. pile in. And, I, I think. And we've got all these road race guys in the pits now, and the, we got EFI, and so the bikes are being tuned. Oh, so dude. where the riders. Don't you know how JT on a, on a carbureted 450? Like you have an on off, you got to be careful. You know what I mean? Like that thing could yeah. spit you off in a second. Uh, you have a section of whoops on a carburetor. Things could go weird. Things you got to be a little careful. Well, I, I don't think these guys have to worry about anything now. That might be the problem. You know, they have maps for every condition. They have a hey, if you're having a, ter- a problem in in the fourth turn over before the Rocco's leap, uh, we're gonna give you more gas. In your in your yeah. uh, EFI moment, right when you when you want more gas, right there, like these things well, are perfect. I think you know it, you have to at some point you have to look at you know a, a factory 125 was you know high 30s for horsepower, and now a factory 250F is low 50s for horsepower. Uh, you add 30 percent more power at some point. That's got to matter, right? Like the speed yeah. and the crashes and all that stuff have to become more violent if you add that much more speed and that much more power. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, you know, 100% of where you attribute it, the blame pie, but it has to be on some level. Oh, yeah. There's oh, no way sure. to yeah. not just completely disregard that. Yep. Um, switching to the races before we let you go, Jason, I know you're on the East Coast. How was how was RC Amateur and everything? How's that going? How was it today? It was all right. Yeah, yeah. it rained a little bit today. Um, but, yeah, they do a good job with that event. You know, it's cool for any of these amateur supercrosses. You know, RCSX has been the first one to kind of bring that back. And the Speedway is obviously a different vibe than normal supercrosses. But mm-hmm. I think for for any amateurs to get to race um, in, a, in a stadium or at a Speedway, right after the, the they get to watch the pros do it. You know, I got to do that in the 90s. Um, so I think it's cool, whether it's this race or the the uh, full Feld events that are put on. Um, I, I think they all have done a really good job providing these kids with an opportunity that, you know, I can remember those events 20 years later, uh, like they were yeah. yesterday, yeah, just because no. they were such a unique deal and such a cool experience. So Yeah, I can, uh, uh, I can remember that was when I first got reality uh, hit me, JT, because I was a fairly <laughs> fast 80 rider. <laughs> yeah. I was a fairly fast – I finished seventh overall, like in the Canadian Loretta Lins, you know, in 80 class. Mm-hmm. So seventh, pretty good, like 80A, you know. And then I show up to ride Atlanta Supercross 89 Amateur Day at 5.30 in the morning, riders meeting. And, yep. and I line up next to Renard and Dement. I think it was Dement. Renard for sure. So that was your age group. That was, yeah, yeah okay. and I line up next to these guys, and I don't even see them. The re- <laughs> I don't see them. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where they are. I was on the gate with them, and, I'm, and, and never mind. It wasn't like I got second to Renard. I'm just saying I'm pointing out one dude that I was like, oh, wait. I'm actually pretty yeah, I did, shitty. I did that for like 16 years, Steve. <laughs> yeah, good point, JT. Uh, by the way, um, in in the uh, Daytona hallway of the press box, there is a photo. Um, um, and I'll show Daniel Blair right now. There was a photo in the hallway, JT. I texted it to you. Look at that number 32 on the left-hand side there. Right-hand side, sorry. 32 right there, coming in hot with Ricky. Yeah. 
Ricky. Yeah, that used to be that used to be painted in the tunnel. Ricky, that was one of the tunnel photos. Voss and JT coming in. Yeah. Daytona. Yogi. Well, I whole that. I whole shot that heat and led for about uh, half a lap, three quarters of a lap, and then Ricky blew by me, and he was sayonara. That's well. Um, you're forever dang. on the. You're ever in the in the uh, pit wall. Okay, so back to the race. Um, Osborne got fourth off the podium, uh, but JT, that was a tremendous ride by Zacho. It was. You know, I think he's going to look back and be like, yeah, all these rides are fantastic, but I got to stop putting myself in these positions. I got to stop crashing on the first lap and starting dead last and doing this stuff because. You know, awesome rides are great, but if I end up losing points at the end of that awesome ride, then it's, you know, it's tough to be excited about it. So, you know, uh, yeah, JT, do you feel like an awesome ride can make you feel good on the drive home if you're a fifth to 10th guy? But if you're the guy who's supposed to win, awesome rides don't mean anything (laughs) if you didn't win or, I mean, yeah, or even on the podium. Yeah, Yeah, and and now you're tied for the points lead, you know, so he's. He's had two fantastic rides back-to-back in Atlanta and Daytona, and he lost points in yeah. both occasions, you know? Yeah. So that's why I was like, it's it's really perspective, and it's easy for us to sit here and be like, man, you rode so fantastic, and he's, he's like, probably yeah. pissed because he's got one goal and one mission to accomplish on the weekend, and that's ex- extend the points lead and hopefully win, and he hasn't done that two weekends in a row. So, and, yeah, I think it's perspective we just had jordan smith on and hey man he's only eight back jt he's only eight yep. back like yep. it, it, yeah i mean he's right he's right there you know for all the the drama that he went through at arlington yeah um, it's been really quiet you know mm-hmm. but he's hung in there he's other than arlington he's kind of stayed out of the fray and you know that win went a long way to get him back into this thing and i, I think the the real wild card here is going to be indy you know oh, because yeah. With you throw in the West guys, you throw in the East guys, you could have some pretty wild point swings with that many guys in the mix. Uh, they a guy could ride well and give up a ton of points just because all the West guys were in between him and yeah. you know his rival. Yeah, it's it's you know what you're right. I never really thought about that. Well, that, and think yeah. about the West points that tightened up yeah. there in San Diego too. You're, I mean, if these guys stay within, you know, Jordan has another good race. So say the three are still close. You got the two or three on the other side, plus AC and Hill, who obviously were making gains late. Yeah. You're talking about two huge championship swings that could all happen in one night. It's oh, awesome. I, I wonder if Hill's going to race. He's got a broken toe, right? Does that hold you back from racing? Depends. I've raced with a broken toe. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how bad his is, right. but I, I definitely did it in 06. What about, um, a, what about a severed toe, Donnie? Uh, well, actually, uh, Bob, my <laughs> guy I work with, he lost his toe. Couple months ago, he's not riding well, for sure. I was actually waiting for you to say you can get me a toe by three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I get you a toe. Nobody's by... losing a toe, dude. Don't worry, I'll get you a toe by three o'clock. Nothing is effed. Right. Um, well, awesome, JT. Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. Um, uh, Daytona, uh, you'll be in St. Louis this weekend, right? Daytona, is, I will. You'll be there yeah, all I go. Week uh, and, yeah. I go straight there Wednesday. Well, I don't really want to kiss your ass, but congrats on this fly stuff, man. It's really looking. Yeah, good, so, I mean, yeah. honestly, I appreciate it, but it's yeah. you know, it's, it's not me. Well, like we're just we're just along for the ride here. We're trying to do the best job we can. But congrats to Max, these guys, and... whether they do good or bad, right. it's uh, we're just we're just hoping for the best. So. Yeah, pretty cool nah, deal. I, I'm, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. When you when you feel good and you look good, you ride good and. I, I'm sorry. There I, that's a, there's a fly commercial for you, but JB, I don't think who was he wearing last year? JT. Yeah, JB, I, I, I just, I just don't JT. feel like he would have been able to ride that well. 
You know, I think it's fly. JT, it's it's all you, bro. <laughs> there we go. It's all, it's all you. Take and it. by the way, um, Evan Evan needs some new gear. So yeah, exactly. I'll, uh, I'll hit you up on Monday. <laughs> exactly. Uh, awesome. Thanks, JT. Fly Appreciate gear. it. Best out there, bro. Thank you, man. All right, guys. All right, see, ya. see ya. Jason Thomas, everybody. Fly Racing. Uh, Daniel Blair in studio here. Um, brought to you by Gear Alloy. Get your truck in gear with Gear Alloy. Uh, Justin Brayton and uh, Jordan Smith have been on. Jim Hawley is coming up. Oh, I love I th- that man. I told you Jim Hawley was coming up. You text me. I love that man. I do love that man. I do, <laughs> and I, you know what? With my opportunity that I've been given to start getting into this TV stuff, first I was really blessed because I got to start working with Robbie Floyd. He's a he's a, the coolest dude ever. But then I get to go to Race Day Live with Jim Hawley. Do you know how? Easy the transition that that is like the best man on the planet, yeah. and I, I've I mean for me it's made my transition so much smoother because he's just the coolest dude to get along with. Yeah. So when you said hey what about Holly getting on the show I just yeah no I got him. I didn't get to see him this weekend so I got uh, a little emotional yeah. I missed him <laughs> you missed I him. missed him uh, main event moto and eagle grit how are those things going for you both good man I mean to be honest this is a really numb part of the year for me because I'm manage i'm having to do all these different things and i'm juggling a lot but uh eagle grit the hand cleaner is going just i couldn't i, I mean, way better than we ever thought we'd be at this point eaglegrit.com and um it's going great my business partner brian is i lucked out on that too the guy is absolutely insane like for anyone that's watched what's the leonardo dicaprio movie wolf of wall street yep my business partner makes that dude look like a puss. So he's just a sales animal. And uh, it's without him, I mean, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. And then uh, Main Event Moto's going good, too. I mean, I, I'm sure you agree. This season's been so – there's been so much thrown at us yeah. every week. It's, yep. it's, it's easy to do a show when the content is sitting in front of you. Yeah. you know. And, and for me, it's, been, it's made things a lot easier because you don't – I haven't had to prepare as much because it's just – well, Crazy got, things are happening. Like, we'll just talk about it. It's we been the, awesome. Now we got those assholes at Racer X starting a podcast. Yeah, what's up with that, man? Like, what know. are they doing to us, Steve? I don't know. I mean, so we're we... both longtime podcasters here, you know? <laughs> we uh, we got a voicemail about Main Event Moto and Pulp. I uh, wanted to play for you here, oh, Daniel. Uh, let's, let's go, Marks. Hey, Mathis, since you're trying to invent something, how about we do this? We merge the Main Event Moto show with Pulp MX. I've been listening to Main Event lately, and it is good. Daniel Blair's an insider. I disagree. He's got a good voice. He would help the show. Mm. You bring producer Joe in to be an actual producer, <laughs> and he gets your guy to be a numbers guy. That would that would work out perfect. My guy. Okay. Thought. Thank and you. And also, the Daytona race this past weekend, that was the best race I've seen in years. Brayton looked like a baby basset swimming to the shore with great white Tomac coming after <laughs> It was incredible. I like the Bassett reference. Uh, you hear that, Marks? You've been demoted to a numbers guy. I apologize, Marks, but if this uh, is going to happen, I got to bring my guy in. Yeah, I don't really my know. Guy. You're a numbers guy now. I don't uh, know what the that only means. Numbers you need to worry about are the ones on my paycheck. Oh. Whoa. Speaking of that, have you given him a raise yet? Hmm. Last yeah, time I was yeah, here, he it was a big a debate. No, he got well, a raise. I'm not asking you, Marks. Did you get the raise? I got a raise. All right, all right. You got a raise. Just don't fucking worry. So about merge it. them together. I don't call your podcast and berate your your secondhand help. Hey, um, um, should we we merge this thing together? God, that would be amazing. Be like Jesus and Fergie <laughs> yeah, coming <which> together. <laughs> and we all know how good that was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, let's take a commercial break here on the show. We're coming back with Denny Stevenson and uh, and Jim Hawley, a couple old time racers. I gotta get Denny Stevenson's a buddy of mine. And he's awesome. He's sat in that chair four to five times. But he has got a hate on for Eli Tomac on social media. I've seen that. And i got to get to the bottom of this with Denny. And, and, and he agreed to come on. I was, 
I was said something again at his post this weekend. I just we're gonna come, we're gonna get Danny on. We're gonna break this down, find out what's going on, and Jim Holly will be on, which is which is just great, amazing, and we're gonna have much more. Daniel Blair here on the show. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this commercial. And can I get a hot tub? Nice. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services uses industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. 
Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. Roostmx.net have been a big part of us our show for a number of years and we love those guys a whole pulp nation section on their website pulp nation code saves you 20 percent on there they can make custom pulp graphics for you uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want they can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp and why i mean maybe you don't uh they're also the official team sponsor for the cycle trader rock river yamaha team and we have alex ray here in studio alex uh, you love these guys yeah love them shirts Hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You don't bring in the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle 
and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing, Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. 
WUSA, everybody. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking here. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy Wheels for your Jeep, Truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their prolong start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, GasGas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Effect Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Daniel Blair, the voice of Supercross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Good sure. job this year on the TV show. Great Thanks, job. dude. Yeah, you've been doing well. Appreciate um, it. Got Arena Cross TV. Sometimes you're doing the live announcing. Sometimes you're doing uh, Fox Sports stuff. Yeah, so it's nine on TV and then the other six live event. You nervous at all on TV at all? Did you th- think about that? or? Dude, honestly, zero. I oh, More like excitement. Like I'm like antsy in a good way. It's, yep, uh, yep. I don't know. Someone asked me that a while back, too. Like, what's more terrifying, this or racing? And racing was always more terrifying for me. I, <laughs> well, I mean, when you're on the gate, I just, you know, there, yeah. there's physical implications if things don't go right. On this, it's just, you get a little tongue-tied. But no, I, I, You've been doing I a good love job. it, man. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Uh, 702-586-7857. If uh, you have uh, something to uh, talk about at Daytona when it comes to Daytona. Uh, Roost MX, everybody. Brandon Hartraff right now is riding really good for that team, for the Cycle Trader Yamaha team, and they use Roost MX on their graphics. Alex Ray as well. Uh, A-Ray 91 to save. Uh, RoostMX.net. they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. We love these guys. Custom shirts, custom graphics. Uh, they can make the official uh, Cobra line for you as well if your little one rides a, rides a Cobra. they got shirts and hats and, and graphics and custom plates. Everything you need in the world of graphics, these guys can make it happen. RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation saves you 20%. A-Ray 91 code works also. And uh, they're a big part of the Cycle Trader team, and we thank them for coming on the show. They're also pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. He is a 1990 125 Supercross champion. He's a friend of the show. He's been here many times as a co-host. Denny Stevenson. What's up, Debo? <laughs> What's happening? How are you guys? Good. How are you, man? Now, I'm very good. Did did you, Daniel, did your... Did you ever cross paths with uh, Debo? Yeah. When my very first year of arena cross is when <laughs> he was at legendary peak status in arena cross. He uh-huh. was, you and Budman, uh, Mad Mike Jones. Um, and, and, uh, and how was he, the veteran? Well, it was weird for me because I already knew him. I was Buddy Antonez's ring bearer in his wedding, and Denny was the best man. So I was like 11 or 12 at that time. So I kind of knew him. Um, like as a young kid, I kind of wow. knew Danny, and then wow. I got in there and was racing with him, and it was just. Did you know that Debo? I did. Yes, I remember Daniel well. Daniel and his little brother. Yep. Um. Hey. Uh. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Appreciate it. Always fun to have you on. Uh, your show with Chicken is still one of my favorites. Maybe one of the top five I've, I've done in the, in the whole thing. So people, please check it out when Chicken and Danny were in studio. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that turned out, that turned out overwhelmingly well. I was, I was even impressed as well. You got the perfect guest for us, and it worked out great. And, and Chicken showed up, and Chicken was here, and it was amazing yeah that was not, that was a challenge enough yeah and and so when we heard the backstory of him you know in his rental car or his own car but not sure if he was actually gonna get on the plane or not right, uh, right. it, just, it just shows how close it really wasn't to working out absolutely hey uh something uh, uh brayton won daytona it's been justin brayton nights uh, so far berluti was on and brayton was on and and that's all we're talking about. But you've got a little bit of a connection to Brayton uh, in, in your Instagram post that I saw. Uh, he's, again, cut his teeth in Arena Cross. you got to be stoked for Brayton. Uh, I'm very happy. You know, he's Midwest, uh, born and bred. You know, he's from Iowa, we're from Nebraska. And, uh, yeah, like the story I, I told on Instagram, you know, um, it was late 90s, and um, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Matt and Ricky Draper, a father-son, had – some connection on a night track over in Iowa. So the guy turned on the lights just for me and, and Matt's son, Ricky, and we're busting out laps and I'm in the middle of a moto and 
I seen some kid in a, in a pickup pull up and uh, unload, and uh, he, he pulled in behind me, and he pretty much chased me down. I, I couldn't shake him, and I was like, man, who the hell is this kid behind me? And, um, you know, as I said in the post, by the end of the night, I was sitting on a tailgate with Justin and, and just telling old stories. You know, I just instantly became a big fan of his, and um, tons of talent. Just a great kid. Uh, obviously not a kid anymore, but uh, I, I was more than as happy. I was really excited. I was last three laps, I was yelling at the TV like he was my own kid. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's it's cool to see, right? It's a really neat story, for sure. Um, uh, so what else new with you going on? What's new uh, in your life, Debo? You know, I've been just working. Um, we're just finally getting spring here. It's had, We've had a pretty cold, miserable winter. Um, so I'm building decks, doing construction, and, and following Supercross every Saturday night and uh, enjoying that. And being a dad, my son just started a job. Oh, boy. Uh, 15, his yep. first job, yeah. He's. Uh, I've been telling him, you know, you're going to be pretty excited when you start making some money. And he just got his first job here two weeks ago. And uh, nice. That keeps, my, that keeps my hands full, as, as any parent knows. Yeah, really, right? Um, so part of the reason I want to have you on is I got to get to the bottom of this Eli Tomac beef with you. <laughs> like, you seem to not like Eli Tomac. I mean, we we talked about the heat race move with, with Blair and JT and Daniel. You like that move? I mean, you. Uh, you know, like I said, I. I'm weird about this, but I I like when anything aggressive happens, man. I, Cooper is probably my favorite guy, and when Eli took him out, I kind of liked it <laughs> because it was something. I I I it, my wife watches Real Housewives of whatever, uh, Teen Mom, and I always ask her like, "Why do you watch that garbage?" She's like, "Cause it's drama, and I like it, and I don't have any drama in my own life." So I'm I'm like the same way. Whenever these guys do anything to each other. I'm like, yes, and I don't really care who it is as long as they're not hurt. I'm kind of stoked. And so, Danny, why didn't you like it? Like, I feel like you're letting your feelings for Tomac get in the way of this move. Yeah, that's funny that Daniel said that because I feel the exact same way. And it is almost hypocritical for me to give Eli shit about it because, to me, I don't know. I The main reason why I have a problem with it is you just don't, you're going to do it. Don't end up on the ground with him because then you just look like your emotions got the best of you and you look like an idiot. And I say that because my last two, two of my last arena crosses um, in 2002, I was on the Cowie Team Green. It wasn't the year wasn't going that great, and it was two back-to-back main events. Um, I think there were two different nights or two different weekends altogether, if, I'm, if I remember right. And I was on the podium, uh, second place or something like that. Rusty Holland would be in third, was in third, and the last corner, two different main events, two different weekends in a row. He cleans us both out. Hmm, really. You know what I mean? <laughs> Neither one of us got on the box. Um, by the second time was uh, was Denver. I was I'd had enough, man. I went back to his truck, the pits. I, I, you know, I'm trying to get him come out of the truck. I want to fight him. You know, I'm just like, you know what? My year had been so frustrating that me getting on the box was, was going to be good, and he did it, ruined, cleaned us out twice doing it. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to do it, leave me on the ground alone, or, or if I'm going to knock you down, I'm going to leave you on the ground alone. If, I, if, I, if we lay down in a heap, it just seems pointless to me. He- and for Eli to just... It, he just seems to make these mistakes over and over, and it, for me, I just I, I find it not funny or humorous. It's just like, man, why do you keep making these fuck ups? Like someone of your caliber, you're not well, seeing Ryan Dungey going out doing that type of stuff. I mean, you're not seeing Villapoto going out doing that type of stuff. And for Eli to keep doing these type of brain things, it just it just kind of feels can't feel to my little fire that I have from not racing motocross the nations. And okay, so I find it a little funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I will admit, like, he, yeah, he's probably not that very good at taking out, and he ended up on the ground, and that's not the, what you really wanted to do. Um, he admitted after the race that, yeah, he was he took him out. You know, that's what he wanted to do for moving over on him. Um, 
so you know he's not that good at it. But I think like Daniel, I can admire the move. I can admire you know the 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 fu payback you know to Webb and, and you're like hey you're not going to move over on me you know. Um, but really this does stem and this I'm glad you said this. It all stems to your your your. You're angry about those motocross donations. <laughs> That's, you're angry, Debo. You are. And I, I get I'm, it. I'm, hold, I'm holding a grudge. I'm definitely holding a little bit of a but, grudge with donations. And, and the fact that, that he simply did not raise the donation is so he'd get the ball rolling to stop that head of stream, you know, steam from the uh, 450 national title win. Let's put the brakes on it. Let's take the, the time to get ready for Supercross. And then A1, I'm out, he's out front leading him. And what's he do? He crashes. And his season pretty much has been a disaster since. Um, I mean, considering he should be, you know, what's considered yeah. a title holder. He's the fastest guy in the class. I don't think anybody can dispute that. No, just, and, I, and, I, and I'm a fan of the guy. I mean, I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can still poke fun of guys. I mean, come on. I, I, as I told my friends on our thread, my son has never been to hardly any races at all. He has no motocross mobility. He's never seen my dad or his dad ride, uh, except once. Uh, he used to have a huge wall-to-wall uh, uh, Travis Pastrana thing that I got when I left Smith, and he has an Eli Tomac that he'd signed for him at Arizona Supercross when Budman had set it up for him. And it hangs in the corner. And about a year ago, he wanted everything off his walls. He was going to redo all his walls. And the only thing that he kept on his wall was an Eli Tomac jersey. And so I can admire that. My son admires the name and who he was and meeting yeah. him and stuff, whether, or he does, whether he follows or not. So... I do have a connection of a positiveness, positiveness toward Eli, <laughs> okay. but he just keeps making these silly little fuck ups, and it just make, kind of fuels my little fire. And so, it's, and, and, and Eli's been great. He's commented on a couple of my posts. And uh, stuff, and, I think uh, I think he sounds angry. I don't think he's been great, Debo. He sounds angry at you. Well, you know what the best way to shut me up is? <laughs> stop fucking up and start winning more races. Dude. Um, but like, what I don't understand is like, and you and I have battled on a text about this, like. Your hero, Ryan Dungey, skipped motocross the nations. Bradshaw, oh, Stanton. Not I'm, I'm, I'm not a Dungey hero fan. I mean, I like Ryan. Yeah. And I understand. The other guys have skipped it. They skip um, it. Lots of guys have skipped it. Why? why? Not lots. Let's not get lots. Lots is like more than five. I'd say that we're at like, you, you know, we talked Stanton and Bradshaw did that one year. Kudrowski Kudrowski skipped it the same year. He said, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. Well, you Dungey know, skipped Eli, it. I'm a fan of the United States motocross. I want him to win. I want Eli to be there because he's one of the best guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, this more stems back to being a fan and wanting the, wanting the best. I the know. Best well, me too. Him. Believe me, me too. I'm the same way, but I get it. It's a long-ass year. You know, he raced, had to race two USGPs. He had to win, he had to win dominate two USGPs, you know? Oh, stop. Stop crying for the guy. Jesus, crying for <laughs> <laughs> this is This is how our texts go back and forth, everybody. No, this I know. Is... He's had, it, motocross is long. It's enduring. And it, my point has always been, don't try and change the path of where you're going. I mean, the opportunities you get in moto are incredible, and they're few and far and far between. Yeah, but he... he are you in a submarine? What happened? Are you in a submarine, or did you put a sock in your mouth? What happened? Your phone. You there? Are you there? Are you guys there? Yeah, now it's better. It's better now. All right. My, my theory was, I mean... Is, is any kid growing up with, except the kids today who seem to go to, you know, motocross camps, you know, our, our parents took you racing anywhere, anytime. You show up, you race, you race as many races you can throughout the year, and you just go race, man. And for somebody not to go race, something as big as donations, it just kind of sits he, in my, uh, he my went, car, I guess. He went twice, rode his balls off. 
Yeah, he did. He wrote great. He did. Well, I go, keep going. <laughs> you know? It's the price you pay to, when you're the best. I just, I mean, I, I don't see these posts from you about Ryan Dungey, and he skipped it twice. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't really, I don't know. I didn't really care as much then. <laughs> <laughs> I do admire the honesty, Debo. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get it, man. I don't, because I, I, I respect your opinion a lot. Uh, we're friends. You're a friend of the show. Well, and I'm always shaking sure. my head because, like, like if somebody jacks with you on the track, you're going to try to take them out. And that's what he did this weekend. And, yes, it didn't work. But, you know, like Blair said, like Daniel said, that's that's good attitude, I think. And and he's, really, he's ridden his balls off for so long. And I like the fact that – I like the fact, Danny, that he's telling the system, Monster, the promoters, he's telling the system, hey, I want a break. You can't just ride me like some sort of sea biscuit horse. You can't. So hey, right. so if you jerk offs want me at the motocross the nations, then help me out. Throw me a little bone. I like that he's telling people this because I believe in that. You know, I agree, and I, but it, I think that should have been handled during contract time. You know, I mean, obviously he knew that these these events would be coming. They've been around. You know, that Monster would buy a sponsor or something. But mm-hmm. you know, when you sign a contract, you sign what one race is your contract to race. If he didn't want, if he wanted to not race those GPs and race the donations, then he probably should say so. And I, and I think he's always had the upper hand when it came to sponsorship dollars that he can make those decisions. It's not like he's some mm-hmm. out of the blue guy that had to sign, sign and did whatever he had to sign to, to make it work. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And again, at the end of the day, man, if 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 he went out and his plan worked and he uh, is, is leading the points right now and and and, and winning that because he didn't go to the donations and his plan worked out. Then a good chance you probably wouldn't hear me, you know, make a you know post like that and, right. and giving him a little bit of, and, and giving him a little bit of shit. But well, the plan didn't work out, so it kind of opens the door for uh, from an old a rare cross guy to kind of laugh about it and give him a little shit about it. I can, I can see that. Um, <laughs> and again, and again, if he if he had if, if he had not not went and knocked Kraft with Webb, it cost him the win. I mean, it, it did cost him the win. He got him a bad start. He made a bad mistake in that first lap, running in the back of Pike, and then looping the bike. No, uh, we talked about this earlier. He, he's got certainly some weird things about, you know, he's being so fast, and we don't see a lot of mistakes from guys that go that fast normally. I'll give you that yeah, all day that's long. That's my point, yeah. It's yeah. just weird. And it's been that way since, you know, it's 250 days. He, he would be just cream the crop fashion the guys, and then one race, he literally rides around like an intermediate rider, and you're just like, where did this come from? Like, how does this – why you know you just get so used to the best of the guys always being the best every weekend, right? And everybody's human, so I mean, I just you know you put guys on a certain pedestal, and uh, and, and well, sometimes when they so, just don't live up to it, you just kind of wonder what the hell. Leave Eli alone. Leave Eli alone. <laughs> I'm not. I'm that guy. I'm the the Britney guy. The Britney guy. <laughs> Leave Eli alone. Yeah. Um, exactly. Hey, we got uh, we got some stuff to do with you, Debo. Uh, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this. So let's move on. Um, no, that's wait, I, I got. I got. Okay, wait. I got one point on this right, though, okay. and it just Sorry. hit me. Didn't Ken Roxon do the same thing to Webb three weeks ago? And how did that work out? <laughs> Yeah, maybe everyone should just leave Webb alone. I mean, right, no, right. but I'm just saying. I, I was mentioning yeah. earlier how, in that moment, you let the emotions get the better of you, and sometimes it bites you pretty quick. That looked a lot like it. Obviously, less drama. The bike didn't yeah, loop, and, like a, and a hand didn't go in. Whatever, yeah. but it was like the exact same type of thing. They both went down, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know if it's Webb or what, but maybe you should like try to control those emotions because we just saw we just lost a guy for the year yeah, yeah, because no. of the same type of deal yeah absolutely yeah. um 
Hey, so here's a good. This is what this applies to uh, to Danny. I think this this phone call here, and we can uh, keep Danny Stevenson on the line for a little bit. Uh, Skippy, what's happening? How are you? Good guys, how are y'all? We're good, man. You want so you want the best oh shit story from Daytona? Yep, absolutely. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to hear it uh, from all three of you guys. Well, definitely. My Daytona. My best one was uh, Razzles and some bar on Main Street, and then walking. Being drunk with a few other guys, Jason Fournette being one of them, and a guy says, "Hey, you guys want to see a show?" And we're like, "Yeah!" And he takes us down this alley and into this room with like fluorescent lights, and he's like, "You guys are gonna see a show?" And we're like thinking, like, an orgy is gonna happen, <laughs> or like we're gonna get in, in an orgy. Those shows. Yeah, we're like, this is gonna be the best thing ever. And he's like, it's sixty bucks each or whatever it was, <laughs> and uh, we're like, okay, cool. And we're sitting there, like, you know, these four of us, and we're sitting there, and these girls come out from behind, like, a meat locker. Uh, you know the, the meat locker stripes that hang yeah. on the door? They come out from behind there in, like, swimsuits, and they twirl around in front of us and then go back in swimsuits. Okay. And we're like, dude, this is lame. Like, we're not, this is not an orgy. This is not what we want. <laughs> and, and, and we're, like, trying to get up and go, and then this big gentleman was like, no, no, you guys owe $60. Like, you're not going anywhere. And we're like, but this is just girls in swimsuits. And he's like, I told you you'd get a show. Anyways, that was my uh, that was my Daytona story. It was it ended up at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. And, and Pookie, did you hear that? Yeah, she doesn't care. I was, to- I was totally thinking that there was going to be an animal brought off in the back or something. No, no, no just, just... I was waiting for that. Semi, semi-hot <laughs> girls in swimsuits twirling around, and we're like, this is not that good. Uh, Danny, what is your Daytona story? You got to have... God, Denny, you've got to have some. I don't, I don't, man. I mean, they're just, and let's be honest, I think I've killed so many brain cells, and I think the CTU thing might be real with concussions. But, uh, you know, I, I remember just partying at, at the Hooters across the street, uh, you know, me and Chicken and Budman and, and Kishner, and uh, and we're just, we're literally, you want to see if you could drink a, a pitcher of beer the fastest, and most of us can't chug that hard. So people, so we started using the sleeve of the of the paper towels up there. You know, we, <laughs> <laughs> and, use it, and use it like a straw. So we just like jammed it in the in the in the, in the uh, pitcher and, and use it like a straw. <laughs> and and chicken chicken drank the whole thing through the straw, man. And then like was and then went in the corner and puked up the foam all over on the floor. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What about the year you won? That's what you did after the year you won, Denny. Nineteen ninety. Uh, no, that was no. I wasn't. I was pretty mellow then. The year I won, I actually uh, I ended up. I met Miss Suzuki at the time. She was like some 25-year-old former playmate or something, and I met her at the autograph signing at one of the tents. And she was hot as hell, and I, and I, and I was like 19, so I just camped myself right next to her. Yeah. And she gets, she gets up to go to the bathroom and, and leaves, and I notice that her purse is like laying on the floor next to me, like underneath the table. <laughs> and she comes back, and she all of a sudden realizes she, she like, thinks she lost her purse in the, in the port john right. in the bathroom. Yeah. And she's freaking out. She's crying hysterically. And I see her run up, and then she asks a bunch of people that she leaves. And I'm like, I think she's freaking out about her purse. Yeah. And she comes, she comes back, and I'm like, are you looking for this? And she's like, oh, my God. So I was like instantly uh, a hero, right? Yeah, there, you yeah, know, you like saved her, her, right? Yep. Yeah. And so she obviously was like, okay, well, you know, what are you doing here? We talked. I'm racing tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So she watched my race the next day, and I just destroyed it. I killed it. It was like yep. probably the best race ever. I went by <laughs> half a lap. And. Let's just say it's the hell of an aphrodisiac to go out and win a race in front of a, a, a hot lunch. He was nice. Hot. Good, good job. Yeah. What, what about you, Daniel? I got one. It's 
It's a little embarrassing. Is your wife listening? Or no? no, no, okay. it's not like that. Okay. No, I. Uh, How about putting the mic up? I know you're, uh, you're unfamiliar with podcasts. Sorry. Stuff, so yeah. All right, my bad. Okay. Um, so 2012 was my last year racing Supercross, and I'm on a 450 at Daytona, and I'm not taking things that serious at the time. Looking for that night show money, and uh, it was super muddy, like just pouring down rain that year, and I was a little concerned. Well, I ended up. Close my eyes, ripping one hot lap, and I got 40th in time, so I made the money, right? Nice. But it's pouring down rain, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to make the main. I'm not going to thrash my bike. So I literally go off the gate in the heat race, farthest outside gate, and I just went straight right onto the concrete, rode back <laughs> to, the, to the line for the LCQ, waited. LCQ comes around, far outside gate, same thing, straight onto the concrete, rode back. <laughs> I went to the snack bar, got uh, like a corn dog and fries, walked back up and went and watched the last three laps of the LCQ <laughs> and um, didn't have to buy a new chain, didn't have to buy anything new. Bike was perfect because yeah. it didn't rain till the right, night. It right, was drier right, in the right, day. Right. So I watched the guys ride the LCQ and I was just eating a corn dog. Oh, there we so, go, everybody. <laughs> that's that's how I get that's, down. <laughs> all right. Uh, that is, that's privateer smart right there. That's yeah. that's that was um, a conscientious decision. right there. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Gibby. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Hey, there's uh, another uh, history in the making happened uh, Daytona Saturday night, man. Our boy Lane Shaw, man. Yeah, nice main. job for Lane Shaw. Great job. Fly Racing Zone, Lane Shaw, X-Brand Goggles also. There you go. Yeah. All right, boys, have a good night. Thank you, Skip. Appreciate it. Uh, Danny, stick around for us. We're going to do the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment right now. Perfect. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Uh, like Lane Shaw, running X-Brand. Kyle Chisholm running X-Brand. Uh, the Hep Suzuki guys also running X-Brand. EKSBrand.com. Use the code Show 18 to save with them. The best goggle around. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. And we thank those guys. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him, Blair? Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Me neither. Uh, Danny, you know Moser at all? I do know Moser, of course. Oh, okay. He's a real guy? Nope. I, I don't know what Danny's talking about. but. Mm. Oh, I thought Moser. <laughs> it's Moser, but never mind. Um, are you available okay. to rent at any time soon, Danny? Are we renting you out anymore? You know, yeah, we could try it one more time. We think we, we definitely got to make something work better than the last one, I'll tell you. I'd, I'd like to at least make the main of the night show. <laughs> night show, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's an all-time Pulpomex story, an all-time Pulpomex story. An all-time story. Um, it's, I, I told, I've had to tell it often to my friends who never really quite got the full story, and they're still just in disbelief of it. They're like, I can't believe that they thought they could try and take you down. And, and then you know, they did eventually. What a weekend for RCH to let uh, Josh Hill go, too. Very much anger there also, very angry. Oh, my God. I just, it's, it's Kenny, I like the yellow Kenny a lot. It just, it just happens. Right, right. All right, so uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh, Marks? Daniel, list the following activities in order of your favorite to least favorite. TV show work, Supercross Live with Jim Hawley, Arena Cross TV, live announcing of Supercross, and appearing on the Pulp Show. In order. Whoa. Uh, uh, well, the timer's on. Um, yep. Night Show TV. Race Day Live, Arena Cross, Pulp Show. Live announcing of the event last. Live announcing last. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like them all I mean, equally. no one can hear. Oh, listen to this. No, I do. No, I really do. No one can hear you live I just live made them equal. I just, gave, I just put Pulp Thank on you. that level, Thank dude. I made them all Thank equal you. for you. you. All right, next question. Steve, yep. chance ability Brayton pulls off another win. 
Dude, I, I would have put him winning one main event at like uh, 10%, let's say, and maybe lower. But Danny and Daniel, you know, confidence is, you know, confidence is gnarly. So let's put that thing at like 15%. We're losing guys with injuries. He's really good in St. Louis. Dude. He's a good, start, he's a good starter. Yep, yep. Let's put this thing 15 20%. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We do we do a fantasy thing on our on our text thread, and we rank the top ten two fifty guys or four fifty guys, and we get points. You know how yeah. we get them correct. And I was just saying, I'm like, I know Justin's not the greatest outdoor rider. He talks about it. he doesn't really like riding outdoors. I had him like eight. Yeah, and then he <laughs> yeah, goes win. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many times did he say, "I can't believe I won Daytona," which is absolutely true. Um, guess, guess who else had yeah. him at eight? You? He did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Uh, Debo, who's the dirtiest rider currently racing Supercross? Well, you know, you would you'd like to say think Vince would have been freezy, you know, but he's been really staying out of trouble and doing kind of the best he can. And and dirty, dirty swerving, man. And and Coop seems to have this swerving, Irvin, you know, old fro style. Let's just move from left to right on the track, and yeah. that's not a good reputation to have. That's that's that makes things dangerous and pisses you off as it did Eli, and and then puts you in another situation because the guy just wants to clean you out. Then, so um, yeah, I don't. Dirty used to be. It's kind of changed. I think dirty of him swerving around at the motocross and supercross is dangerous enough, man. You got thirty seconds. Thirty track. seconds is up. Um, I had an old racer tell me because Fro on the TV broadcast didn't really understand what happened, why Eli took uh, Cooper down, and he I doesn't had, understand a lot of. I things. had an old pro tell me Jeff did that move all the time. He should really know that move. Jeff should know that move a lot. What, he, what, most what, definitely, he always did. Right. So, all right. Next question, Daniel. With the public outcry on social media about the Supercross broadcast announcing, how do you think Ralph and Fro can improve? I, I don't. They're great. They're great. They're great. Six point six seconds. Marshawn Lynch. Next question. <laughs> Daniel's just here so he doesn't I'm get fined. Yeah, I'm just so here I so don't I don't get fined, man. All right, next question. Come on, Moser. Yeah, that was that was he's, ridiculous. He's an, he's an asshole. Steve. Yep. How many viewers does the Supercross live broadcast get? I don't know. How would I know? If you watch it, it tells you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I've only watched it once. Atlanta. Daniel Berg gave me a shout out for the Nets, and he asked Jim Holly about rollerball. I did not. Give Jim you Holly a shout gave out you a shout out for the. Oh, Nets. Jim Holly gave me a yeah, shout out. He was for the avoiding Nets. it. Jim yeah. Holly probably got cattle prodded as soon as <laughs> as soon as he said my name officially with Supercross. So, all right. Next question. Debo. Coming from the Cornhusker State, do you have any stories of Brayton ever doing anything remotely wild? You know, he he raced arena cross with us those years. You know, and I, man, those years we raced arena cross were the man. The wheels were coming off every Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 for a handful of others, they were coming off Friday through throughout through the weekend. But uh, I can honestly say I don't remember Justin. Uh, he, yeah, we corrupted some riders in that series. I, I, I won't name any names, but there were some young guys that came through there, and by the time they left, their, their parents were probably glad, and their mechanics were probably glad that they were getting them out of arena cross. Because <laughs> we, we taught them how to knock people down and, uh, and stay up until your flight left on Sunday morning and uh, and whatever chaos we could bring. So uh, Justin stayed out of trouble. He, Brayton, he always, uh, he was, Brayton told me he hung out with Hagseth, and he saw some things. Every across days that he can't get out of his head forever. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I think they were teammates that year on Honda. So, and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. I think I worked for Smith that year, and I, I just yeah. Yeah, it's just not, it's Justin's just smart enough to go. Hey, I'm just going to step back, and you guys just do what you got to do. <laughs> right, right. All right. Next question, Daniel. Last one for you. Has Holly moved on from Polaroids? 
from Polaroids. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's figuring out his phone because the phones are getting smarter and Jim's having to adapt. So yeah. Yeah. I would imagine so. I know he's got a Snapchat. He does have, he a, does snap- have a Snapchat. Yes, he does. And he was frustrated. Uh, he told me, he's like, this Snapchat thing's stupid. People send me photos and they disappear forever. <laughs> so he's frustrated with Snapchat. He does have Uber. Hey, and he, hey, he hit me up during the week. Hey, Daniel, son. I got that Uber thing. It is good. You were right. And I said, dude, Jim, I told you Uber is the key. It's, and then now whenever we're going to go from the track back to the hotel, whatever, he's like, are you getting this Uber or me? Like he's like excited about it. So Jim's coming around. He's, uh, he, he's modernizing. In Jim's world, the pictures never disappeared. He can't understand that. Mm. Yeah, he's got a folder of that. He's right. got to print these things off now. Right, right, right. <laughs> in a filing cabinet. Uh, next question. Steve, why haven't you been on the current, the hottest current podcast, the main event? Why haven't I been on it? Yeah. I have been on it. He was on I it. I was on it. Nice job, Moser. Yeah. Jerk off not knowing, doing his homework. I was on it last year. Yeah. Yep. After Vegas. Yeah, we did it. Main event moto. All right, Denny. No, I, I, have, I have not been on it. Denny, Denny can go on it. What are you doing next week, You can Denny? just talk about Eli Tomac. Just shit on Eli Tomac podcast. <laughs> shit on Eli with Denny Stevens. One more weekend. We'll see what happens. Hey, hey Den- how about this, Denny? We'll just book it right now. Weekend after the donations. We'll talk about it. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm going there this year, too. Are you going to be there? We're all going there, right? I'm not going there. Oh, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. No, my contract, my season's too long. I'm not going to that. He's not aware of any. <laughs> Daniel is not aware of anything outside of these 16 rounds that they have. Mm-hmm. He's not really quite sure what, what else goes on. Daniel just yeah, somewhere with yeah. his 16, so. Yeah, that track you're right, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. my season ends May 5th. Right, right, two straight away to Daytona, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next question, please. All right, Danny, last one. What are your thoughts on Reed still racing and blocking JT on Twitter? Instagram. <laughs> I had heard about the blocking JT on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yep. That's a thing. I mean, that's another thing we talk about quite a bit um, with my friends here that, if, if Reed wasn't going for that record, you know, which he kept reiterating that he was not, that wasn't that big a deal, that, you know, breaking Morocco's record wasn't the point why he's out there, then, dude, what are you doing out there, man? I mean, you run around 15th to 17th, and that's great, man. I mean, you, you go out there and broke the record, but if he comes back next year and, and runs around that, that same 15th to 7th place, it doesn't become funny anymore. It doesn't become unique anymore. It doesn't become a story anymore. But that, other than what the hell are you doing, dude? You, I, I think it's either – Get ready and come in 100% or just ride the season out and, and, and go out in, in, in a blaze of glory. I think what he's accomplished is, is incredible, but his results and his, and his way he looks on a bike anymore is, is not great. Um, he, he, I can tell you right now, I've been talking to him, he 100% I think will be back next year, and he does not, he thinks, you know, any issues he has is due to his ankle, and he will be back running, you know. And seeing Justin Brayton win Saturday night? Believe me, that's a remotivator and yeah. a, a new level of belief for Chad. Too, yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah, probably. Good point. Yeah, great, great point. And, and Chad, you know, Chad's just like the critics, everything he oh, does, yeah. and I, yep. and he is obviously got a legend. He's a legend status, and he can do anything he wants right now. But uh, if he comes back, I hope to see him come back 100 percent and 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 not flailing around in the back of the yeah, back. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Uh, all right, Denny. Hey, thank you for your time. Please leave Eli point alone. Pleasure. Please leave Eli Thank alone. You. Yep. Uh, and Daniel, man, I just want to congratulate you, man. You know, I've been a big fan of yours ever since we, you know, we were a little kid, and uh, you're doing a great job. Every broadcast, you get better and better. So I hope they, I hope your role grows. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Cool. Thanks, Danny. And, Thanks again. We'll talk to you, soon, man. But see ya. Thanks, Mike. All right, Danny Stevens, everybody. Brought to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, let's go. Porch. Porch. 
What's going on, guys? What up? Hey, I uh, just want to start this phone call real quick by saying uh, I did not board the Jerry train this year, and I was uh, I got a good chuckle out of it when he crashed in the LCQ because I saw your tweets. But uh, don't worry, Jerry. Karma got me back though because I did have Mosaman, and I was very upset to see yep. the first lap go, and he yep. was twenty seconds. See what Karma happens. Got... See what happens. Yeah, yep. nice swift punch to the throat. So I appreciate that. So, <laughs> All um, right, what's up, man? Hey, so um, I want to talk about Christian Craig and uh, how he's doing on the 450 and whatnot. And uh, I got to think that when he moves up, he's, got, he's like, factory teams are going to want him, right? Like, what? Like, where uh, do you think he goes when he goes 450? What do you think, Blair? I think he is in a tough spot because, I mean, he's riding great. So the res- even though there's a lot of guys out and you can make the excuse that his results are coming from guys being out, I don't think that's fair because he's riding really good. The problem is it's a numbers game, and at the end of the year, there's only so many spots, and we've seen this before. Mookie, Wilson, you know, it's just, and now you got guys moving up. Osborne's moving up, Hill's moving up full-time, Plessinger's moving up, Savage's moving up. So the problem is, is when the decisions all need to be made, he's in that bubble world of which, you know, who do we take? And I swear, for some reason, certain guys just get overlooked on upside. And I don't think that's fair for him because I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he's better on a 450. But, man, it's the numbers game when the, when it comes time to pick these guys. It, it, I mean, it might he might not be one of them. He might, I mean, or he'll maybe go to a Moto Concepts or something like that. But I... You just got to look at the numbers. Sometimes that's a little unfair, and that's I, I. Unless he does something spectacular, like win one of these things, I think he'll be in the same spot as a lot of guys, where they're just kind of all fighting for the same ride, and that's that's just kind of where it's at. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough, man. Uh, I'm with I'm with I'm with Blair. It's too many riders, not enough rides right now. Do we know how long how uh, how long his contract is with Geico to stay on a 250? Uh, I think it's up this year. I'm not exactly sure, but it's kind but, of a weird one, though. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's like a forever right, contract right. if you want it, yeah, kind I mean, of thing. He's married to one of the owner's daughters, so he's in tight with that, you know. But I mean, his results have got him a ride, anyways. Yeah. But I, you know, I do feel like there's an inside hookup there for him. So, uh, thanks, yeah. Porch. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Uh, next up on the show, it has been a jam-packed show. Daniel Blair, the main event moto race day live uh, is uh, is Daniel Blair's uh, partner, uh, World Supercross champion, former Yamaha factory rider. One of the best guys in the pits, Jim Hollywood Holly. What's up, Jim? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? It was nice to hear Steven. So I was listening into the show. Great show tonight. Just, uh, yeah, whenever I got a Monday night, I always try to listen in. But, uh, yeah, excellent. Great to be on. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. So, uh, Race Day Live, I watched it in Atlanta. I didn't go, so I watched it in Atlanta. Uh, Jim, I'll talk I'll talk about you. Now, Daniel stepped in halfway through Supercross last year, what did yeah, you say? Yeah, half year. About halfway. Do you do – you yeah, I think he, Atlanta, or, or it was the weekend after Atlanta, right, Daniel? Uh, I went to Atlanta to kind of get the feel of things and kind of watch, and then I, the next right. week was maybe Toronto. Toronto. It was Toronto yeah. is when I started. Yeah. Um, do you feel like uh, you and Daniel are, are better than you were last year, Jim, halfway through this year's Supercross? You guys feeling each other out? And, and I know from – hosting things and you know you got to have that chemistry do you guys feel like you're getting getting better yeah 100 percent. i mean it's just uh i mean we clicked right off i mean i've known daniel since he's been shitting in his diapers you know he was a little guy so uh you know and when we were robert hansen and i we were promoting a lot of arena crosses and things like that and over in red bluff uh, daniel and his brother brother you know vincent had come mm-hmm. over and uh so 
I've known him. I, I've, I've had history with him, which is nice. And, and the other thing about it is he knows the game and uh, he's well spoken. And and you can see that on that comes across on the Fox broadcast and everything. And and when he does it live, you know, he does a good job. Yeah, it uh, it was uh, it's cool to see uh, you guys working well together, and and it's a really neat deal where you watch practice. Although, like, why do they bring in Ralph and Jeff for the last one? You guys can handle it. I think it's a. Uh... Almost like a, a warm-up or a, a warm-up, yeah. um, you know, like a rehearsal a little bit. It's just to get everyone in place and kind of get their rhythm going yeah, and get caught up. You guys can handle it. You guys can handle it. You're fine. Well, we do, and we do sometimes. Well, I, I, oh, do you? Last yeah, time. I, 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 think on the, I think on the other flip side of that, though, it's it's also for ca- camera positioning and stuff and things like that sure. for the Fox show. Yeah. You know, they, they got to rehearse and they got to, you know, because sometimes, uh, you know, one guy might be out and you got a new camera guy and he's not sure what to shoot or whatever. So, uh but, um, yeah, I, I yep. mean, I think that, uh, that they need it. I think it's good. I, I think the fans like it or whatever. And to be honest, it gives me and Daniel a break, man. We're on that show. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's almost four hours. So it gives us a little bit of a break. And we get a chance to, uh, you know, watch other things on the track because we have to talk about what's in front of us on the uh, on the monitor, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it gives us an opportunity to look around. So, um, Daniel, I was telling you before the show, I got my, I did Montreal Supercross with Jim one back in the day, yeah, and uh, so I worked with him a little bit. And also, obviously, I'm in media now, and I and I have co-hosts every week. Different guys sit in that chair, and, and you appreciate a guy who can help you, who can carry you. Uh, although I'm carrying you tonight, Daniel. This I know. Is, this is terrible, I know. But, but, I'm sorry, but but no, for real. How good is it working with Jim? Like I loved it. Uh, I, Wygant, I asked Wygant for some advice. Because I was the play-by-play guy, something right. I'm not familiar with. And Wygant was like, hey, if you got issues, you just throw it to Jim, regroup, think about what you need to say. And and, and I exactly did that. It's, well, it's awesome. And it's funny you say that because you were play-by-play. So in Arena Cross, I'm the analyst. You know, Robbie yeah. Floyd is the yeah. play-by-play. So when I went to Race Day Live, I got thrown into a new role with no prep, no nothing. And I was told the same thing. In fact, Andy Boyer's when he said, he's like, hey, you ever get in a pickle? Send Jim a nice lob because he'll he can carry on an answer for you, so you can kind of regain your composure. Maybe yeah. talk to the producer, right. and I still do that to this day. Whenever the camera zooms in, I'll, I'm give you guys a little secret right now. <laughs> when the camera zooms in on Jim one on one, I'm on the button. I'm talking to Teresa, and I'm going, "Hey," it, and she's guiding me on. Okay, well, we're going to switch. We're going to go to this now instead because you know we have a script we follow. Yeah, yeah. And it gives me a chance. So if I ever get in a pickle, just I Jim. say, "Hey, Jim." <laughs> What do you think about Eli Tomac in that last session? And boom, I got three minutes. So it's like it's the best crutch ever for me in a role where I'm not used to. And now I'm, I'm more comfortable, so I, I, I'm, I'm better in the spot. But those first few, yeah. not only having that ability to have Jim just really can carry something and, and give me a minute to figure things out, but like you said, our chemistry, I, from the first minute with Jim, it was like, I mean, we've gotten better just yeah. because we, we know each other's timing. But day one was smooth. I didn't feel, like, ever awkward. Like, I didn't know yeah, yeah. how – we just felt – I mean, he's like Uncle Jimmy to me. We just yeah. connected, <laughs> like, in one second. And that's made things so easy in a role that I'm not used to. So thanks, Jim. And, thanks for being there for well, us. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that I thought was really cool is I got a chance to connect with Evan, his son, at the yeah. Phoenix Amateur Race. And uh, that was kind of cool, you know, to uh, you know connect with his dad. And I've known his dad. And then here I see the second generation or yeah. third generation of the Blairs racing. And 
that was awesome to go out and do that. And he's he's going to be a good little rider, man. He you can tell he's got uh, the genes. That's for sure. Oh, he's sponsored to the hilt. He gets everything. He's already factory rider, pretty much. Um, Jim, what about you though? Like, are you getting tired of this? You've been do you look between factory racing and racing all over the world and all the things you've accomplished, and you are still going to these things and uh, you know working for the Supercross Live guys. Are you getting burnt out? You love it every weekend. No, I love it. I mean, if I didn't love it and I didn't like it, I wouldn't have watched the Daytona. I wouldn't have watched all that uh, epic drama between uh, Tomac and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cooper Webb. And, you know, unfortunately that we lost a couple guys uh, there with RJ Hampshire and uh, Jimmy Dakotas. But, uh, no, the only thing I get tired of, and, and I kind of altered it, uh, you know, this year, and that's helped out tremendously. I mm-hmm. stayed back uh, in between Tampa and Atlanta. I hung out with Mark Murphy, went up and saw Kevin Atherton, a uh, dirt track friend oh, yeah. of mine, uh, yeah. you guys probably know. And so that that kind of, you know, hey, I don't have to fly all the way to the west and then turn right. around and fly. And the other big thing is I don't take those early flights on, on Sunday morning at 6 o'clock. I can't do those anymore. I'm all about 11 o'clock or noon, and, and that seems to be helping. Oh, I mean, good. my yeah. kids are already gr- grown up, and, you know, I have no reason to be back except for when I have all my Japanese and Indonesians in, but uh, Kinjiro Tuji, he kind of manages that for me now. And so I really don't have to be back early on Sunday. So that's helped. And then Daniel, he knows what I was going through because he, he leaves on Fridays and he hits the ground running hard, you know, mm-hmm. on Friday. And I can't do that anymore. I fly out on Thursday afternoon, get there Thursday night around eight, have a nice dinner, relax. Uh, you know, I'll be 57, uh, you know, this April, so yeah. I guess I'm yeah. getting old, but it, it's working for me. It, it's working for me that, and here's an interesting thing. The weekend off that everybody has Easter, mm-hmm. it's not a weekend off for Jim Holly. I'm on a, I'm on a plane on the uh, 27th heading over to Japan, and I'll be back on the 4th. My wife's uh, birthday's on the 5th, and then the 6th. I'll be up to Seattle. So yeah, yeah I, I just hate those flights. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> staying busy. Uh, let's get let's talk a little series here. Uh, a couple things I want to talk to you about, Jim. Uh, I watched uh, '86 Daytona the other day. You ran third for a while. Uh, ran yeah. fourth for a while. Brock got, Brock got me at the last. I yeah, think I ended up fourth that year. Yeah, um, and certainly you yeah. raced it for a long time. And so there's not a race on the circuit that has changed more than Daytona over the years. It is at night. It is more of a supercross than ever. This year's track was fantastic, but it is not what it used to be. 30, 40 guys on the line. Like I said, you, you sp- scored fourth there. Old Daytona or new Daytona, Jim Son? What do you like better? You, you, you know, I, I'm kind of partial to the old Daytona. Just because it was a, a day race, it was kind of cool. You got a chance to, after go down and experience, uh, you know, the whole concept of bike week. And, and he, here's why I say that, not only for the Supercross. I stayed, Eddie Lawson was a friend of mine. I got a chance to watch him uh, win the Daytona 200. They don't have that anymore. I used to go down there and watch Ronnie Jones and all my dirt track buddies, you know, race, and they don't have that. Supercross is there a week early. So the guys in Supercross, in my opinion today, are, are losing that opportunity to go see some of the other facets of racing. And, and that's why I like it back in that day. Yeah, it uh, it certainly was different for sure. I remember uh, I was still a mechanic at the last time it was held in the day. It was thirty yeah, guys. What year was that? Two thousand three. So I thought because my yeah. first Daytona was four and it was night. Yeah, and I yep. so I don't remember um, the day stuff. And so also too yeah. something something that. Um, well, and one other thing, not yeah. to interrupt you, yeah. Steve, is I remember when Yamaha had the Z spokes. 
and we were blowing up rear wheels because yeah. Gary Bailey designed the track back then, and he had telephone poles in where the whoops were and then put sand over them, <laughs> and we would just come flying in there, lift the front end, and hit the rear wheel, and we were blowing up wheels and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's come a long way. I mean, uh, you know, but uh, I still kind of prefer that old yeah. uh, old school where they, we had a lot of guys on the track, and you got to remember that was a longer track too. I mean, yeah. the lap times were – I think that they were – Man, they were like one forty-five, two minutes or something. It was a long race at Daytona. Super so Cup. something I was confused about with the old Daytona, and this is old, old Daytona. You guys at one time crossed the speedway, the, the pavement. Yes. Where would you we do went. that at, though? Like I, I'm well, looking at the track. I think it was, okay. I think it was the uh, the pit road. You know, when they come off pit road, and then they kind of the road race guys would use that instead of the road race guys running down the front straight, the trioval. They go through that. But instead of going into turn one, they would turn down onto that little road and then take a little chicane, and that's the road we crossed. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was maybe over the Speedway wall or something. I was trying to figure it out. No, 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 um, no, none of that. No. Um, something that Daniel and I were talking about earlier, Jim, like Roxon and Seeley. We lost Hampshire, Dakotas. You mentioned that. Uh, Ferrandis, yeah. Nichols is out. Uh, Bogle is out. Um, just Barsha is out. Barsha, Grant. Like what, yep. Jim, what? What's going on here? Is this just a year that happens? What's happening, in your opinion? I, I think you run into it, you know, periodically. Uh, you, you have, you know, one year guys are, you know, blowing out their knees or whatever, ankles or whatever. But I just think that the motorcycles, I mean, I, I sent Daniel a picture today. I actually went out riding today with some yeah. friends of mine, Bruce Stewart and the guys at LACR. And uh, it, 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 it is, uh, those, those machines are, are gnarly. I mean, it, Travis Preston had the new uh, 2018 Yamaha out at Glen Helen. And I said, hey, man, you mind if I jump on this thing and take it around for a lap? And I come back, and, man, I just can't ride those things to their full potential. And, yeah. I mean, I, the, those guys, the 450 nowadays is just a, it's a wicked motorcycle. I mean, it, yeah. it's just incredible on the, the horsepower and, and just the torque and, and what these guys, and you, you talk about confidence. A guy thinks he can jump anything on yeah, those. Yeah. and. A lot of times you can't, and it's going to come up and bite you. I mean, uh, R.J. Hampshire's thing, he was getting over that, but he just dropped that front end just a little bit, and it clipped there, and mm-hmm. unfortunately the bike tagged him. I heard you guys talk about the uh, the vest and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's good. I, I think that, you know, uh, the, you know, back in the old days, yeah, we didn't have that. We had a full-face, open-face helmets, yeah, choppers yeah. and stuff. I mean, but, you know, the sport's come a long way as far as protective clothing, and you know, Daniel knows as well as I do that, uh, you know, you, you get your little son in it with all the equipment you can because that's where you're going to teach him to, to use all that stuff, and it's going to help later on. But, yeah, I, I just – to answer your question, I just think that the motorcycles are wicked, wicked fast, man. Yeah. I, I know these athletes are in shape to ride yeah. them. But, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I find myself even, you know, scaring myself, you know, sometimes, and I, I just got to back it down and go, wow, man, this thing's incredible. <laughs> right. I think you're right. And, you know, I think JT mentioned it earlier, too. If if you just look at the complete combination of where we're at now, how conditioned they are, the training, I mean, the speed mixed with the bikes. And, and the thing with the 450s, they've always had power, but the power is so much more usable now in kind of a dangerous way. I think you put all that together, and it's it's just gnarlier. It's crazy. And they're doing things that they hadn't done before. It, everything is elevated but yet the bodies haven't gotten stronger. Yeah, yeah. The bones aren't getting 35% stronger as the bikes are. And like I said, these, these manufacturers and these factory teams have found 
a way to make these bikes insane. And for me, the 450 is almost like a 500 two-stroke of old. It, but now the riders can ride them to max potential. And yeah, you Jim, just do that so many laps in so many minutes, it's, it's you know going to jump up and bite these guys. That's a good guys. point, Daniel. Jim, when you raced 500s, and you did certainly many times... Were you, yep. were you, did you ever feel like you were pushing that thing to the limit? Did you have to respect it? Did you feel like the bike rode you more than you rode it? How was it racing at a high, well, high you, level? You, yeah, you, you definitely had to respect the motorcycle. And if you weren't in shape and you could ride the motorcycle, but the minute you stopped and you got a little tired or something, then that motorcycle started riding you, and that's when you start running into problems. Okay. Because if you're not standing up in a certain section that you should be and you're sitting down in the seat, now that shot goes all the way through, and then wham, comes back and rebounds you off, and, you know, you're all in trouble. That's why these guys have to be in shape. But but getting back to the thing, I mean, this past Friday I went riding with uh, Barry Weiss, you know, from Storage Wars. He has got a bunch of old Triumphs and mm-hmm. stuff. They shift opposite the brakes on the opposite side. I rode some of those. And then I rode the bike today, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, look how far these bikes have come from the 60s <laughs> to the to, – and, and to think that these guys, you know, ran across the desert on these big 650 Triumphs, these big old yeah. pigs with – two inches of suspension and they took the lights off and just, I mean, and, and Daniel makes a great point that, yeah, yeah. our bones aren't stronger than they were like 10 years ago, right? 20 yeah, years yeah. ago. I um, mean, watch, watch Anderson ride a bike and tell me he has respect for his dirt bike. He does. He rides yeah. a thing to the limit and the thing, right. how, how, what's the horsepower on those things now? And there's only so much you can do in that stadium yeah. on a bike like that yeah. before it gets you. And then, again, the, ele- the elevation of the competition, Dungey's gone. There's an opening. Guys want to take that opening. And I just think it's, it's gotten it's, – it's like they've gotten – the bikes have gotten too good and the riders have gotten too good. Yep. And no matter how good it is, the sport is going to jump up and get you because yep. well, well, look at it. It's point, insane. Yeah. Case in point would be Tampa. Look at what happened to Sealy with that quad. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't think if he was on a two-stroke 250, he would be trying that. No, no it's absolutely no. going to be a triple and a single. <laughs> but with these powers, and, and you're seeing the other guys do it. I mean, look, you, you, you saw Baggett try it, and he went into the net. Then you saw Hill do it, and he did it perfect. Yeah. You know, and then and then Sealy goes, well, I'm going to pull the trigger and try it, you know, and it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, unfortunate. I, I went and saw Sealy in the <clears> hospital. <throat> I, I wanted to go by because that's another reason. I, I was back in Tampa. I go, I'm going to go by and see him and try to put a smile on his face. He's in a good position. His mom was there and girlfriend. But just unfortunate that, uh, you know, the injuries, they, like we lost him to Supercross and possibly – the outdoors. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he, his contract's up with HRC Honda this year. I mean, what do you do? Do you bring him back the last two nationals when the poor guy hasn't been on a motorcycle yeah. since, uh, you know, early in March? And, and he goes out there and he flounders around in 15th? Yeah. He just dropped his stock, man. No, no, he's not ready. We're not going to put him out there until next year, you know? Right. No, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's get to some phone calls for you, Jim. Uh, first up is Tim. Tim, what's up? What's your, uh, what's your comment to Jim Holly? Hey, it's great to be on air with Jim again. I uh, used to be one of your regular callers when you did the after race show when you did the streaming. Oh, oh yeah, the turn of the century. Yep, yeah, yep. before uh, back when only TV of Supercross it was usually just recorded. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, no. the the point of my call is if if any of you ever heard Jim call a race. It's uh, it's a shame that he's not the guy on TV doing it because uh, I've never heard anybody call a race like Jim does. I mean, yeah. now you you the the race starts 
Um, they go through the first corner. You don't know where any of the big players are if they're buried in the pack. You might hear about halfway through the first lap when Jim was calling a race. You know, you knew where everybody was <laughs> right after they'd gone through the first corner. You know, it, well, I just and, never. And here's the thing, Tim. You, you know why I knew that? A good buddy of mine, Kurt Banky, he was in the United States uh, Army. He got me some sniper. Uh, um, binoculars, and I mean these are good. And Jason Wagon, he'll tell you, I had those binoculars on the whole time, man. I could pick out anything. I could see if a shifter was off, a lever was bent, or what. And I used those actually because Bevo, uh, he had uh, surgery, so I'm going to be doing the spotting for television. And I used that uh, up in the monitor, but that's how I got that. And then the other thing is Daniel and I, we, we're we're qualifying, so I don't get too excited. In qualifying, I mean, I still get excited. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. But when that gate drops and, and, and the main events are on, you can ask Jason Wagon. He had some elbows thrown at him because it's like I was in there and I was moving guys out of the way. You know, that's how excited I get when I call a race yeah. live. You know, and I really right, like uh, right. XM radio and Sirius and and the, the internet all over the world. But unfortunately. Uh, you know, everyone's got Snapchat, not Snapchat, what is that, Daniel? Instagram and, mm-hmm. and Facebook, and they can tweet all that stuff out live. So, uh, but but I enjoy uh, working with Race Day Live and uh, Daniel. And, uh, you know, we got a great staff, Pineapple and Eric, everybody, and Dalton and uh, Dave, our camera guy, everybody. It's just a, a great group we have with Race Day Live. I still feel there's a spot for a webcast, though. I know the TV package has never oh, been abso- better, but I absolutely agree. I think there's I a spot for that. Agree. You know, yeah. it's weird yeah. as you I'd, talk about. I'd rather I'd rather listen to Jim uh, audio than than watch it on TV. I mean, that's how good he was at calling the race. Yeah, no, thanks, Tim. Yeah. Thanks for calling, man. Thank you. You bet. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for Tim. having him on. What were you going to say, Daniel? Uh, I was just going to say, I don't, Jim. I don't remember who you're with. It wasn't Wygant, but I remember in my early part of my career, you had the the webcast, right? Yeah. The, and it's funny because I used I was to listen. Chad, Chad, Chad Damniani. Yes, and I remember. And Alan, and Alan Self. Yeah, when I Alan wasn't Selk was there. When I wasn't there, and it was like an East Coast race, I would listen. Um, and yeah, it was like Jim. Jim had a way of like making you feel like you were there. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. bringing it to oh, life yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and that's hard to do on radio, is you know, because it's just voices. Yep. But um, yeah, I do remember going back and listening to him back, and like being able to visualize just off of what he was saying, right. and that's I, uh, I remember that exactly. Next call for uh, for Jim. Oh, sorry, uh, Paul. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Um, good. How are you, Paul? Yeah, uh, not too bad. So I uh, I remember. Well, first of all, like you just commented with Instagram, I was scrolling through my feed the other day, and I was going through some posts from Akira Narita. And I was thinking about the fact that I would have never even gotten to know Akira, Akira Narita if it wasn't for you. So how did you get involved with the Japanese writers, and how did you get involved with bringing them over? Well, that started a long time ago, um, you know, when I was racing. I uh, On a weekend off when I was a privateer before I was a factory guy, those weekends off, man, I was going to Japan, Hiro Sato and us, we did a lot of uh, schools over there. And uh, I just got in with the Japanese, Mitch Arai from Arai Helmets, you know, got a chance to work with him, and, you know, he sponsored me. So anytime I had a free weekend, I was over in Japan. I had a lot Jeez. of frequent flyer miles <laughs> that year. And yeah. uh, that's how I learned how to speak enough Japanese to get around in the country by myself because I'm sitting on airplanes. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, was, I, I rode jump seat 
coming back across the Pacific. I was waiting in line to get in. The pilot comes up to me and goes, Jim Holly? I said, yeah. Man, I watch you race. I'm a fan. I like it. Oh, oh, cool, man. You're flying the bird tonight? Yeah, yeah. Stewardess comes up and says, and, you know, I'm a young kid, 18, 19 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Holly, oh, the pilot would like to see you up in the cockpit. Yeah. Really? Oh, cool. <laughs> and I rode jump seat all the way across the Pacific, man. It was awesome. <laughs> but, but that's how it started. And then my dad, uh, you know, uh, we, we took some guys to Ponca and, and Loretta's. Not Loretta's, but Ponca City. So that all started. And then... Um, you know, I got with Yamaha Japan. I said, look, they, they wanted to bring over uh, Koji Okorara, Takeshi Koikeda. And then from there, it just snowballed. You know, Akira Narita, Kenjiro Tuji. And, and it's interesting, Kenjiro Tuji, he was, I think he was like 38. And he came to me and he says, oh, Jinza, I want, I have a dream. I go, oh, yeah, what's your dream? He said, I want to ride Supercross. I go, dude, that's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> 38 years old, right? Supercross. Super but he almost made the 40 fastest. But, you know, we worked with him at Milestone. He crashed, hurt his shoulder, missed a couple. But, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just that's how it, it, how it uh, compiled, Paul. Just uh, one thing after another. And like I said, we just uh, – we just sent a bunch of people home, Indonesia, Japan, and that's usually they're over here from December, January, and February, and then they leave in March. Uh, one of the guys broke his collarbone, so he had to leave a little bit earlier. But um, And Akira Narita, he won the national championship in Japan that year for Yamaha. And Yamaha sent him over here for me and uh, worked with him and everything. And, uh, I mean, look, he's 10-time Japanese champion. Also, the new uh, uh, Kei Yamamoto, you know, my dad took him to um, – uh, Ponca City in, in Oklahoma there and stuff, and he won the championship this year in the 450 for oh, cool, yeah. HRC Honda. So it's kind of cool to see guys that you've worked and and you know that they're achieving their goals and they've done a great job. Uh, there you go, man. All right, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate Take it. Take it easy, Paul. Yeah, you've been doing it a long time. There, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, I don't see me quitting anytime soon. I, you know, I enjoy working with Daniel. Like I said, it's just awesome. But it's just the planes, and I, I kind of altered that this year, and I'm I'm having a little fun now again. I mean, I, I always have fun, but I just don't have too much fun on the plane. You can't get away with much on the planes anymore. No, 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 no probably, probably not. Um, <laughs> hey, Jim, I heard you guys talking about my my Polaroid collection. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting it together on the uh, the iCloud. I'm ever to put <laughs> albums together now. He's putting together albums. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got albums. Apple now. will be shutting that down very <laughs> shortly, I'm sure. Um, hey, Jim, uh, what was it like racing Amateur Day at Glendale? Like, uh, look, look, I, you know, you've uh, raced eight thousand Supercrosses in your career, but was it kind of neat to do that again? Did you enjoy it? I, I, I had a great time, to be honest. I mean, except for that last lap when. Uh, <laughs> What, what uh, I was happened? getting past, and well, it, it's Daniel will show you. It, it's on, you know, it, it's what YouTube. It's on the YouTube channel, man. Okay. I overjumped this uh, triple, and I wasn't doing it. I go, you know what? They don't have a fifty class, so I had to ride the uh, forty class. Yeah. I go, all right, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, Ted Campbell, I believe, ended up winning it. And uh, you know, he's forty two, and yeah. he's doing some of the triples, and I wasn't. I, and I was about a second and a half off, but. I'm okay if I get on the podium. Well, I'm, I'm running third. Everything's good. I'm in the main, and I got it. You know, I'm one lap in. I go, yeah, Ted's gone. That guy's second. I'm just gonna hang here. All of a sudden, I forget his name, but he's in the video, number five on a Cowie. God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Great guy. Anyhow, he just sends it right over my head and, and clears me on the trip. I go, damn. So I get him back, and we're battling. We had this great battle, me and him, back and forth, back and forth. And it was the right-hand corner before you get into the whoops, and I left the door open. 
and he went underneath me, and I got him back in the whoops, and the last corner was a left-hander, a little bit of a step-up thing, mm-hmm. and then I just sent it. I, I clicked up to third gear. I don't know what I was doing. I, it was a second-gear <laughs> jump. Hit third, over-jumped this thing. My head goes between my legs, hits the tank, <laughs> feet off the pegs to the finish. I held on to it. I passed. I, I, I got third. He got fourth. And afterwards, we had a great time. But my Japanese guys, they were down there riding also. They go, Jinsan, you always tell us, why Why do you leave the back the door open in that corner for him to get underneath you? I said, because that whole goddamn last lap, I was thinking about the triple, what I'm going to do on it. And I made a mistake and went up high. And then they, then what really got me is I was, I really, you know, almost like kind of jer- got a tear jerk out of me. They said, Jinsan, you still have a fighting spirit. Oh, that's nice. Up, you know? That's I awesome. Said, yeah. I didn't want to give up that podium, man, but I, I just think it's, it's awesome, and I'm, I'm, I hope Feld does more of them. I, I think that uh, yeah. they need that. I, I so, just think it's, it's a great opportunity, and, and it's also great for, you know, me, like uh, Evan Road, and then you get a chance to see Ricky Ryan's kid, Jeremy Ryan. Yeah. He rode Talon Boland's kid rides. You get to see Jet Reynolds, you know, Ryder D. Francisco. You, mm-hmm. you get to see the up-and-coming guys, you know, when they're not – up at Supercross, and there are some good guys that are coming up. Believe me. So, Daniel, this is on YouTube. I need to watch it. Yeah, there's, they have a clip of it, and even oh, uh, you haven't seen it. Oh, uh, I need dude. to watch. Oh, so, and, yeah. and Ralph oh. and Jeff did a, a voiceover on it. Oh, they did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh this is great. And, and it's funny because I was listening to them when they were doing. Jim didn't know this, but we were listening to them do it, and they were doing a couple trial runs at it. Yeah. And um, the first one they did, Ralph and Jeff. Jeff's bagging on Jim and yeah he's a he's a little his timing's off and and the TV crew is like can you guys do another one and Jeff can you taper it down a little bit and so then he did like the perfect one where it was like he was poking at Jim but it was all good but I was listening to him and the first one was gnarly they were like and the gate goes down and yeah Jim's reaction's not what it used to be and and yeah but he he dude I was a little concerned man I told you Jim I said don't get carried away I mean we got a job to do the next week and then, sure enough, yeah. the video comes out, and I'm like, dude, he, ohm, I mean, <laughs> close, I mean, a little, little shorter, long, and he could have whisked it up the finish it, it, and been done. Oh. If I hadn't been as strong as I had and had the experience that I have, oh. yeah. yeah, that would have been ugly. I, oh. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have made race day live the next race. Yeah, I can guarantee what? you that. But how much? Yeah, it was just something that got to me. I just, uh, you know, I, I wanted to. And here's the other thing: it was a stock YZ450 yep. stock suspension. 60 hours on it, yeah. no whole shot device on it, just a stock bike right out yeah, of the crate. Yeah. Just, hey, let's just bring that bike down there. But I made the mistake. I watched all my Japanese and helped them at Anaheim, right? Uh-huh. And the track was easy. I go, man, I can do this. <laughs> bring my bike down to, down to Phoenix. I'm going to ride Phoenix. Well, all the A guys were complaining how easy the track was because you can get points yep. to uh, get your yeah. Supercross license. Yep. So they stepped it up and yep. they made it a little harder. And I just went, oh man, no. this, yeah, man. I didn't bite. I didn't. This, I might have bit off a little bit more than I can chew on this one. But I just said, I'm cool. I'm just gonna double single. But when that guy passed me every lap over, God, I'm, Michael was his name. Mike was his name, and he was from Arizona. Great guy. But he passed me every lap there, yeah. and I just, I'd get him back, and he'd get me back, and it's just a great battle. And just to get that experience again. And somebody asked me, they said, Hey, when's the last time you were on a, 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 a Supercross track? I said, you know, I got to go back to 1998. Me and John Michelle Bale in uh, Tokyo, Japan, Chiba Marine Stadium. We introduced the YZ400. Uh huh. And I Jeez. said, that's the last time I was on a Supercross track. The last time I rode a motorcycle, 
June, the Baja 500. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, riding Baja is a lot different. Than, and I told 2G and all my guys, you say, and, and Kai and Yuki and everybody, yeah, I got to ride a little bit if I'm going to ride. Uh, but I got busy with other things, and I didn't even ride the week before. Like I said, June you was the last time I was on a motorcycle. <laughs> so if I do it again next year, I am going to ride before. And I am gonna, and I am gonna, uh, I am gonna try not a full blown supercross, but you know, I'm gonna hit yeah. a few doubles and get my timing down and everything. I'm, I'm good in shape. I mean, I'm a diabetic, so I ride a bicycle, you know, five days a week up in the hills. So I'm, I'm good that way. Yeah, but we, uh, you, you need seat time. We gotta get rollerball out and gym out to one last race, one last like grudge race, you know, <laughs> winner take all. Finally, we decide. Finally, we decide who is better. Right, because wasn't I asking Jim that a couple weeks ago? You were. On the show? Thank, and thank you, Daniel, for that, throwing it out. Yeah. Yeah, Jim, you don't even know that. So, do you remember that like a week or two ago when Atlanta. I was asking you about Atlanta. rollerball? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Steve's at home watching Race Day Live, and he's texting me, ask about rollerball. Ask about rollerball. And I'm kind of ignoring him. <laughs> ask about rollerball. And finally, I'm like, hey, Jim, who is better? You're a rollerball. And you kind of like barely answered, and then I'm like, Steve's like, no, get him to answer. And so yeah, I said it again, right. Jim. So who was better? And it's funny because you even were a little cut, like, what are you asking me this for? But <laughs> why, why are you I, bringing up rollerball all of a sudden? <laughs> and uh, that well, Steve was responsible. I'm get a text or something from the, the higher up saying, what are you talking about old 1980s stuff for? You know, we got to talk about current stuff. But I can tell you this about me and rollerball. Me and rollerball, if you passed us, we're coming back after you. <laughs> yes, you were. We're not. Yes, gonna, we're not going to. We're not going to let. We're not going to give up because you got to earn that. And and just passing us once, you got to pay. If you pass us five times, I don't care. We're going to pass you again for the sixth time. Yeah. you got to earn it. And that's what I get frustrated about. Like you know, I I love Christian Craig. I you know Mike Craig. I, I knew Mike, his dad, and everything. And I love Christian, but it just seems like when Christian gets passed, man, I don't see him go back after those guys. And I think if he went back after him, they would earn a little bit more respect for him and go, "Wow, yeah. he's just not a pushover." Yeah, they kind of, they kind of, uh, they kind of know what they're going to get with him, right? Yeah. A little bit is what you're saying, right? right. Once, once they pass, they know he's not going to come underneath and push yeah. him out or anything, right? You know, and I don't know if that's a, a mental thing, if it's a fitness thing. Hey, you know, but he, he, his starts are on point. He, he's great. You know, the first half of the race or three quarters of the way, it's just that last little bit. But I would just like to see Christian Craig. And I, I was going to talk to him this weekend if I see him. Uh, I was going to say, "Hey, man, when those guys pass you, go back after them, man. Don't, 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 don't be a pushover. Yeah. Go back after them." You know. Absolutely. Well, hey, Jim, you're a legend. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, good, oh, it's always a pleasure. It, we got to get you in studio for a whole show. We got we've been working on that. We've been missing each other, but we got to yeah, get that. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. How's my girlfriend doing? Your wife? She's all right? fine. All right, just <laughs> you stay away from her. You stay away from her, Jim. Pookie, come up here. He, he goes and brings her some wine one one year. Brought her some wine. puts her puts his arm around her. And you know, Daniel, I'm scared. Like I'm just like this is. It's gonna end, not gonna end well for me. Hey, I brought my mom. Well, that, to it. But I brought it up for her and also Alan Brown's wife. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I and know. Up in the press box in Vegas, I just you know. Yeah, no, Jim, she's good. You stay away from her. Hey, when I was in Oakland, right. Jim asked me, "Hey, Daniel, get your mom on the phone. I want to talk to her." <laughs> and I did. I, I I called her and I gave the phone, and Jim. He was oh, he was yeah, as charming no, as ever. Stay. <laughs> I was a gentleman though. He was a gentleman, but <laughs> hey, a, but a charming Holly, gentleman. Gentleman Jim Holly. Yeah, you, you know? were gentleman. Yeah, you were gentleman Jim Holly. Yeah, Absolutely, I was gentleman Jim. So, um, anyhow, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll see you this weekend in St. Louis, Jim. Thank you for your time. We'll be there. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye.
legend. The best. The I'm best. telling you, he's it's just a, he's a he's a really interesting, smart, clever, funny guy. Clever is the word. You know what's yeah. weird is like how we just now blackballed from Eli Tomac. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jim asks questions too. He's not afraid no, to get no. in there and ask questions. No, he's not. And they allow it, respect it. They don't even blink with him because they know it's. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. not like he's not poking. He's just doing his job, and yeah. he's Jim. He's authentic. Yeah. And I've seen some of our little segment videos that he does on press day. He'll ask questions, and we'll get these little pieces. And he'll be like, hey, wait till you see this one. I got one with Eli. Watch this. And he'll ask Eli, like, yeah. <laughs> a tough question, and Eli just rips it out. No problem. It's like Jim has the magic, man. He's yeah. like, he can get away with asking those questions. Absolutely. Uh, before we go to commercial break here, we'll take another phone call. Dark side. What's up, man? I had to call in my boy Daniel Blair in the house. Hey, when you are when you are at a heavy metal concert and you are rocking <laughs> out, like I mean rocking okay. out. So th- you mean I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the crowd, Daniel Blair and main events on stage. Yeah, <laughs> and you're rocking out. Does your pony hit people? Yes. Oh no, the pony it's it's full it's completely out of the ponytail in the concert. Oh, oh it's, it's no pony. Oh, it's no pony. Yeah. No pony for no concerts. Pony. Oh no, no, no. Okay. All right, because I was thinking you were banging your head, which is totally acceptable for the music that you like and everything else. And then, you know, I would think it would swing around and hit somebody in the head. No, it's straight Sebastian Bach, dude. Sebastian Bach. Yeah, Sebastian Just going out. Yeah, yeah. It definitely hits people, but, I mean, their hair's probably hitting me, too. So, you know. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, um, I did a sound check, by the way, uh, Dark Side, with uh, with Zacco. Yeah, I got that from Patreon. Okay. I saw that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, dude. I, I, uh... Yeah, I'm ready to do one. What are you going to do one with me, man? Just be all like death metal over and over. Just no, death metal. not. But there'll be some Van Halen can, hey, in there, can, can you believe, yeah, the DLR, Halen? No, no, I'm a Sammy guy. Don't you remember me defending you? Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, guy. you're a Sammy Chicken guy. Can yeah, you believe, yeah. Hey, how about JT not knowing who Vinnie Paul was? <laughs> well, yeah, he he said he knew who the band was. He knew Pantera. He just didn't know their names. That's, you know, but him not knowing who Dimebag is was... More surprising. He didn't know who Dimebag was either. I don't think he did. I don't. He didn't know he had gotten murdered on stage. He didn't know any of that. Wow. Um, Anyways, Darkside, what's up, buddy? Uh, Well, I was going to ask about uh, uh, Austin Fortner and. uh, Hey, wait, wait! Before before we go, how long? How long did it take you to grow? When's the last time you got a haircut? Uh, I get it trimmed like. No, no, no! When's the time you got a cut? Like, like the length? How long is this? Oh, shit. I cut 20 inches off about three years ago and donated it to Locks of Love when I uh, I broke my humerus and I couldn't reach back to put it in a ponytail. So I cut a bunch of it off. But that was probably it, it was, uh, that was more than that, even four or five years ago. 20 inches off. Yeah. Dang. Yep. It was like above my shoulders at that time. Okay. All right. What do you want to talk oh, yeah. about? I, I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, man, you know, like Austin and uh, Zacho, they've been having... You know, a little bit of heat. They're tied in points. Yeah. Zach, Zach has probably been a little faster, but made some mistakes. You think he's going to overcome that maybe? And uh, I, I do. Or is it going to bother him? I okay. do. I mean, obviously, Zacho is a friend of the show, and, and we love Zacho. Yeah. I do think Zacho's faster, and I think if he can get the start, I think he's in phenomenal shape. I like Zacho to, to, to take off with it. But, I, but like you said, he can't, uh, he can't keep making mistakes, you know? Yeah, it's been kind of interesting. Like, you know, but he did that last year a couple of times and he even yeah. held up the finals, you know. So yeah. I was just curious, you know, Austin's uh Austin's a buddy and he's uh he's kind of on fire right now. Oh, yeah. but, well, also but, too, but, like 
don't forget, like we're losing guys right now. Like Ferrandis yeah. and RJ and Dakotas and Nichols could all get in between these guys, but right now they're yeah, gone. Yeah, and I think that's the dynamic. I, I because there's not as many. I think there's like five. I mean, Martin and Davos are probably the other two guys in that little five pack. It's going to be a lot of one on one, and that's going to be kind of cool. Now that Smith's in this little pack, yeah, they're going to all go at it here. A bunch of times because there's not going to be those guys to get in the way. I think if Zach gets a 10th place start, he can get into that front group quicker. So I I like the storylines because different guys have different you know backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Zach's your champ. He's a he's he won it. Austin's this yep. young kid who just you know is coming in and all spicy. Smith is now. I mean, there's a little storyline brewing here, and I, I think it's honestly going to come down maybe these two showdowns. That that be might be where yeah. one of these guys gets a nice little gap and kind of gets safe. But for the most part, yep. I think we're going to see a lot of these guys go at it because there aren't as many guys to get in the middle of it. So, yeah. I, 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 it's as much as we're losing guys, the storyline at the very top is getting actually better every yeah. week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The whole series, four fifty and two fifty, has been pretty it's, great this year, even kind of, with the guys we're losing. So that's the kind of analysis you get on Main Event Moto. By the way, that's everybody, right. tune in every week. <laughs> MainEventMoto.com. Hey, Main Event Moto is great. Yep. Uh, anything else, Thanks. Doug? Said? Yeah, let me give a shout-out real quick. My my producer, TJ, his son, Doc, rode at the Amateur Day this weekend and uh, won one of his classes. So just shout-out to Doc Smith. He's an upcoming uh, 250-450 kid. He's flying. So, yeah, just want to give him a shout-out. All right, Dark Side. <laughs> Sorry, man. I know you don't like that. <laughs> Got to give a little love to my boy. Yeah, great job winning the Amateur kid uh, Race, kid. Great, 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 great work. All right. Thanks, Dark Side. <laughs> right, Thank see you. See you. Jason, what's up, man? How are you? Jason. Yeah, what's up, Steve? What up? <laughs> hey, man, I've been calling uh, the past few weeks, and I listen to the show all the time, man. And uh, I I just wanted to know what's up with this beef with Ricky, bro. I hear you talking about it all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Pope Nation wants to know what what's up with that. You guys yeah, he's, go down with you guys? or No, I don't really know. I've talked about this a lot. He doesn't like me. I'm not a fan of him. He, I don't really know what happened. At some point, he didn't like what I wrote or talked about. Um, I didn't and, know if it was and, before, and, you know, you got four titles, he's got 15. I no, no, nothing, so. nothing about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. At one time, we were fine. We were good. Uh, it was no issues between us. We talked. I went to his house back in the day. But somewhere along the line, I wrote or said something that he didn't like, and and he put me on blast, sort of like, not publicly, but like with mutual yeah, friends, you know? And yeah. and he even did a couple of shitty things that I felt were a little underneath what he should do if you don't like what I write, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. so I kind of just let him have it a little bit from there. Like, I I just, I'm not, hap- no, I'm not a fan of his sort of character of things. And truthfully, no, I, though, if, I, if he I, wanted to talk I, about I stuff I, right now, I, I would talk to him. I'm not like, I'm, I'm not like I'm F you. I hope you die. But I just, I, no, I felt like he sure. went, he went a little bit beyond stuff with, with talking about how he hates me. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. So. I hear you, man. I mean, he is the crown jewel of American motocross. He is. But, uh, he's the goat. You know, just ask him. He, uh, I, I do think he's, you know, maybe hurting his legacy a little bit on, you know, on TV with the broadcasting. What do you? Yeah, what do you I, honestly, I mean, look, uh, I don't think he's very good. I've said that. I don't. I think. I think Jeff is good. Ralph's good. You know they they can Daniel work better. Daniel Bear sucks. He's terrible. But <laughs> uh, Ricky Ricky is not good. He, he's, he I just yeah. I'm sorry. He's not. And, and sure. you know he's an all time great motocrosser, obviously. But uh, 
But you know what? His name is there, and he's got the name, and he sells it, and and so you know, good good on him. But um, I, I I I wonder sometimes. I'm just like, wow, this guy. I don't know if, how much he follows the sport. To be honest, I don't know if he's like. Do you think he reads Racer Extra in the week at all? I I, I don't think so. No. I don't think he actually does homework. You know, not so, your articles. Right. Yeah, definitely not my articles. Um, but but so, shifting gears real quick, uh, I told Marks, you know. He's a valuable asset to Pulp Nation, man. He can write code in different languages, man. You know, he could get a job out here and in the valley easily out here. You know, oh, and so yeah. oh, yeah. so this is he recruitment. Said, yeah, Marks, said, your brother's on the phone. Your, your brother's on the <laughs> yeah. phone. He, he says great work things about your dad is also on there. I think. I Wrap it up because no, that's hey, an expensive but, uh, phone call. Yeah. I'm paying by the minute. Right. <laughs> now, Jason, th- thank you. I appreciate. It. Do you play Pulp Fantasy too? Uh, no, but listen, uh, I met this kid this weekend. Uh, his name's Bjorn Vinny, and uh, he's a Canadian rider down here in the Bay Area. Yep. Just shredding, man. You might want to keep an eye on this kid. I know you're always yeah, looking out for Canadian. Uh, I like up that. And coming yeah. Up the, yeah, that's what I figured. I, I hit up Pope Nation on, uh, on Instagram. Cool, man. And, well, uh, check it out, man. All right, thanks for Watch the call. Watch out for this kid. I will. Bye, thank, thank you for yeah. calling. Appreciate it. You know this Canadian kid? Yeah, he uh, jumped over my son on Saturday a couple times. Did you, did you yell at him then? No, he kind of he spotted it pretty good. I actually was a little concerned, but he <laughs> saw he 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 sized it up good. But no, he's um, there's two of them, so I don't know. I'm talking about the right one, but the younger one that's on like a TM, he shreds. He's a little dude on like an eighty or a super mini, and he's he was I saw him on Saturday. He was ripping. Question for Daniel Blair Morgan. What's up? What's your question for Daniel Blair? My question for Daniel Blair is, uh, hey, how are the Nets treating you? Yeah, what are those Nets? How are they treating me? <laughs> he hates the fact that I've innovated those Nets. He just drives them crazy. I know he, he, and he can't and sleep at night. Uh, Supercross Live, and he was like, I don't want to give – I was waiting to the last minute as possible to give Steve Mathis credit for those Nets. That's why I wanted to call and ask how those Nets were doing. Yeah, I, they seem to be fine. I mean, they're innovative. Still, they're so, so amazing, bitter right dude. now. He is so I mean, bitter. Think about if they had one at Daytona. It would have uh, so saved Marvin's life. Right so, yeah, he's, he great. doesn't give a shit about riders' safety like I they're do. Great. He doesn't give a shit about them. He's happy hey, they're all hurt. All that Matthews cared about was rider safety. Right. Oh, I right. Care. Yep. Right. So when the rider yep. flies into the net and then his bike comes down on top yep. of him because the bike had nowhere to go, yeah, that'll, you be, know that'll be great. You know great it. Great idea. Thanks. All that Matthews cared about was rider safety, and it saved Blake Baggett's life. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you. Yep. Main Event Moto doesn't care about safety like like Pulp Mech Show. Nope. Or privateers. Or privateers. Yes, Hate exactly. Them. Thanks, Morgan. That's right. All right, everybody. We're going to commercial break here on the show. Come back with Daniel Blair. We've got a few more segments to do. We've got some more talking to do. Remember, Main Event Moto hates privateers and hates rider safety. All right, right back back after this. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours 
Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You are bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. 
If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Race Tech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Race Tech products are made in the USA. Race Tech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Race Tech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yeah. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then fuck you. I'm lost in For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. 
You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, GasGas, and TM. 
from the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 
29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Daniel Blair was in studio, I believe. So this is for Travis Pastrana's new movie? Yeah, so he's got another Action Heroes film coming out. And um, we gave him some songs for the first one, and he loved it. So I hit him up and said, you want more? And he's like, oh, yeah. So me and my brother went in the studio and knocked out uh, three more songs or two more songs for him, and then he's using an old, old one. And, um, nice, yeah, good. we just got done with that. It just released. It was supposed to be up on iTunes now, last week, but okay. they're idiots, so it's oh, not out yet. So uh, I was going to say, can you buy it yet? And you can't. Yeah, but not yet. It'll so, be on iTunes like any minute. I'm, wait, I'm uh, like, under, waiting. Under the Pastrana thing? Soundtrack? Or under, no, it'll under, be under ours. Under, okay, under Main event. Yeah, yeah. We, we released another EP. Um, so if you have Spotify, you can check it out there. Just look up Main Event, and then the EP is called Games and Flicks, because two of the songs are on the MX First ATV game, and then two of the songs are on Pastrana's new flick. So we called it Games and Flicks. Is this so, the new ATV game? The new one that's coming out like yeah, any day now. Okay. They, they didn't contact me for Pulp MX Tough Blocks again. So I'm very or bitter. Annette. I'm very bitter. Or, or Annette. Annette. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Blair here on the show, uh, Main Event Moto. Uh, Race Day Live, uh, Eagle Grit, uh, Main Event uh, Band, Arena Cross TV. When's that starting? I haven't seen that. My DVR. Arena Cross TV? Yeah. We're Should my DVR have been picking that all yeah, up? Yeah, bro. We're six in, man. Oh, are you Are you the week after? Yeah, every week. What the fuck is up with my DVR? Dude. I used to get all the shows. I yeah. thought for sure you would be watching it live as it comes on, no. checking on me, no. seeing no. how no. I'm no, doing. Not, not oh, okay. I, well, I, great. I really feel like Arena Cross has lost its luster, and I, I, I've said it over and over. They were dumb for taking it out of November. They were dumb for making it just uh, one class. There's so many ways to fix Arena Cross. Uh, I could help them with that, but uh, it, I don't know what's going on with that. I know Daniel Blair can't say anything I can publicly, speak. What are you but I just about? I can I, speak. I just feel like that's a really cool series that's really lost its identity. Well, but then the 
But then the argument is, is the live attendance has been off the hook, man. Has they, it? They, yeah. Okay. I mean, they'll go to a weird city here or there that yeah. maybe isn't used to it. But yeah. generally dude, speaking, four or yeah. five of the six this year have been like insane. So I, and the rider turnouts are still good. Amateur day is crushing. So maybe from the outside looking yeah. in, yeah. but there, they're, it's okay. still crushing. So, right. uh, and they're, they're getting ready to have this weekend. They come back, have one more round and then they start that, the playoff, the five round runoff. And so um, it's about to get wild. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, official gear of Evan Blair. Race tech suspension and engines, Vortex Racing. Uh, also to Vortex Racing, email Jake at Vortex Racing. Um, same truckets, Justin Barsha, Cooper, we- Cooper Webb use, uh, V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. Uh, if you want a deal for anything Vortex gearing-wise, a chain as well, they got a great chain, VortexRacing.com, email Jake there, and uh, mention Pulp of Mexico for a hell of a discount from the folks at Vortex Racing. Uh, like I said, Factory Yamaha uses it, so probably you should too. Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5. You know what? The guys at Michelin, they've been great to us all year for a couple of years now. And uh, we've been giving away on Pulp Fantasy a set of Michelin Starcross 5s. Giving them away here and there on this show. Uh, Michelin Starcross Fires, pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions or terrain. Hard, medium, softer sand, you know the drill. Redesigned casing, more aggressive self-cleaning tread design. The casing incorporates stronger, higher-density materials that reduce weight. An average of 10% compared to the previous generation. Comfort casing technology as well on these things. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5, a couple of people that uh, I've ridden with them, uh, Pulp listeners, uh, they said, although they're sponsored by another company, they can't wait to go back to Starcross 5s. Hands down the best tire I've ever ridden. Uh, Also, I just got off Dunlops and switched to Starcross 5s. They're like Velcro. Wow, what a difference. MichelinMotorcycle.com for more info. Whether you own a cruiser, sport bike, sport touring, adventure touring, scooter, Michelin's got a tire to enhance your riding experience. Thanks to the folks at Michelin. Um, also to Maxima USA, FMF, Daniel, they've been behind you forever, even oh, when yeah. you were racing. Yep, and now with my son, same thing. Uh, great company, great guys. Works Connection, NorCal. I mean NorCal. Oh, yeah. I have Works Connection guy. I, we're, we're fam back in the NorCal. We all uh, stick together. Love those guys in Works Connection. So many riders and teams use their uh, uh, clutch perch, use their start device, uh, their stands as well. Seems like everywhere you look, Works Connection is involved in the industry from going back to Lammy days. You weren't even around in the Lammy oh, days. Lammy's been knocked out at my house before. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Him and Talon Volen both. When I was first getting into Supercross, they were in their prime, maybe later prime. And, yeah, they would come ride my Supercross track. Atlas Neck Brace, official neck brace of Evan uh, Blair. Yep. Check out the youth model. We had Newf on the show a little while ago. Ryan and AtlasBrace.com. If you want to know uh, more questions about Atlas, please just email the Newf. Uh, good guy. He's going to Calgary for round two of the Canadian Rockstar Series. Any of you that know Newf, just next time you see him, ask him. Take his shirt off. He'll do it. He'll do it right there. Guts Racing, another NorCal company. Uh, RCH guys used Guts Racing to win a championship a few years ago. Right now, Jason Anderson and Zach Osborne running Guts uh, seat covers and foams. Lightweight Phantom uh, seat foams. Guts Racing. Good people down there. Get data. A works part for your production machine. That little orange box on the front fender. Maybe that's all your kid's missing. One of those Get, get Yeah, systems. I've been thinking about it, and I think that's it. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. And I think that's it. That, that's actually it. Well, it's sixty-five. I, I felt like it needs a it needs a get on it, and that would fix all the issues that are going on right now. Absolutely, in the, in the Evan Blair career. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Paul, what's happening, man? How are you? Well, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. What's going on? So, I just had a bit of a a story. Um, so, you guys were talking about how Christian Craig earlier uh, was not very aggressive. People could pass him. They, you know, yeah. they know he's not coming back on him. Yeah. Um, Ten years ago, <laughs> rolling back in the archives, 
I was back at uh, I was sitting at World of Mini, uh, you know, the Amateur National, just hanging out, and I heard over the PA system that the late Irv Braun was interview was interviewing Mike Craig, and he was asking, Irv Braun was asking about Christian, and Mike Craig said that Christian would never make it as a pro because he was not aggressive enough. I mean, literally over the PA system at the track while Christian was there saying that Christian would never make it as a pro because he was not aggressive enough. He wouldn't, he, he yeah. could not make it because okay. he, All right. just, he could not be mean or aggressive. Okay. Enough. And it just, yeah. it, it just struck a chord with me when you guys were talking about how guys pass him and they know he's not going to come back. But I mean, we know that he can be obviously with what he, what happened with Alex last year, but yeah. Um, so I, I, I just kind of a funny story that came to mind. I I don't mean to be too controversial on your show because I know you're not the controversial type. No, main no. event moto uh, is. That's one main event moto is the one where you got yep. to go to yep. right, shit right. on everybody. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, anyway, it's interesting. Yeah. Great no, story. Yeah. It's a cool, cool story. Thanks for the call. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Christian uh, has that reputation, and uh, you know, it kind of happens. Um, Rebecca, you have a question for Daniel Blair. Hi. Um, Hi. First of all, first-time caller. I'm calling from Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm a huge, huge show of the fan and Privateer Island pod. Thank you. Um, I have a question for uh, Daniel Blair. I really like the Where Are They Now segment that they did on Racers X. I believe I tweeted you about it. Um, huge fan of you. But um, my question for Daniel Blair is, what advice do you have for someone who wants to get a job in the Supercross industry? I'm currently a marketing major at NAU and I'm hoping to work in the supercross industry after I graduate. So hmm. what advice would you have for someone like me who possibly wants to get, let's say, maybe an internship or just like Hold on, that Rebecca. Kind of why, like, why, would, why would you ask Daniel Blair yeah. and not me? What, what, what made you think Daniel? I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just, I want to know the mindset where you're like, not that idiot, but I need to talk to Daniel Blair. I can this. answer that for you, Steve. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Because she's well, never listened. First of all, she's... Um, Daniel works alongside one of my favorite people in the industry who I know really well, Jim Hawley, who I have to go back and listen to because I just got off the off of work. Mm -hmm. But I, Daniel holds this level of professionalism on TV and seeing him announce. I mean, it just blows me away every week. And his vast knowledge, you too, Matt, is like, because of math is I've gotten really into Supercross and Pulp MX. No, let's just keep it on me, actually. Let's, yeah, let's no, yeah. Take focus, a, uh, let's suck, on, suck on that, Blair. Let's, uh, let's because just, of me. Nope, let's just talk about me. Keep going. We're good. Professionalism. Yeah. My middle name is Professionalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have yet to meet you, though, Matthews. I haven't met you in person. Blair I'm trying can't to even, get X to give me that hookup, though. Blair can't even speak about, about professionalism. That, that joke was... I'm speechless. Right, right. <laughs> oh, God. My middle name should be professionalism. All right, go ahead, Daniel. Help Rebecca out. The problem is I'm going to have to steer it over to Steve because my job in the industry was a not typical... It was a timing slash X racing kind of thing. So... I don't. I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, what do you want to do? For one, what do you what do you well, want to do? She's a marketing in the major, okay. so she wants to work with a yeah, race I'm team. Yeah, I'm currently. My goal is to do like social media marketing, that. But what I currently do, actually, I kind of like run my own blog thing where I post like weekly articles on the races. Like, I really like writing, and I've been kind of combining that with Supercross. So I don't know. <laughs> You know what you said? You said it really uh, good earlier, Rebecca. Internship. You know, that's I've I worked as. 
when I started as a mechanic, I worked for free for a couple of weeks. Like I just was like, Hey, I want this chance. I want to prove myself. And for a couple of weeks, yeah. I, I didn't get paid. And then it eventually worked. And here I am, you know, now. So I really like what you, your attitude about that part an internship. So there are ways to get them there out there. There are agencies that, that, that work with the teams and the riders. Uh, there are teams that employ inside PR people and, and, and marketing people. Um, you know, so KTM, I would look at KTM. They're a growing company, Husqvarna as well. And kind of, you know, you have the schooling, you have the resume. Guess what? That puts you ahead of 80% of the people in this industry. Because most of oh, us are wow. just morons, like me and Blair. Mm-hmm. I got high school, Blair. What do you got? High school. High school. Okay. So you're already ahead of us. Marks, you got nothing? What do you got, Marks? Nothing. Nothing. Mark's got nothing. So Rebecca, yep. and, and there's there's a Bassett by my feet. He's got nothing either. So Rebecca, you are now more schooled than the four of us in this room. Um, so exactly, internship. Yeah. Uh, KTM's in Temecula. You know, you're going to have to move. K- Kawasaki's in Irvine. Honda's in Torrance. Uh, you, you have to move yeah, to Southern California. Yeah, I'm from California. Los Angeles. Right. Okay, yeah. So, Flagstaff. Well, you said Flagstaff. It's not really popping That's where industry. I currently live and go to school. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so you got to go back to California and, and certainly look at an internship and Work your balls off. I mean, work your vagina off, and like you'll yeah. you'll, you'll get somewhere. But you got to be willing to work. And, and I like the fact that you said internship. That, that's a good thing. I think yeah. it's Flagstaff's not far from Vegas. I think Pulpamex could use a little help. So you know, especially in the marketing, they're struggling in that department. I think you should work for Steve. Steve, let's make that happen right now on the spot. Intern. You should start a Snapchat account, Steve. Like, oh, I got, oh I got a Snapchat. Believe you me, Rebecca. <laughs> So is this going to happen now? I no, mean, no. Um, um, no, you know what though? Okay. With, with, in 2018, with all the ways of social media, like you just said, uh, Facebook and all the Instagram and everything else, I feel like like this is getting really important, important stuff to all these race teams and their fi- and, and sponsors and companies, and they're finally getting onto that. You yeah. know, so mm-hmm. you, I think you're on the right track. That's kind of what you want to do, um, and and work. And you know, you know, you can, you can even work with a company like a, a Fox or a Thor and and market that kind yeah, of stuff. That's you know, true. so if you know, like I said, schooling's number one, man. That's really good. And then if you were willing to be an intern, that's really good too. So, yeah. And, and like am you... I allowed to ask one more question? Mm, Marks? No, it's all good. Sure. Oh, no. Oh, Tra- Travis, said, Travis yep. said you can. Go ahead. Okay. Um, and then I have a question for Masses. I've been, uh, I think we need to do a privateer island reunion pod of A Ray and Cade Clayson. Yeah, I know. They've been both on me about that because Kate is back now. Kate is racing. Yeah, He's a super, I saw that. super massive drug cheat, but because they don't have that up in Canada, <laughs> he's now allowed to race. So, um, yeah, you know what? I agree. Let's do that, Rebecca, down the road for sure. Um, I want to hear from yeah. both those guys. I was uh, I was texting with both of them today. So, Oh, cool. Well, thank you for your time, uh, Pulp Nation, for sure. Member now for yeah. about a year now. Thank you oh, for no problem. Thanks everything. For, yeah, I know. We, uh, we have fun. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. I'm always surprised when we have women listeners because just because of who we are. Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> to make a bigger impact in the sport and encourage more women because yeah. there's some pretty strong ones in the industry already. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks. Have a great rest of your Thank night. You. Bye. Appreciate it. What a nice caller she was. Polite, Smart. succinct, on the mark. Yeah, if someone mm-hmm. like that wants to ask another question, I'm all for it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just checking. Uh, race tech suspension. Use the code PulpMX uh, when you're checking out PulpMX18 uh, to save with Race Tech Suspension Motor Services. The Hep Suzuki team depends on that. Uh, Matt Bichelia was using Race Tech Suspension before he got hurt, and uh, not not due to suspension issues, by the way. Um, Great radio. And Racetech.com, please get your bike sprung, get your weight, get the, the, the bike working for your speed and or weight. 
and Racetech.com can help you out. Uh, basically, the, what I want to rant about uh, in, on the Racetech rant is Daniel Blair, the man to my right here. Now what? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say his podcast is shitty or his Eagle Grid is shitty because all that's good. It's all great stuff. What I want to talk about is he's being underused by the TV show, people. He is being <laughs> underused. He's great. He comes on the TV. Yes, he's sitting right here, and it seems like I'm blowing him, but it's a fantastic each and every time you're on TV, Daniel. I don't know why they don't want to use you more or, or get you more. <laughs> I mean, I know they kind of moved away from the three-man booth, but could they try it again? Because Ricky's got you know so many races on lock. And they love him, but please, Supercross producers, Bondo, Bondo, <laughs> grab Blair and use him more. People have spoken online. Be- Marks, have people not spoken on our Twitter account? Oh, yes. People yes. have spoken on our Twitter account? Loudly. People have spoken on Vital. They want more Daniel Blair in the booth on TV. I want to see your fat face right on my TV each and every Saturday night, Daniel Blair. More of it. More Daniel Blair. Give me more Daniel Blair. First off, I'm blown away. That you are giving me this much of a compliment. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. More Daniel uh, Blair. Number two is uh, baby steps. We're getting there. I, I get to do nine rounds this year. Dude, you're, Last year you're good. You're good, though. Like, any, like, I hate to say it. Your podcast sucks, for sure, and Eagle Grit sucks, and Arena Cross TV sucks, but... Like, fuck off. You, you just, you're really good. You offer a really interesting, gracious perspective. Well, I appreciate that. And, I mean... I, I can tell you right now, I love it. I love what I'm doing, and maybe that's a little bit of why I am kind of getting this re- reception. And I think people can see that I'm pretty passionate about it. Whenever I have a chance, I, I, I bring everything I got. You, you know, know what? I, I, I really like. You know it. what I like about you too is I see your tweets. You get a lot of hey, Jeff, Ralph, and Ricky suck balls, <laughs> and, and Daniel, you're the greatest, and, and 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 you never retweet those or or deal with those, and I like that because I get the same thing. DMXS sucks, Mathis. You guys rule, or main event sucks. You rule, and I'm not going to retweet those like, yeah. because I don't want to do that. You, you know what? It's cool. You think I'm the best. The show is the best, but I don't like. I'm not going to do that to bring other dudes down. Right. Well, and so, for me, it's, so good job on you I, not doing. Well, that. I, I mean, because you, I mean, you're not making them say it. So. No, no, no. And the, and the thing is, unless is, are uh, you or are you? <laughs> well, they're bots that <laughs> right, I right, created right. myself. <laughs> Made <been> bots. <laughs> Believe me, I've got a master plan here. No, I. You know what's funny is this year. It's become way more. I've gotten way more, I guess, attention, yeah. and co- people are contacting me, and I and I and I like it. I mean, I like to know that I'm doing. Who good doesn't? And yeah, whatever. who doesn't? Right. But to be honest with you, when I see kind of the negativity towards the other guys, it makes me super squirmish because I feel honored to even be in the room with them, and I'm now part of their team. They've like welcomed me in, like, come on in. I mean. Dude, me and Jeff the other night were at dinner in San Diego, and he's like, man, I'm proud of you. You were killing this it. this guy right here. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a part of their little family now. And um, so when I see that stuff, I get a little like, God, I hate it. Even, I mean, Ricky, people tag me and Ricky in the same one, and then Ricky at the, on the floor will be like, bro, look at this one. And it's just like, it makes me a little uncomfortable. I, I do like, you know, people saying I'm doing good. It feels yeah, good. But how, about, how about people just lay off insulting those guys and just send, uh, yeah. Daniel, just send Daniel a tweet saying he's great. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is it's because I'm new and they've been around for a while and people just, you know what it is, they're new bloods in the room and they're, it's a different style. I'm like a little bit more... I guess, like, probably overexcited, like a little dog in a piss in the kitchen, you know? I'm just, I'm, I'm amped up. I'm freaking love it. So it's just a different style, and people, like well, I said, they're you're, just, you're I are good know. at it. Use them more, Bondo, or somebody, whoever. We're getting there. Every, I mean, every week is more, and I, I I'm, like I said, I'm grateful at the steps. He's I did, good I at did, it. A year ago, I didn't 
think this was even a possibility. So. Live announcing, it's for me at the live announcing, you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know if you're doing a good job of live announcing. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> My wife went to one, and I was like, so how'd I do? She's like, I, I think good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not good. So, uh, Racetech.com, everybody, that's the Racetech rant of the night. Use Daniel Blair more. He's really good. Um, all right, let's get to some more Daytona talk. Uh, we got the X brand, or X brand, we got the BTO Sports tweet at Travis segment coming up where he picks the questions. And uh, Jordan Smith, Justin Brayton, D- Danny Stevenson, Jim Hawley on the show tonight. Got a hot tub given out. I mean, we've we've really, you know. Uh, mended some, uh, uh, done some incredible things here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of blowing Daniel Bear, John, what's up, man? How are you? Hi. Uh, I'm actually in disagreement with you. What? Um, I'm not a big fan of Daniel Blair. I never could get into his podcast. I, I don't think he does a great job on TV. I'd rather have Ricky, to be honest. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what everyone's crazy. I don't know either. Then, yeah, no. They have a great night. Hang up. I think he sucks. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) It's hobo. It's hobo. Oh, it's hobo. Wow, that was weird because I, I was trying to figure out who that might be, and I was like, that doesn't sound like anyone. Doesn't sound like hobo. No, you did a good job with your voice. Yeah, yeah. I even got past marks on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, Well, you could get into the podcast because there's you're on it. Maybe that's Uh, the problem. Maybe we'll call Pookie up and see what she thinks of you, hobo, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. No. No, everything I said is true about you, Daniel. Though. Okay. Okay. Great. But yeah, um, <laughs> Steve, great friend. And, and get and win Pookie back for me, man. She hates. Me. Oh, dude, it's uh, it, it'll be fine. You did a good job, and uh, never, never mind her. She'll be all right. Um, time heals all. Has yeah. Been no, absolutely. No, absolutely. So that. no, yeah. Racetech. Right. Racetech. Knock the Racetech. Dot com rant. Use Daniel Blairmore. Absolutely. There we go. I gotta go, boys. Have a see, good one. See ya later, Nick. That's Hobo Nick. Everybody walked across America once. Mm-hmm. Literally walked across America. That's another man that I love, just like Jim Hall. There's just few people in my life that I just I just love that guy, and Hobo Nick's one of them. Jim Hall no is, is just absolutely incredible. Um, hey, uh, Daniel, so for reals, I, somebody called about Brayton winning again, and I said 15 to 20%. Like, don't you agree? Like, this is huge for him. It, it, it's so weird to me because we've been kind of watching him this year how good he's been doing, and I've been thinking, man, he could get a win – Probably triple crown, you know. He'll avoid the chaos, get some good starts. And then Atlanta, he gets the one. I'm like, see, we there yeah, it is. There it is. And when that one went away, I went, you know, I don't know if he could do all three. I don't know if he could do one for the entire length. And then he wins Daytona. So now, like, my brain shifts because if he can do it there, mm-hmm. now the other ones kind of seem more realistic to yeah. me. But I still, you still got to take into consideration what happened with the yeah, guys. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, God, that God. was 50, or 20 plus one. That was just perfect. It, if he does that, if he gives himself another shot at that, give yep. him three more, three or four more good starts and you do that, then hey, hey why not, not? Let's not forget in 2011, I think when he was on Honda or 2010, what year was he on factory Honda? I think it was 11. He was battling with Villapoto a yeah, bunch. He yeah, he battled Villapoto a little bit, you know? So that's, you don't luck into that. Um, no. uh, 702-586-757. You can call anytime and leave a voicemail. Uh, we've collected the ones from uh, during the week, and there's quite a bit of them. And uh, let's play some of those right now. Uh, here they are. Remember, people, I'm not going to play them if, if you just r- ramble on and on. they got to be short. you got to come in hot, leave your message. Hot takes. Hot takes, and then just, and just check out, and we'll play it. All right, here's the best of the best that was. Hey, what's up, Pope Max? You can play this on the air. Um, you guys are fucking funny. You go off on a rant from Chris Burrito to talking about the food chains of Burrito and all this shit. You guys. List your favorite burrito places. Uh, 
In La, order. In La, order. La Chipala. Can't do that. You got to do chain stuff. Mm, Kidoba. It's the only one I like. I don't even. I don't like Chipotle. I don't like any of the other ones. Like yeah. Kidoba. See, Kiefer and I put Kidoba way up there. I'm my Baja. I'm Baja Fresh, and then I'm Kidoba. Kidoba is my one and only. I don't. I mean. I, I'll go to some one-offs, but I, yeah. if I'm going chain, Qdoba smokes Chipotle. And people argue with me a lot about that. Yeah. I get it, but yeah. this is my taste. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Pack me up. Keep a good job. I'm going to go ride my dirt bike. Peace. I like how he told you, you can play this on the air. Like, yeah. he gave you permission. Well, no, on the on the message, I say, hey, keep in mind, you may, if you leave a message, I could play this on the air. Uh, I give okay. them a little, like... Hey, disclaimer, yeah. like, look, if this right. goes on, you agreed. Yes, pretty All much. Right. All right. Guys, my take on the Osborne Forkner. Forkner, 100% tried to do that. However, I don't believe he thought Osborne was that close. I believe he was going to cross jump, close it off, and attempt to not let him by, which is still extremely dirty and probably would have resulted in some kind of tip over anyway. So I'm like at a seven or eight scale on the dirty, but that's why you get taught not to cross jump. Things happen. Some guy can send it in there or he's just not where you think he is. And that's why we all get taught as kids not to cross jump. Still a bad move. If I was Osborne, I would still be super mad. And that's my take on it. Thank you guys. Have a good show. Where do you stand on this? We debated this on all our shows last week. I don't want to get into it too much, but okay. as a former racer who's probably uh, been in Osborne's position and been in Forkner's position here and there, uh, mm-hmm. where do you stand on that? Did he cross jump? Yes. Was it dangerous? Yes. Was the intent to be dangerous? No. I think that Osborne came in the corner before. Gave him a little, uh, I don't even know if he nudged him, but definitely showed him he was there. Forkner knows that a week or two before that, he got taken out and said, I'm going to move over and protect my line. And I think the problem is, is Forkner, for whatever reason, jumped a little higher than normal. Yeah. You Osborne, can see Forkner's off Yeah, and Osborne jumped pretty low, like pretty fast. And it was really, really, really unfortunate. But I, there's nothing that I saw that made me think the intent was to be dangerous, but it was. So I think it was more of a mistake. Um, should Osborne be pissed? Yeah, because I'd be pissed too. I've, I've been pissed plenty of times from that. Um, but if there's anyone out there that is mother effing Forkner and saying that he intended to do it to hurt him or be dangerous, yeah. absolutely 0%. Yeah. Nobody does that. All right. Hey, Mathis, what's up? What's up, Pulp MX? Just calling to uh, ask a general question. With a lot of the older guys that are uh, ch- like teaching now, like like Buddy Antonez, and I know like you know Ezra Lust does some stuff. I'm just curious, uh, like Ricky Johnson back in the day, he he was doing some of that kind of stuff. What um, what can some of the older riders like that teach some of the newer riders? Because the tracks are different, bikes are different, um, but they're still doing a lot of the current coaching and training and whatnot. Just curious for your thoughts. Thanks. Um, you know what? Yeah, like like Stanton and O'Mara are a couple guys that came back to train riders and told me explicitly, like, I don't tell these guys how to ride. No, yeah. It's way different. I, I, I don't think it's on the bike stuff as much. Probably more mental. And to be honest, with a trainer, I think it's more about having someone there to keep you accountable. And then it really just depends on if you connect with that trainer to where you trust him to do whatever he says. And, I mean, look at Alden Baker. Look at what he's done. But we don't see Tickle making a big leap. Yeah. And I think, for whatever reason, I don't know. But I think riders 
need a trainer to have someone that's like their teammate. Like, look at Nick Way with AC. Nick's not, I mean, Adam's doing stuff on the bike that Nick probably never did, but Nick is there to keep him accountable, notice things that he doesn't see, and really just connect with them to where you have someone that you can go yeah. do that you trust. I think that's a, yeah. that's what yeah. the most important. Look at Villeman. Look at Villeman with Ferrandis versus Villeman with Craig. Yeah. The connection was different, and that's why you'll see the results because that relationship matters more than what you're going to. I mean, he's not teaching him how to, you know, Rick Johnson's not teaching anyone how to scrub. Right. So that's, it's pure mental. Listening to the heated debate about Forkner and Osborne, and I think you guys forgot to mention or neglected to mention the fact that, like, uh, a lap or two or three later, the same thing happened with uh, Davalos was coming up on the inside, and he didn't try to jump left then. He went completely straight. Davalos came up the inside on him and got him. Why couldn't he do that with Osborne? You know, I think he was just trying to get Osborne back from Dallas, and that's what happened. I just think, I think not mentioning the fact that, you know, he could have done the same exact thing but did not to Marty a few laps later. Maybe it's a teammate thing. Maybe he is still pissed off at Osborne. Who knows? But you guys uh, never mentioned that, Marks, and I just wanted to throw that two cents in. Blair says you're wrong. So Sorry, dog, but no. You're wrong. Hey, Steve, it's uh, Braden from Baltimore. It's um, spelled B-R-A-D-E-N, not uh, like Justin Brayton. Just listen to your Justin Brayton interview. Very, very good. He's a great guy, very humble. And Zacco's interview, same thing, great guy, class act and humble. But I was thinking about the, the Nets um, at the tail end of your interview with him. I think it's time for you to step up to the plate and start spending some real marketing dollars um, other than word of mouth and social media. I think you ought to put the Pop MX brand logo on the Supercross Feld Nets. Get uh, get your boys to um, hook you up. You're probably going to have to spend some money um, and and uh, brand the Pop MX on the uh, on the Nets. The people- and um, uh, you know, I'll give you that marketing advice for free. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going to send you Thank the bill. You. Just keep the, pop, the podcast is. coming. You're welcome. Take care, man. See you. The people of Feld want nothing to do with Pulp MX. Believe me. I could probably offer them $1 million. Ah, maybe a million. But I could offer them probably a lot of money, and they don't want anything to do with Pulp MX on that net at all, ever. All right. What's up, Mathis? Uh, Doug, longtime listener, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just wanted to call in and just kind of say, hey, you know, let off Kiefer a little bit. Poor guy, he's not like you. He's not. He can't just go at it like that. You know, Kiefer's a laid back guy. He kind of has to feel it out first. Kinda yeah, you like that? Check out the situation. You know, let's give him another shot. Let's send him to St. Louis. God, give dude. him a little bit of an extra. You know, he's he's gone through it now. Now he knows what he needs to do. You know, let's. That's it. Let's give him the second chance. Uh, you would have. Uh, anybody who buys a KTM, just face it. You're going to have some problems. It's like buying a Mercedes. You know, they're delicate little flowers, just like all these riders. Mm. All right, that's all I got to say. Later. You would have thought I sent Kiefer to go cover ISIS. <laughs> yes, go cover the ISIS um, rebellion that's going on in, in Kakistan. Kiefer, we're sending you to Syria. Yeah, because sending him to Atlanta with his wife in a hotel, passes, press box access, like, that was basically the worst thing I could have ever what, done for he, him. Did he complain about it or something? Oh, my God, Blair. Like, I don't know how you do this, man. <laughs> I don't know how you do this. It's so far walk. 
It was a far walk in Atlanta. I guess it wasn't <laughs> yeah. Press box sucks. I want to be down. I want to feel feel the vibrations and this and the motors. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how you do this. Dude, it's so much work. Dude, I'm going to interview eight guys who never raced past four o'clock for you. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Well, are you missing another one? I'm going to miss Indy, yeah. Who are you sending? Nobody. Not Keith forever. Why? Give him another chance. I mean, he doesn't. Or does he not want to? Oh, he does chance. not want to, dude. No. I, like I said, I may as well send him to go cover a, a conflict with ISIS. That's what he, that's what he acted like. Hmm. So. Wow. All right. Hey, Popa Mix. I got an idea for your uh, issue with taming down these bikes. Um, I'm thinking maybe put some uh, exhaust on there that limit the sound and also limit the um, the motors. Uh, maybe like 90 decibel or something like that. Be good for the manufacturers, good for the environment, good for um, the exhaust manufacturers, good for everybody. Thanks, bye. All right, I had to call in and uh, kind of defend my buddy Tevin Tappy a little bit. Um, I don't believe him, or I don't agree with him with the flat earth thing, but it's totally irrelevant. If he's leading, he should get the money, and uh, to the seven deuce deuce, bro, he's held a national number more times than you ever have, so, I mean, he's got you beat there, and if he beats you on this too, man, you can't be mad about it, even though uh, his beliefs are a bit unconventional, but you got to still give it to him if he earns it. All right. No, I, he, if Tevin Tappy is currently in the lead for the Pulpomex Quadruple Challenge crown, uh, and I said I was, wasn't going to give him the money because because he, he thinks the Earth is flat. Like for real? Yeah, for legitimately. Mm. <laughs> Blair. Um, mm. And so, but I am. If he wins, he gets the money. I I, I was joking. He, I'm not going to do that to him. But yeah. Mm. So, I think it's like a two grand right now. It's up to like two grand, something like that. I have to talk with Tevin next time I see him. You should. I'd, you don't read just short on pulpmx.com every week? I don't read. Okay. I don't read. <laughs> I read Twitter, dude. You Supercross Live announcer, everybody. Right there. <laughs> I don't read. I don't. I read Twitter. I was waiting for like what it yeah, was yeah, that he yeah, didn't no, read no, no. I think he just everything. Mm-hmm. Life. I don't read in life. All right. Let's go. All right, guys. So I am just really confused here on how we keep talking about this Osborne and this Forkner situation. Me too. And how no one has yet to bring up the fact that not only did Osborne fade to the right in that crash while Forkner was going to the left, he also overshot the shit out of that triple single going into the corner. He almost landed in the face of the single, basically almost quadding into the corner. That had a huge factor in the why he basically landed in the back of Forkner's front wheel. Uh, if you look in the air, you can see Osborne trying to adjust for coming up short and fading to the right. Uh, definitely something to look into. Just uh, my two cents. Thank you. He's not all the way wrong on that. No. I mean, if you take the names and numbers and the colors of the bike out of it and just look at the two bikes, I'd go... 80% Forkner to the left, 20% Osborne to the right. So he's not wrong about no. that. And like I just said, I 80, think 20 blame pie. he jumped it low. He was, I mean, he did it Fuck lower, you. you know? So, uh, I mean, I don't know if he overjumped. I didn't really pay attention that far, but he, I mean, like I said. Don't bro me. What is, hey, what is uh, Watson doing? I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen him at the races either. I'm not sure. We texted back and forth a little while huh. ago. But. Fuck you and your show, <laughs> Mathis. Yep. Mathis. Went to Atlanta Supercross this weekend. Did 
didn't go so well. Uh, I'm a cop. Couldn't take my gun into the stadium, which was ridiculous. Hashtag I had to walk all the way back to my hotel, like a mile away, <laughs> put my gun away, and then come back. Missed last chance qualifier. I get in there, sit down, can't hear dog shit from the sound system. I don't know where they got that sound system from, but it was horrible. You could not hear anything they were saying, which brings me to my next point that half the people didn't even know what was going on with the Triple Crown. Uh, because I would put a when the race was over, like like I was watching Forkner, Jason Hampshire, and then the 450s, you know, Anderson, and I knew they were, you know, going to be the overall winners. But once the race was over, everybody got up and, and left, and they did not know what was going on. So the whole Triple Crown thing, uh, most people didn't get it. And I think part of that was was because the sound system, no one could hear anything uh, before the race when they were trying to explain it. So that was uh, interesting. Uh, and the other thing, these uh, flaggers, where in the hell do they get these guys from? Are they like day laborers or something? Nick Way, what, last year they jumped in and grabbed a guy's flag. When Ferrandez crashed, his bike was lying in the middle of the track. The guy went to pick up the bike. He couldn't pick it up. He had to run around like two different sides of the bike. He picks it up. It's in gear. Of course, it's not running. He, he can't. He tries to push it. He doesn't pull the clutch in. He's trying to push it in gear. He barely gets it out of the way by the time they come around. Uh, and it's like these flaggers, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Are they, do they get them from day laborers? I don't, I don't get it where they get these flaggers from. And the last thing, uh, last week we had DV on. I want you to cold call the swingster, Brian Swink. So next time you have him on, that's your cold call. Thanks. We, we called Swink a bunch. It never worked out. On Facebook, Swink just calls me a fat loser over and over, from what I remember. So I'm not calling Swink. I don't want anything to do with Swink at all. Uh, the Flaggers thing, normally, Daniel, they're ex-racers or racers, local racers or, or dads or, you know, like they should know how to how to put a bike in neutral and push it off. But. Yeah, I don't know the details on that. I know that I think the Anaheim, maybe the West Coast, it's a lot of the same because I would see some of the guys yeah. and, I, and I know who they are. As your cartwheeling? Yeah. No, I'm saying now, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. see him. Right. So I, I don't know the details on where they get them or how they do it. Um, I have zero, like literally zero yeah. idea. On yeah. That. Uh, what were you gonna say about the the gun? Oh, sorry about your gun. I never was gonna say anything about the gun. Oh, I thought you had you your hand up. Your, your hand up. But you want to say? something? No. Do you want to say something about the gun? Do you want to talk about that? I'm really so. I feel sorry. You can't bring his gun in. That's, that's really terrible. Mm-hmm. It's bad news. <laughs> hey, yeah. Just uh, wanted to tell you how fucking much I appreciate all the content you put out from all the old riders, uh, I fucking love it. It's like a fucking history mm. lesson. It mm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You are a phenomenal human being. Mm. Listening to the get Rob that Herring get one that right drop. now, um, you know, I have family. He wouldn't get a drop. He'd never get a drop that made me look good. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, he would never get a drop that made me look good. I just want to know, never. who Oops. should I go back and listen to? Who is next? I've listened to almost all of them. So well, who do I need to go to? Thank next? you for the nice words. If, Listen. When you say you've almost listened to all of them, who, who do I go? I don't know who you haven't listened to, bro. When you drop an effing before almost every word, yeah. you mean it. Yeah, you mean he it. Yeah, yeah, meant every right, word of right. that. Um, F and A. I, I, yeah, go listen to the guys you haven't listened to, bro. There's Steve. Ma- People need to realize too. There's Steve Mathis uh, classics, volume one, two, and three on iTunes. Jeez, so, because I've done so many fucking podcasts. I mean Steve. that. I mean that. <laughs> so passion. like. Like, go search Steve Mathis Classics, Volume 1, 2, and 3. That goes back to 08, 09, or t- 2010. 
There's so much gold in there. And people are always like, hey, Mathis, you didn't do a, you never did a podcast with Brock Glover. And I'm like, yep, I did one. 2010, you know, Brock rambled on for two hours. It was great. So search the archives. Yeah. If you have the app, you can search by last name also. Uh, uh, Zach Osborne asked me this week, did you ever do a podcast with, with Ezra Lusk? Yes. It's in there. <laughs> it's good. So uh, thank you for that, uh, that, that, that voicemail. Holy shit, Van Martin, fix your fucking phone. <laughs> Damn it. I'm not I'm done listening to the, to the fucking podcast. Poor 8 man. minutes in, fucking deleted. It it got Piece better. Shit. It got better, buddy. Come on, <laughs> give him a shot. Again. Mathis. 480 Phil. 40 Phil. What the fuck? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't get fucking Fox Sports 2. What the fuck? No wonder why this fucking racing is fucking going down the fucking tubes. We got to watch fucking stock cars. Jesus Christ. Hey, where can I meet up with you, man? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be at Gillette Stadium. I'm going to fucking get a hold of Seven Deuce Deuce. Fucking sign my fucking Pulp MX t-shirt. That's our fan. I know. Keep it this short. Hey, love Your the people, show, man. Bro. Yeah, Later. Yeah. Bye. Good to hear from 480 Phil. I figured he'd be in jail F or F anger, and anger management at this point, but... Love 40 Phil. Uh, you can meet me in uh, at the uh, at Gillette. I'll be in the pits. Uh, go to go to JGR. Go to Cowie. <laughs> go to Honda. Um, go to ah. You could go to nah. Don't go, go to Husky. Damn. Don't Why? go to Husky. Love Zach Osborne and Scared? Dean Wilson, but yeah, they don't. Scared I don't think I don't, I don't think Hewitt likes me, and I know Anderson doesn't like me. Um, go. Um, I'll be around 40 Phil. I'd love to meet 40 Phil. I got a feeling. I got a picture for already, Phil. Well, you got to get a picture and post it. Yeah, well, Gringo see. was at uh, Daytona. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Never, I never saw him, but a few people did. They're like, "Dude, I met Gringo." He was lighting up the Instagram feed. Was he really? Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good old. Felt Gringo. like an insider. Right, good old Gringo. I, he had a lot to say last week. I offered him a job. He still didn't want it. So, um, all right. Thanks for the voicemails, everybody. Appreciate it. Daniel Blair is here, and we are going to wrap this show up with the most important segment of the night, mm -hmm. the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweet to Travis. BTOsports.com, whether you're blasting a UTV, riding your street bike, riding a dirt bike, ripping on a mountain bike, whatever it is, BTOsports.com has you covered, of course. Big part of Malcolm Stewart's program right now, that BTO. As a matter of fact, without BTO, Malcolm Stewart probably would be working at Wendy's right now. So thanks to BTOsports.com. Call them. Mention Pulpamex. Put Pulpamex in the notes even, and uh, they can help you out for that. Uh, we love those guys. They've been a big part of our show for all eight years of the, this, this damn thing. And Daniel Burr's on his phone right now, so I'm not sure exactly how, how important you know he's paying attention to this I show. Am, but I'm in. You know, but... Um, there's serious shit going on with those guys. At BTO, and they can help you out. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, these questions are submitted to at Pulpamex Show. The guy in the corner over there picks the best ones. And for myself, we're for uh, uh, Schmanuel Schmer. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. This one is from T-Dog. T-Dog. What is the breakdown on the happiness pie between Brayton, Berluti, and Tony or Mike Genova for their first win? Oh, I mean, they're all at 100%, right? They all got pies and they're all at 100%. I don't know. How do you break that down? So 25% each? Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I guess you're happiest. Brayton's probably Brayton. happiest. He gets the most money. Yeah. 
The other guys spent money. Yeah. <laughs> Bonuses. Yeah. That's a dumb question. T-Dog. This one's from Saucy Rossi. That's dumb, too. <laughs> In the past decade, who is the best amateur turned to worst pro racer? So that's 2008 to now. Eight decade. To now. A decade is 10 years. Um, Very good. Ooh. Oof. I don't know. Um, that's like, I don't know. There's I'm not saying there's so many, but there's just so many amateurs that have come in. I, um, there's... So many names escaping me right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel of. like oh, every year I'm kind of like, oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, this new kid, Davalos, is it? He looks like the real deal. Yeah. I, he he just, looks like the real deal. Just wait till he gets some experience. The yeah, you think? Be legit. Yeah. Like right now he makes some mistakes, rookie mistakes. Rookie mistakes. Yeah, yeah. A couple of men, but right. we're good. Yeah. So it just needs experience. You know what might be? Maybe um, a factory ride. You know too. what might be? Zach Bell. Because uh, oh, I don't know much about amateur stuff, but this kid was... Really good, and if you think about it, man, he didn't do anything in pros. He oh, he did some stuff. He oh yeah, 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 yeah. Over a triple. He, he, yeah. He, he did some. But things. did he? Did Zach Bell get one good result? Seriously, did, Got, he, did he like at Southwick once in a moto? He pulled a whole I feel shot. Like his, he no. led or something for a he, while, and maybe no, did okay. He did. <laughs> he, in his very first pro race, he pulled a whole shot, hmm. and he said at the interview, "I finally pulled a whole shot." Hmm. Um, yeah, I, there's like I said, there's so many amateurs that come in, and that they, there's some that stick, some that disappear, mm-hmm. and um, I I don't know. That's a yeah. keep an eye on this Davalos fellow. Yeah, he's got something <laughs> special. And the opportunity, huh? Mm-hmm. This one's from Ken Heiss. Uh, it's very important for Steve. It's been three weeks now, and still no avatar on fantasy. Is it still Marx's fault? Inquiring minds want to know. Tried again a little while ago. Didn't fucking work. So did you try after I thanks, told you Ken. to try the other day? You tried. Told, you told me the other day. Uh, yeah, like earlier this week. No, mm. no, I, I did it at first. It didn't fucking work. Shit sight. Then I tried it when the guy was on me again, and it didn't work. And then that was it. <clears throat> you should try it again. I'm a fan mm. of avatars. I do not like when you don't have avatars. You I will. Is, I, it, I, is it an egg? I'm going to upload an egg. No, I'm going to upload a photo. Dude, make a cool egg, though. I'm going to make a photo. I'm going to put a photo of my, my Basset Hound on there for me. So. Mm. This one's from Tanner. The site's good, though. The site's coming along. I mean, it's round 10, but we're coming along. We are like uh, Mike LaRocco back in, like, 94. Just a bad start. It's little yeah. starters. And then we are coming. Yeah. Like, halfway flag is Freight there. train. Hey, serious yeah. starts at Daytona. That's what I heard. That's all, that's all I'm saying. True. Fuck you, Jerry. Uh, thoughts on MCR throwing money at Christian Craig next year? Somebody brought that up tonight on a phone call. Or something. Oh, I missed that. Um, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, the, Daniel Daniel said it well. Like, there's too many good riders, not enough rides right now. Too many good riders to guarantee anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean it won't happen, but he's there's he's going to be in a big list of names. And main event moto is going to have a team next year. Mm-hmm. We are. We're working on it. Yeah. Huh. Big outside sponsor. Right. Eagle Grit. Some company called Eagle Grit. Mm-hmm. Never heard of them. Just transfer from one account to the other. This one's from Dr. Brian Austin. Yes, smart people that listen to the show. <laughs> no, he's, he's a not a doctor. No, he's, he's not legit, a doc- No, dude. he's not. Did you look at his I have, profile? I have doctor on my Hertz card. I'm Dr. Steve Mathis on my Hertz card. <laughs> yeah. and, and, Stop and it. I, I am. I am. And, and <laughs> only one time... Has someone called me doctor, but it was glorious. Doctor Mathis? Yeah. They said uh, yes, yes. They, no, they said Doctor Mathis. Usually like I was at the counter and they said, Here you go, doctor. 
and it was glorious. So, but just to, for a point, I'm not a doctor. Okay, I'll let, <laughs> like I'm not a doctor, but I, it says on my Hertz card I am. That's awesome. Thank what, you. So, what this doctor say? Uh, random question. I'm a former pro out of New England. After I hung up the boots, I disconnected from the sport. Oh, so for he's a, few a doctor years. and a former pro. Oh. And then afterwards, I went to astronaut class, and you know, <laughs> his real name's Albert Einstein. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I recently I got bored of being on the moon, so I became a doctor after <laughs> hanging up my pro career. Yeah. Uh, I recently noticed that no riders, uh, riders no longer wear kidney belts. Any insight on why? Were they proven to be ineffective? I think they were proven to be ineffective. Did you ever wear one? Or did people Never. stop having kidneys? Kidneys. Yeah. Well, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He would know. Um, uh, no, I don't know those. Those did go away. Yeah. I, for I, me, they went away because I thought they were just the lamest looking thing. I was like a kid, and I was like, that oh, looks I, stupid. I ran one strong for a long time. I just did a story with Dogger on my website. Daniel but would not have read this. Nope. But uh, Dogger said, I like kidney belts. I wish I'd still wear one. So I'll have to read that yeah. the next time I get a opportunity, Steve. Uh, this one's from Gus Keeter. Blair, any scoop on Coop's contract next year? Cooper. S- scoop on Coop. Scoop on Coop. Web, or I'm guessing Web. Yeah, not Guy. Um, well, Justin asking me if I have scoop on it. Yeah. Mm, no, I think I know what he's getting at. Um, I've been pretty much for like a year and a half saying that he's going to be on KTM uh, as soon as his Yamaha contract's up. It's just a pre kind of idea, but uh, I kind of don't see that. I kind of feel like there might be a guy at KTM's chasing right now that's pretty close to happening, and it ain't him. So, uh, nope. I think he'll be back at Yamaha. What's with Just the face? <laughs> nothing with you. <laughs> nothing with me? What'd not, I say? I'm not, nothing with you. I'm not going to get started. You know why you did that. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, nothing. All right. C- t- carry on. I gotta, we're not going to go. This, this will be 20 minutes of me ranting and screaming, <laughs> so let's go. Oh, I have to know now. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> so excited. Uh, this, one, this one's from Pocket Flaps. Hey, there's some guy that says you are not asking the right questions, and you're you're you you're not you're picking the same dudes, same dudes over and over. It's kind of like the same. It's kind of like how the same people call in all the time. A lot of times, it's the same people tweet all the time. So, well, some guy says you pass over all the good ones or something. I beat it. Oh, all right. Does Brayton's win motivate CR22? Will we see a sudden improvement in his results at St. Louis? Uh, no. But any doubt in Chad's mind is now gone. He went. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so if next year was on the fence, it's not now. Right, He's right. Uh, he, especially because someone beat Larocco's record, which is what Chad's been wanting. And now I, I think he's more than motivated, but you won't see it till next year. Uh, this one from Tom Townsend: Does your name have to be Dark Side or Kill McStovepipe to get a tweet read on the segment? See, Mark kills go. it on Pulp Fantasy site, but he's no tweet at Tits or Gabbit Gibbs. Yep, not at all. Garbage. Yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. The worst part about Marks, though, is unlike Gibbs and even Tits, his give a shit meter is very low for any sort of criticism. Marks does not care. He sits over there on his throne of code (laughs) and just does not give a shit what you have to say, people. He doesn't strive to be better. He doesn't. He just just sits over there. Seems to be just steady. He just his. He's just his. I go for consistency. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why does R? Uh, you guys probably talked. Why does RC and Emig refuse to elaborate on race events? RC I don't know, Daniel. Wasn't sure what happened. Emig says. What do you think, Daniel? I here, listen. RC 
RC has got to tell people, I feel, how much he's involved with Forkner. He's pro-Forkner with this Osborne thing, and that's okay. He knows Forkner well. Forkner trains at the goat farm. Uh, RC's man friend is Forkner's agent. That's all okay. But RC should let the viewers know what's going on a little bit. Like, hey, I know this kid. Uh, uh, you know, I help him out. Like, he's at my place. You know, and it's okay to have a little bit of bias. We all do. But I just feel like Ricky should let that know, be known a little bit. But as far as uh, Fro and those guys not knowing why Tomac took Webb out, like, yeah, I don't, uh, I didn't, like I said, I watched yeah, it on mute, yeah, so I didn't hear what they said. But he's I, um, PC Daniel, no, I, no, I, like I said, I didn't hear what they said, but I watching it saw it coming halfway down the yeah, straightaway. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, Ooh, he here it comes, All right? Yeah. Moved over on him, so um, yeah, I don't like kind of like Emig with the that's odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's odd. Like they just act like they don't have any idea what's happening out there. I don't know, bro. Uh, this one's from Jacob Altier. What's worse, losing lit kit or winning best dressed? No, uh, winning best dressed. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to win that. That's the award nobody wants. It's uh, like, poor Kiefer. It's like get, banging a hooker, but only to find out you have some sort of gonorrhea disease. Yeah, it's not really a win, is no, it? No, no, not a win. Mm-hmm. No. Can I get a SoCal hole? And that's what happens. <laughs> Adam Lundstrom wants to know how much money did Brayton get from all his bonuses for winning Daytona? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Got a spa. Yeah, you got a hot tub. <laughs> Thank you, Bullfrog. Did you, you talk about tub. it on air? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we said 100 from Honda. Because I know we talked about it all. No, nah, I think 100 from Honda. and You know, he probably got 200, 200K clear from everybody. Team, Honda. Fly. Fly. It's a good Scott, night. Scott, Showy, and everybody. Yeah. This one's from Kurt Bog. Is anyone left on the tickle train? Ooh, Daniel, it's been, you know, it's not that we expected him to win, but with the, with the Alden thing and, and the KTM, and it's been rough. It's, yeah, um, that's weird, too. I, I, I didn't feel like there was going to be a huge lift where all of a sudden now he's a contender. I thought those, the good tickle moments we've seen, they would just be all the time, you know, yeah. there'd be fives all the way across the board, a couple more threes. And you know, it's weird. I know this sounds silly, but he whole shot his first heat of the year at Anaheim and was winning and then crashed. And yeah. I feel like if he would have not crashed, won that heat, which he could have, because I forget who did, but he could have won it. Might have changed everything. And from then on, I, I swear I didn't see him for five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I look back and you always say there's those changes in the road. If he would have won that heat, it could have been a different year. But for some reason, uh, he has been like almost worse than last year, maybe? It seems, uh, yeah. it seems like it. Yeah, somebody should check those points out. Scrape that data. Okay. Um, this one's from Jeremy. When will Daniel Blair and Mike Alessi take over Supercross coverage? You guys did a great job. I heard together a lot Supercross of praise Life. for Alessi that time. I heard a lot he of did, praise. I didn't did see well. it. I didn't watch it. but I thought um, he did well. Yeah. So he did... Ray stayed live with me just the end, like close the show. Mm-hmm. And normally we close quick. Ralph and Jeff finish. Me and Holly go, wow, so-and-so's fastest, so-and-so's fastest. Tonight's the show. Boom, we're yeah. out. But they gave us a chance. They, they wanted Mike to have some time on there. They gave us a chance to, like, was dose Jim him back there, and forth. Was Jim there, too? Yeah, no, no, it was yeah, us yeah, three. Yeah. And it was good. Mike was – he's very assertive when he speaks. He he makes his point with a – you know, he's he's confident in his point. Speaks well. The thoughts that he had were really good. And then he went live with me that night in the stadium. And um, he was good in that, too. I mean, he... All I heard was... I mean, <laughs> yeah. And obviously, I don't know what the live sounds like... You know what's crazy? Without it's the headphones on. So brand I don't know. New, brand new dome. Georgia Dome. 
and I wasn't there, but I heard a few people say this sound was shitty. Like, like you have the latest, greatest audio equipment, you would think. Yeah. You know? I don't know. And I, and I thought that in uh, Dallas, too, when, I, yeah. when I, I would take my headphones off every once in a while. And I was surprised there, too. It's Jerry's World. It's supposed to be pretty good, yeah. but I, I think it's just the environment. It's yeah. loud. It's whatever. But back to Alessi, yeah, he did yeah. some stuff with me that night live, too, and he he was great. He was, um, like I said, solid points, delivered them solid. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, he was good. good. I thought he was yeah. awesome. Um, <clears throat> there was a question last week about why Race Day Live doesn't go for the last two qualifiers in the 450. Like, they cut off after the... Uh, Daniel hates privateers. Daniel tells them that, that. That's what it, was, it, is. Well, it goes back to that. They want to do them, and yeah. I just told yeah. them, like, yeah. privateers, they no. don't deserve it. No. So they should all get jobs. Yeah, they need to get jobs. Not all of them, most of them, just yeah. other than Deuce Deuce and Stank Dog, because yeah. they're doing, they're making a living at it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but no, I, I don't, I don't know. Really, I think it's just the time crunch. I mean, I'll tell you right now, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend Race Day Live on this because they get hated on a lot. They always talk about the commercial breaks and the guests, and what they need to realize is without those, the rest of the show doesn't happen. So, look, if you don't like that stuff. Go to the bathroom, get a beer, make a sandwich, whatever you want to do. You know when the writing is going to come on. If that's what you want to watch, watch the writing, but don't hate yeah. on the rest we, of the show. We, it's like, why do you do your sponsors, Steve? No, we get hate on that, too, yeah. I we, know, but if you didn't have them, yeah, you would have a show. I would and have no show. I cannot so, afford to pay Daniel Blair's extravagant rate. Exactly. So, appreciate the things you like, the things you don't like, whatever, but gosh, just, they, I mean, I, I see it a lot online, and it, it, it bums me out because I think overall, I, I think we're doing a pretty cool thing there. But you guys got to realize there's some stuff that has to happen for it to happen. So that's I would I, just throw it out I there. would turn it. I only watched Atlanta. You know, I watched one last year when I didn't go or whatever. So I barely watch it. But I would ditch the the sponsor paid segments. Like I, no one cares about uh, Amsoil and no one cares about MMI and all that. I know they give the thing money and that's cool. Maybe there's another way to do it. No one gives a shit about those people. What they need to do is make it. You and Jim. Jim could rap about anything and do it great, and, and you're good too. Make it an inside the NBA TNT show. Make it a college game day. A looser atmosphere, a couch, a table, you know, uh, a couple of ex-pros on there. I'd love a couch. (laughs) (laughs) What people don't realize is that when I'm not on screen, I'm sitting. I got bad feet. Blair Blair had no feedback besides I love a couch. Yeah. As he heard that. Everything else you said was. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you said, Everything else you said was borderline psychotic, but but the couch was great. When does the couch come in? But then, um, but then again, with no those segments, how do you pay for the whole thing? Yeah, figure you, it out. Go put a banner you, thing. You do you know, pay whatever. for the show? Then do you you got to pay for it? I mean, we we are guilty on this show of doing full sponsor plugs. Somebody would be like, "Hey, we want to come on and promote this." I feel like there's a. It's either you have sponsors or you charge, and that's uh, what I've, I. I don't know. I think they could two. do. I think they could do it cooler than just like, "Hey, John, tell me about this Amsoil uh, lube." You know, like, you know, I mean, just, I don't know. I feel like you can make it cooler. That's my advice, whatever. Nobody gives a shit. Feld hates my guts, so it's not like they're ever going to listen to me. They do. They they yeah. tell me that all the yeah. time. They right. say that guy. I hate that guy. Right. They, <laughs> they do. They hate you. They won't even say your name. Yeah, well, I hate that guy. No, it's that guy. It's it's that one guy. They, they do. <laughs> the tubby guy. The, the big guy. The, 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 I don't like that guy. All right. Um, People think you're serious, I bet. So not, I, 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 <laughs> hey, hold on. Before, yeah, before, yeah, he, because he, he, apparently you and me have, like, this beef, too, yeah. that... <laughs> you remember the guy that called the very first call? He wanted to talk about your guys' yeah, beef. Yeah. Well, he called. He didn't know that Blair was here. What? He, so he called and he was like, I want to ask Steve. Yeah, and I said, I hate Daniel Blair. Well, when I was on the phone with him before, I was like, you know, Daniel's in studio tonight. He's like, 
What? Why didn't you just let him through, man? I did. He no. went on the air. And he just never said anything? So Steve no, he did. You were sitting right there. Did he say? You were probably on your phone. No, I was not. I, he, he said, what, what is your problem with Daniel Blair on the show tonight? Ten yeah, minutes into the it show. Was like ten, yeah, I was going to say. And I said, I hate Daniel Blair. Oh, and you didn't uh, say a word. Well, maybe because I've read it so, and seen it so many times, so I've come he, numb to it. He didn't understand that Daniel was here. He didn't know. No, he didn't know that Daniel. And he even said, "Oh, I guess that maybe that kind of answers my question." I was like, "Well, you can get on and ask Steve anyway." Yeah. And then he got on, and you were like, "Yeah, I hate him." Well, he was oh, like, okay, now okay. it is coming back to me. So we do have beef because remember, I want to get to the bottom of this applaud crap that you blame me for that your psycho listeners hit me up yeah. and tell me to quit having people clap well we already you know damn well i do not ask for the applause we actually had on video proof it happened you... one time on accident at monster cup but we have it on okay tape, so, so you find one on. okay out of how many okay. turn the camera okay. on hey so what you need to do okay so oh god here all we right go. so here's what you do okay this is like this has been going on for a while now. I would have to tell them to not clap. This is, this is how you do it. If you really care, I'll tell you how to do it. But you don't. You don't care. You like the applause. No, I do You like it. <laughs> you want it. But you don't want it. You don't want to say you want uh, it. Okay? This is like me going into a burger joint, which I go quite a bit, obviously, clearly. And I would be like, uh, yes, hi. Can I have a Whopper fries? And a drink, okay? Notice all those pauses. Okay, I'm so learning right now. what you do is you go, ladies and gentlemen, your 450 podium, Eli Tomac, and then you pause. And people go, oh, what comes next? Well, when I say fries, that means I'm, I want a combo. People say applause comes next. It, you, mm. If you want to get rid of it, Daniel Blair, you will say, here's your 450 podium, Eli Tomac, Jason Anderson, Cole Seeley. And then what happens? I, we don't know. They applaud. We don't know. They still applaud. But, but with you, with you, with that dramatic pause that you do it on purpose. Dramatic. You, dramatic you, you, pause. You thrive on it, and then you can sit there and be like, "I didn't ask." But you're pulling the strings. Mm. You're pulling the strings. You're still get. It's a media press conference. We don't applaud these guys. Okay. So We're not he, super fans. I don't right. give a shit. Do you guys want to go behind the scenes right now? Let me go behind the scenes with you, Daniel. Paint us a picture, Daniel. 450 Main just got done. Toronto, your first in race day live. You're doing the press conference too. Really? What is that? Is what I asked them. YouTube it. I YouTube. I watch Andy Boyer. I say, that's how he does it. Okay. And I do it. And that's what I've done since day one. They applaud. I, I took over a job where the applauding was already in place. The, the, he asked for a pause once. We have it on video. I did it once. We on don't accident. know. Marvin won a million, man. Hey, you suck one cock. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're gay. Also, you know, I mean, haven't done it since. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. 2018, you, haven't I, done it once. I guarantee you, you've asked for it more than once. I, I, because that was it, God. because I've I've noticed I'm this. Terrified that it might have happened more it, than it once. has. It probably I has. I know it happened once. So, it's a media press conference. I they I've been to a real media press conference for hockey. I've been to a real one. Nobody applauded. We were just there to look at George McPhee, the new general manager of the Vegas Knights. So, just just say the names in order, and we'll see what happens, Daniel. We will see what happens. Okay. Maybe nothing happens. I'm not allowed to do it that way. I'm, I know how, I'm, I do it how I'm supposed to, man. I do what I do. No one's told you that. No one said pause. Three. You bring him up individually. Individual. Well, can, then, okay. Can't so, you pitch an idea to him? I mean, yeah. I'll listen, ask. It, I mean, it just I, not... 
the press conferences aren't working, and it's not, and, and they're not and it's working. And, the and, and it's because of the plug. That's what I'm going to do. So, St. Louis, I'm going to go to my bosses. Hey, guys, so listen. Um, Mathis, that, that guy that you guy. love, <laughs> he's got guy. a suggestion for you. <laughs> he wants no more applauding. So, can we uh, make an adjustment? Listen and, to and, me. and I'm sure they're going to do. Listen to me. They're going to go, you know what? Perfect. Listen, like, though. Listen, I have a point. Like, they'll, they'll do it. They just won't acknowledge that it was from him, kind of like the Nets. The Nets. <laughs> you know what? I don't even – I don't think – I did text with Prater one time about the Nets a couple of years ago. He didn't think they'd be sturdy enough on the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really don't think they were like, hey, Matt, this is going – I don't think they were really listening to me and saying – they don't listen to the show. They don't care about it. The only thing that happens is Andy Boyer goes and tells Prater, Matt has said this and Matt has said that. That's how it gets back to the guys. <laughs> yeah. Prater is not listening to the show. Todd Gender was not listening to the show. So that's why I don't think anything had to do with the Nets that way. Well, so. I'm telling you right now, in St. Louis, just because I'm stubborn, I'm asking for applause. So, you know what? If you're going <laughs> to you know get... What? If you, you yeah, know what? You know what? That's fine. I like that. I actually like that. Okay. Like I'm that's, doing it. That's something I would do. Right? All right. <laughs> if you go to the press conference and remind me, because right. I will forget, right. I will ask for the applause. Uh, me saying I'm from Main Event Moto and, and MXA, that is... Like, you now asking for applause is definitely what I would do. I'm going so to. So I admire that now. You know what? Because if you're going to get this criticized. Is now come, this is now come this back is around. Full if, if you are going to call me out and have your minions call me out <laughs> online nonstop for what seems like forever now, then I'm just going to start doing it full blown. And I'm going to let the applause run. I'm going to let it run. Put your hands up like this and just be like. And now, your winner, back to back. Justin Brayton, please make an applause. And I'm going to let it run. I'm going to let it run <laughs> long. And when it starts to slow down, I'm going to pick it back up. Oh, and I'll be man. staring at you and the you know entire what? time. I will be like this. Good good on you, sir. Like, like, In fact, good I'm job. stepping it up. I want standing ovation oh, from now wow. on just for the winner. Please stand. Wow. There's so many ass sucks in the media, in our industry, that they, they will clap right along with you. Like, because... I need a jersey. I need like to acknowledge my existence. <laughs> you know, there's so many of those guys in the media that they would they would also be right along with you. Mm. And I even saw Wygant clap one time. Oh, he does. Oh, I saw Wygant clap. He does. He does. And then he was like, "Oh, I hate myself." No, because he felt it too. You know, <laughs> when Brayton was in there, he oh, was. Well, we saw the hug. Standing up. We, we saw. <laughs> we saw the hug. All right, um, let's let's go. We gotta go. Stand. Yeah. He had to hide his. We gotta right, go. Next I'm, one. I'm Sorry. Gl- I'm glad we got this straightened out though. Step ahead. Hey. Did, so there was a press conference at, at Daytona? Yep. How come it's not on YouTube anymore? I, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I well, heard it was and then got taken down. Uh, I don't know. That's Wygant, lame. Wygant probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. Probably did something. Because of Wygant's stupid question to Eli. Yeah. That's probably why. Dickhead Wygant. Uh, blew it. <laughs> um, this one's from Michael M. McNoche. Mm. Daniel. McNoche. Does, does it hurt playing second fiddle to Steve in Moto Podcasts and to Ricky on track commentary? Mm. Hashtag Steve unblock me. Oh, Stinks. is this the guy with the ridgeline? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. I'm not unblocking him. He just did that because he wants me to unblock him. Wow. He doesn't mean that. He says that every time he sends in a question. Uh, right. So what did he say? Play second fiddle? To Steve and Moto Podcasts and to RC on track commentary. How's that feel? Stings, man. Fucking hurts, dude. Stings. Hurts, God. man. Thanks for bringing up stuff that haunts me, bro. We'll end with that one. Yeah. That's it? Yep. All right. God. Hopefully I asked enough yep. good ones. Thank you, uh, BTOsports.com, for making that happen. Pulpamex is the code, as always, to save with those guys. Uh, Justin Brayton, Jordan Smith, Danny Stevenson, Jim Holly, Jason Thomas, Tony Berluti. Who would you like the best, Blair? What would you like? Yeah, I am a 
ridiculous Berluti fan. So the fact that you brought him in here for an hour, yeah. When I didn't know when we were when I was getting on the way, you're hey Berluti's coming on too for an hour. I yeah. Just, oh yeah. It's the only thing that kept me on that flight, man. <laughs> that was it, huh? Was about to go back right, home. So applause for Daniel Daniel Blair, everybody. Applause Thanks. for Daniel Blair. Um, no, it was a great show. Uh, lots to talk about. Love Jim Holly too. <laughs> I almost feel like we could have Jim Holly on every every I Monday love that night. Man, have you, have you, has he come on main event? Has he ever come on main event? You no, know, he hasn't. Oh, he well. hasn't. Probably. You know, though, when I was in studio here a few years ago, he was in studio too. It was me, Hobo Nick, Holly, oh, and Watson. Yeah, it was packed house. And um, oh, Holly, that yeah. was Jim's shotgun story, right? Where someone owed him money and he brought a shotgun and he didn't deny I it? I think so, yeah, and yeah. Watson told the story and Jim didn't really deny it. He's all, uh, <laughs> oh, well, hey, hey, things happen. <laughs> so, um, but Fantastic. No, I, like I said, I love that man. He's uh he he's he's a blessing, man. Well, Daytona was amazing, and uh, that was a great race. And St. Louis, great dirt this weekend. Always a good f- fan base turnout too. Yeah, in St. Louis, so I'm looking forward to more of that. Daniel Blair, uh, name the first thing that comes to your mind uh, with my sponsors. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. BTOsports.com. Motorsport.com. It's not going to be like that the whole way through. It's okay. just this is the first thing. All right. I won't All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fly racing. Best gear out there. Race tech suspension and engines. Um, gold valves. Vortex racing. Ignition? No. The no. Other one? Bars and sprockets. Uh, Babbitt's Arena Cross. Good job. Okay. Gear alloy. Brought me on the show tonight. Roost MX. Um... Uh, your your graphic graphic people, right? <laughs> yeah, <Is that> <laughs> yes, yes. Great okay. work on that one. Uh, Vertex Pistons, big bores. Right? <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> spoken as a true privateer. <laughs> <laughs> spoken as someone who only ran them when they were bigger. Right. <laughs> X brand goggles. Um, spelled weird. Michelin Starcross Five. Uh, the Michelin Man. Uh, Maxima US. Do you know his name? The Michelin Man. Yeah. He's a real he's a real guy. He's got a name. Nope, don't know. Bobindum. Bobindum. I'll know that. Was now. that it, Marks? Bobindum? It's Bibendum. Bibendum. Oh. Bibendum. Bibendum. You were close. Yeah. Bibendum. Uh Maxima USA. Um Lachine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lachine. Dogger, bro. Dogger. I just make it sure. Uh FMF. Um Ronnie Mac. Is that <laughs> Weird. I don't know why it's the first. I thought, I mean, the, Ron, I thought the Ronnie Mac shirt with the overalls. FMF, of, yeah. right? Is that was the that I eat ass sticker on a swing arm? I don't think that's an FMF no, uh, no, thing. No, I think that might product. be just a Ronnie thing. Right. Uh, Works Connection. Best products out there. Atlas neck brace. Uh, Ryan Lockhart uh, shirt coming off at a bar when Journey comes on. Yeah, absolutely. W wheels. Um. Oh. Good wheels. I don't know. I don't w wheels, bro. Jason Anderson's team uses W wheels. Listen, I was a privateer, man. I ran stock. Half always. the teams in the pits use W wheels for their wheel needs. I wasn't on a team very Talon, often. Kite. Stock. Guts Racing. Best fa- one of the best families in the sports history. Just what are you doing, Mark? What are you doing? What? We're try- hey, we're trying to close this thing down, bro. Yeah, we're trying to focus. God, I, what you- I'm distracted What's wrong? now. I got no audio. What happened? Did it? Was it unplugged? No. Hmm. Try it now. What, like Facebook Live or something? Is that still going? No. Like the drops and stuff. Put the, unplug the, is the red light on down here? Yeah. Okay, unplug the USB and plug it back in. Hmm. No? Oh. I heard a click in my ear. What'd you do there? 
Call tits. Where's Gibbs? Where's... Yeah. Get data. Uh, do we not have an outro then? We can't do an outro? Pl- unplug the USB and plug it back in. That's what I just did when you heard the thing. And, and what happened? I don't know. Nothing. Hmm. All right. This I don't is, know, bro. This is bullshit. I don't know. All right. So I'm rattled now. <laughs> Honda World Downey, too. Thanks to the folks at Honda World Downey. 605 Freeway and 5 Freeway Meet. Uh, please check them out, uh, whatever you need. Uh, they've can, they can handle it. And uh, mention Pulp MX or a free first time oil change as well from those folks. And uh, all right, man. Uh, we got no audio. I'll add this. On. I'll add the audio on uh, after we're done. So it'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The outro song is Blake Wharton now, and it used to be the main event. Yeah. I. Did you clip the cord with like a set of side cutters? Oh, like I did this? Yeah. Because you're no. like, you don't want to hear Blake Wharton. You want to hear the main event. Nope. That, I didn't do anything. This is your dog. It was this one. <laughs> is that one dead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's been farting for the last oh, hour. Oh, so, yeah. uh, All right, everybody. Well, hey, Daniel, thank you for coming yeah. by. Let's get you back in. It was a really fun time. I, I think, you know what's really cool is you enjoy doing this. You have a lot of passion. You can tell you're, you're very well spoken and, and you love you love the sport, you can tell, coming on a show like Thanks, this. Thanks, man. I do. I, uh, that's why I put up with you. I Just anything to talk moto, I'll, I'll deal with you this crap. You'll even deal with that. I'll, I'll deal with this crap, uh, whatever. The main event podcast, eaglegrit.com. Main event moto podcast. Main event you moto. say it wrong all the time on purpose. Okay. Eaglegrit.com. That's right. Eaglegrit.com. Oh, look who fixed the audio all of a yep. sudden. Yeah. To make fun of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're welcome. Arena Cross TV with Robbie Floyd. Yep. Uh, Fox Sports uh, TV shows every now. Are you doing St. Louis? The next four, baby. Next on, four. On, it's Daniel Blair time. Run for four Boom. of them. Suck it, everyone. It's Daniel Blair time. Uh, and also, too, live announcing when you're when you're out there when you're when when Ricky's there. Two more of them. Just uh, yep. um, Foxborough and Vegas live in the stadium. Yeah, because Ricky went, oh, Boston's cool city. I'll go there in Vegas. Ricky I'll... gets first dibs. Right. He picks seven. Right. He picks the cool cities. Yeah. Yeah. He left me with St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Daniel Blair gets Indy in St. Louis. He takes the ones closest to home, Tampa, yeah, no, Atlanta. I can't blame him. Ricky. Uh, good job by him. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks to our guests. We got Brayton a hot tub. Thanks to Bullfrog Spas. Please support them if you're in the market for, for that and, and, and everything else. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. See you next week, everybody. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Complete.